Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Pindry, featuring the producer of the show, Tits Legendary. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome to the show, the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com. We're live on a Monday night after Dallas. We're partying. We're not far from the Lions Den. We're in lovely Las Vegas. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Thank you, everybody, for listening live on this Monday night. My co-host tonight, my friend, my partner, my buddy, David Pingree. Ping, what's up? Hey. What did you start uh, opening up the show by going, yeah? You sound like a, I don't know what that is. What? DJ at a, like I, a, I sound cool? a bad bar mitzvah or I something. sound cool? I don't know. What is that? Uh, it's my thing, bro. Everyone's got their All right. thing. All right. And uh, I got my, that's my thing. Okay. I just wanted to know where it came from. Yeah, I don't know. I okay. just started it. All right. Good um, job. Thanks to BTOsports.com. Thank you to Fly Racing. Thank you to Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brop Bar 810 Solutions, all of our sponsors. Uh, thank you guys and, and support them. Please, please support them. Otherwise, I cannot afford Pingree's massive bill. To come here and talk moto every Monday. Um, we're going to give away a complete set of Fly Evolution gear. Tonight we're going to give away a pair of X-Brand goggles. X-Brand goggles. We are also going to give away Race Tech Suspension Bible, which I'm very excited about. Um, should be fun. Taking the, your calls, producing the show, holding things back from being a better show. None <laughs> other than the Tits Legendary Tits. What's up? What's up, guy? How are you? Great. Let's talk about last week's show. Okay. First. Okay. All-girls show. Verdict? Verdict? Uh, I had a lot of people say they liked it. They thought it was it was different, you know, like they wouldn't want it that way every week, but mm-hmm. it was cool. And they, I, I, I had very little bad feedback about it. Just a couple of jackasses on the chat room here. And they're, they hate everything. <laughs> There's some people on here who hate everything. All those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. <laughs> <laughs> That's Watson math, too. All those people are 95% yeah, dildos. All of them. Uh, what do you think, Tits? <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, you know. Tits, non-passionate about anything but, but Apple computers. Uh, yeah. Um, you know. Let's start off with some reader mail right away. Uh, Ping, I want you to read these emails. Okay. Uh, I want you to read these first email, these two emails right now. Read, <clears throat> read them out, out loud, please. Not, not to yourself. Okay, here we go. Hey, Mathis, Ping, and not Tits Legendary. Tits not Legendary. Okay. It's very clever. That was his very clever. shot at humor there. First of all, I wanted to say that I love your show. I've almost completely stopped listening to music in my truck and only listen to the Pulp Show on my way to work and home. The show is a million times better when Ping is on. Ah, oh, look at this guy. He's way better than Quatson. K. Watson. Uh, also, Mason is awesome as well. Anyways, if Ping is in the giving mood, I would love a signed Ping jersey to add to my man cave. Still one of my favorite writers of all time. Thanks, guys. P.S. Tits, not so legendary. Sucks, fat monkey balls. <laughs> Because he never uses my questions. Sorry, my name is not Moser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. do, you have a, do you have any jerseys for that? For I that, got it. Yeah, I got a ton. Do you I'll actually have a ton? Oh, yeah. Really? 
I was thinking yeah. to myself, there's no chance Pink has any jerseys left. Like, you know how it goes. What, I have, like, old jerseys? I have new jerseys. Oh, oh I meant racing jerseys, like uh, old stuff. Like, say that number 29 hanging on the wall. No. I, I might have a couple, but I'm not going to give those away. Yeah, Whatever yeah, I've got yeah. still. Yeah, you don't have a ton of those, but new ones. I right. give a new new TLD jersey. I don't know what this right. guy's after, but. Yeah. All right. And, and then the next one, please. Oh, yeah. Next one. Here we go. Uh, absolutely love the show, but just my opinion. Save your money and keep <laughs> ping off the show. <laughs> <laughs> he brings nothing to the table. Kenny was way better. DV was also great amongst others. Save your money. Well. <laughs> Thanks, guy. <laughs> so we got some good and some bad yeah. this week. <laughs> like, that guy's in the chat room, I think. <laughs> He's definitely in the chat room. Hey, um, Andrew Short tonight just switched to the BTL Sports KTM team. Zach Bell uh, just flew through the air with effortless ease. Doc Bodner, Dr. John Bodner coming on the, the dock of Supercross. And, of course, the great Ryan Hughes, uh, who, who you said, Ping, last week, we got to get him on. That was your, we got, you got yeah, to get Rhino on. Love him or hate him. Right. It, well, and, you know, right now he's obviously in a pretty rough spot, so um, I'm anxious to see how he's doing. I just saw a photo that could, he tweeted. Could be some pain pills maybe involved even tonight. Oh, I, I guarantee you. Oh, even better. Yeah, which could be really weird. <laughs> and if you haven't seen Zach Bell's crash, go to YouTube right now and watch it because we're going to probably end up talking about it a lot. I think people, I, night, I would so. hope people have seen it. Maybe Tits didn't see it. That's about the only guy. Tits I don't watch races. Right. Um, right now. First person to call in right now, not the guy on hold. First person to call in right now will win a free pair of X-Brand goggle, goggles if they can answer a trivia question. So right now, take the first caller. And if you don't get it, they'll take the next caller. And if you don't get it, they'll take the next caller. X-Brand goggles, um, pair of X-Brand goggles, the goggle of choice. Many of the top racers out there. And uh, thanks to X-Brand goggles. You can check them out at xbrand.com. Pulp Show 13, save yourself 30%. So, uh, all right, who's the guy? Just, you can just hit Austin. Austin, what's up, man? What's up? Okay, here's here's a question, bro. Right. Name five riders that use X-Brand goggles. Oh. Okay, uh, Jimmy Albertson, Austin Politelli. Um, you hear that radio in the background? That's really screwing you up right now, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> um, oh, man. Um, All right, see you, bud. Who's this? Daniel. Daniel, can you name five guys that wear X-Brand goggles? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Jimmy Albertson, uh, Michael Lassie. Okay, maybe I can. I'm out. <laughs> All right, see you later. Um, uh, do we give him Jimmy Albertson because he technically is a beer optics rider? He, he yeah, thinks both on the podium. He does. That's so okay. You're right. You got to okay. give him that. All right, who's this? He does. Hey, who's this? All right, who's Brad, Brad, you got to turn your radio down. Brad. What's up? Name five riders, oh. riders that wear X-Brands. Paul Kelly. Yep. Jakes. Howardson, because, yes, he does wear a thing. Who's brand. the second guy? Uh, um, Who's the second guy? Uh, Travis, or, Travis Baker. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you're right. Um, That's three. Alessi. It's four. And me. <laughs> uh, you're, not, you're not going to give it to him. No. Oh. Who's this? That's, I would have given it to that guy, man. I thought this would be a lot easier. I'm not doing my job as, as, a, as a sponsor. Uh, I can't name five right now. Come on. There's no way I could have named Who's five. Who's this on the call? Oh, Sinjin, and I got this shit down. Oh, no. Okay, Sinjin, go ahead. 
Jimmy motherfucking Alberton, mm-hmm. Travis Baker, Mike Alessi, Bobby Canary, and uh, who do I want to put as my last one? Chisholm. No, because Chisholm's not one, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh Spring. Very good. Wow. Good job. Sinjin, Dang. stay on the line. Tits will unfortunately have to get your name and address from you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> good job. Brand. Beer Optics, yeah. All right, Sinjin got it, everyone. I can't believe you didn't give it to the other guy. <laughs> Me? That's a... <laughs> That's a that's not a legitimate answer. Tits, would you give that to him? I thought it was pretty funny, actually. I did, too. I, I would have given it to him for the... Oh, no way. No way, man. We're, we're, no way. We run it. Th- All right. Th- hey, you can get the show on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher uh, tomorrow. You can get it on iTunes tomorrow. You can get it on the apps right now. Droid and uh, iPhone apps are available, $1.99, to help offset Ping's uh, crazy salary. And, uh, um, yeah, thanks for listening, for everybody. Great show tonight. A lot of, lots of controversy. Lots of talking. All right, Dallas Supercross, let's get to that. Ping, if anybody knows uh, the Asterix Medical crew, it's you, at least in this room anyways. Yeah, well, probably better than in here. You are an EMT. I'm a paramedic. Paramedic, same thing. Not not the same thing, thing. but okay. Uh, And you worked the Asterix Medical crew at a bunch of races. You are a fireman who would, you know, so again, I don't know how that applies, but anyways... (laughs) Zach Bell, uh, lots of controversy. I don't know if you were on Twitter yesterday. I was getting beat up yeah. on Twitter badly by some big names and some of my friends that made me cry. Um, but I stuck to my guns. Zach Bell, horrendous crash, first of all, uh, but cleared the race, lines up for the LCQ, qualifies for the main, and then big crash again in the main event. But what's your thoughts? I mean, to me, it all boils down to these people are questioning the Asterix Medical Crew's uh, integrity. By yeah. letting this kid race, they've stopped many a guy from going on the track. What's your thoughts? Yeah, they. I, I, I know that those guys. If um, you gotta, first of all, look at the crew. Doctor Bodner is a trauma ER doc. I mean, this guy has seen not far from Tijuana either. Chula Vista. <laughs> I mean, he sees probably some ridiculous stuff. This guy is, you know, not just some run of the mill, yeah. right? Paramedic. Eve. I mean, he is like awesome when it comes to traumas. Um, Eddie Casillas been a military paramedic. He's a certified athletic trainer. They have um, fire department staff on hand, so there are medics down there, at least two or three. They have a nurse that works in the truck usually. There's a very good collection of knowledge, and they have a protocol that they go through. Um, and it's it's not just one thing. It's like, okay, well, he passed this test. Let's let him go. Uh, it, and to clarify, comes... everyone takes a baseline test before they get their license, before they're allowed to race. Yes, They that's... take an impact test on the computer. It's about a 40-minute test. Uh, and to get a baseline setting for you. Just, that's, that's called right, an impact right. test. Um, it, it has you remember words, remember numbers, and at the end you've got to recall what those are. And it, it, it's got, uh, you know, just all sorts of cognitive little tests in it to see how quick your reaction time is, everything like that. So um, you take that prior to the season, and then, uh, but, but typically after you've had a crash, uh, and I just found this out because I always thought that if you have a crash, they bring you back in and you do that, Impact the test impact, again yeah, right there, but right. that's not the case. The impact test is designed to um, give, be given to riders or, or athletes 24 to 48 hours after an injury uh, because it, it takes into account like the mm-hmm. swelling that's going on in the brain and things like that, and they, they feel like that's when you get your best reading. So the medics at the asterisk truck use what's called a SCAT-2 test, which is similar uh, but a lot more like balance and proprioceptiveness um, because if you have really injured your brain – that stuff will be off. Um, um, vision things that go along with it. Anyway, 
Um, but they also look at, was there a loss of consciousness? Yeah. And that's, that's a big controversy in this case because he did lay there for a while and he looked like he was out. I mean, if I was just watching the tape, I go, oh, he's out. There's no question. He's not moving. But I did talk to Eddie, who was the first one on scene, and um, he said when he got to him, his eyes were open. And he was talking to him. He's like, hey, Zach, you know, what, you're all right, bud. Like, tell me, trying to get him to communicate yeah. and see what he's going to say. And he, he said he responded, and, and, yeah, yeah, I knocked the one out of myself. I'm point, okay, I'm okay. He wasn't moving either when Eddie got there. No. Like, when apparently this conversation is going on, Zach is still not moving. No, yeah. he's laying there, right. which is misleading for sure if you're mm-hmm. watching it. But, um, you know, Eddie says, look, his eyes were open. He was talking to me. He was responding appropriately. Um, we walked him back. He took the SCAT test. He passed it with a 92. A minimum passing score is an 81. So it's not like he got an 83, you know, yeah. just barely slid by. He, is, that he called, is that called the Stroop level? <laughs> 82? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could, we could make some jokes Zing. on that. But, uh, I'm just saying. Anyway. That was a dickish, that was dickish of me, but it's funny. <laughs> I, was it, it called the Weege level? The Weege level? I, <laughs> he's our boss. I'm not going to say that. But right. Anyway, after watching the crash, yeah. I would have thought there's no way. this. It, it, for sure he has a concussion. Correct but, me if I'm wrong. The rule is if you knock yourself out, you're done. If you are out. If you're out. If they get if to you, get your to eyes you, are closed yeah, like yeah. Jared Brown was last weekend. Yeah. You're, you're sleeping. Okay. You're done. Yeah. That is a so, that is a positive. Doesn't matter what test you, you. Doesn't matter what you say. Doesn't matter if you recite the alphabet backwards. You're out. Um, Chances are you're not reciting the alphabet. Yeah, if you're yeah. Backwards. I can't do that sober. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know they they have their criteria. Yep. It's Doc Bodner's call, and he can stop. I mean, it's his call. He he had a, a meeting with Feld and MX Sports and said, "Look, I need to have autonomy on this. Like, if I say this guy's no good to ride." Yeah. I can't have, you know, yeah. failed override me and go, well, it's, it's our points we need later. We sell so. tickets or whatever, yeah. yeah. And, um, and I, you know, I, I think that's good that he's got that power, but at the same time, it, it does scare riders off. I've seen guys take a pretty good hit and then – They go their motor home. Yeah, they, oh, no, they jump up. The team, you know, hustles them off, and they don't even stop by the Astros mm-hmm. truck because they don't want to have, have yeah. them tell them, no, right. you can't ride. So – Anyway, Zach passes the thing. He wasn't unconscious. I mean, they didn't have any indicators to keep him off the bike. So, so in your mind, and we're going to have Bodner on later. Um, in your mind, uh, nothing wrong, no foul. He responded to Eddie. Fine, he passed yeah. the test. But this Eddie, is the LCQ. Eddie, here's the one thing: is Eddie did say it took him a while because he had the flaggers. One was pushing him one way and the other flagger at the landing of the triple was pushing him the other. Mm-hmm. So riders were like kind of zigzagging through there and Eddie, he said it took him a while. He was standing at the side of the track waiting mm-hmm. for them to get their crap together yeah. and get traffic. Flaggers were off, really. <sighs> Can you imagine that? I mean, those no, no, that, that doesn't sound properly right. paid no. professionals not, not getting it right <laughs> right away. Yeah, it amazing. Anyway, the hot so dog did, and the free t-shirt just wasn't did, enough. <laughs> it did take him a little while to get to him. <laughs> yep. So there's speculation of whether or not he was unconscious before Eddie got there, but um, doesn't matter. Again, like I said, he passed the scat test. And hey, speaking of that, I saw a number <laughs> of tweets. I don't know. Okay, um, can you? Could you uh, sandbag? If you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to be I was part of the show, it. yeah, I was thinking about. It. Please Sorry. spit the questions out okay. sooner. If could you're going you to be a sandbag the you. initial test so that later on? Like, could it be beat like that? Well, th- there isn't a baseline for the scat, too. It's, you could, when you take your impact test preseason, uh-huh. yeah, you could. And I, I think that guys do. Okay. I think they intentionally go in and they kind of slow their reaction time down a little. And I think that's stupid. I mean, that mm-hmm. test is there for your own good. Right. 
if you if you've really hit your head and have an injury to your brain, your brain is pretty screwed up yeah. in the first place to uh, go in there and think, oh, I'm going to slow this down. So if I really hurt my brain, it doesn't seem like I have, right? And I can go out and still ride. I mean, right. But yeah, I think it does. I mean, I think JT even tweeted he took it and he was dr- hung over. <laughs> so yeah, and JT also said on Vital like in in uh, in um, oh two or oh seven or. Some year they asked him if he was okay, and he said, "Yeah," when he wasn't. But th- things have changed since since that time. You know, they've gotten a lot more progressive. Yeah, well, they have to have to. Right. You, know, you look at Otherwise, all the football injuries yeah. and these guys. There's major lawsuits going on. I think yeah. that's the biggest scare for Feld and for MX Sports. Is yeah. At what point does a Brock Hepler or someone who maybe would even be worse off come back and go, "Hey, yeah, you guys didn't do anything for us." You know, I mean, yeah. uh, Nash, what's up, man? Gentlemen, gentlemen. Uh, I have a serious question. If I give uh, Steve Mathis or Dave Pingree the keys to, quote-unquote, fixing the tracks, uh, we heard in a lot of podcast interviews that you took Steve as well as other people were commenting that they just didn't like the track or the tracks are one line, and we keep hearing this this year. And I'm not criticizing anybody for that opinion or what they are. They're the racers. They know infinitely more than I'll ever know. What would either of you do if you had the magic wand to do anything to the tracks in all seriousness? So have at it. Uh, I would make them bigger. I would buy more dirt. I would make. I mean, I guess you can increase the. Um, you can increase the uh, danger with that, but this is Supercross. Um, mm-hmm. I'd make them bigger. I'd make them go wider in in the stadium. Um, you know, you got to slow these bikes down. You have to try to make things tougher to do, so that if you make a mistake, you you know, you will get past. Um, unfortunately, I think they're going the opposite direction right now. I would put a Joker lane in. I would, uh, I would try the Joker lane anyways. I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty cool, and uh, I would try different changing up the formats. That I realize I'm getting away from the tracks question. No, no. Is is there a way that you can get? And I know this sounds like a dumb question, but is there a way you can get different dirt in Texas? I mean, not dirt. No, I, I no, was. There's, there's, it is what it is. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean get different okay. dirt in Texas? Well, you know, it's hard pack. It's always hard pack and slippery in Texas. So, you, yeah, you know, it, you're, you're kind of stuck there. Yeah, and if you're going to put water on it, then it gets slippery, and then it instantly hardens up even more than it did. You're telling me they don't sell anything but hard pack clay in Texas. Feld couldn't go to Acme Soil Company I mean, and purchase I mean, I guess yeah, they soil. could. Uh, dirt is the massive expense, massive expense. So that's where you're going to look to try to save some. Some some money, I think. But uh, yeah, but I guess what I guess you the do, thing you're saying is, what couldn't you add sand or you know sawdust or mulch chips or I, I mean well, I, I mean, know it's not an outdoor track and you're not going to water the bejesus out of it. But there, there wasn't much difference between San Diego dirt last week and Dallas dirt this week. So. Okay, you could definitely right. change the soil. I think, I, and I don't know the particulars on price and all that, but I, I would do kind of some of what Steve's saying. I think bigger obstacles, um, steeper, more technical obstacles that mm-hmm. that you are right out of a turn. So you don't have a bunch of time to build all the speed up. Uh, okay. I think the, a big problem is that guys are just going too fast. And when mm-hmm. you're coming to a turn hauling ass and you're flying around the turn hauling out, you, you're not going to go in and try to make an aggressive pass on yeah. somebody because mm-hmm. you're going to go mm-hmm. down. But if the speeds are low, if everybody's moving slowly, uh, you know, and you open the turns up, pull, pull that corner marker back a little bit, like arena cross style, where guys mm-hmm. can really get in aggressive and make passes like what Dungey made on Reed this past weekend – You'd see better mm-hmm. passing. You'd see more aggressive riders because speeds are lower. Uh, consequences of going down are less. Uh, 
ride the rider design tracks. I thought some of those were awesome. Um, Anaheim retro track, great. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? I agree. Triple was seventy-seven feet at the at the Anaheim retro track. How was it seventy-seven feet in nineteen eighty-six on two strokes, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. now sixty-four with four fifty-four strokes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. It was maybe I don't have the exact measure. It was seventy-something feet. Anyways, it was big. Ping, would you implement any type of joker or, you know, back to that, you guys had mentioned two or three weeks ago, the Paris, you know, bring guys in, do a single file start. I mean, I'm again, I'm not advocating that. I'm just interested to hear what you guys have to say because you know more than a lot of people. I, I wouldn't mind the joker lane. No, I, don't I think know the more one than that everybody. they they tried. I know everything. Oh, God. I think the one that they tried in Vegas was not enough of a penalty. I think what what needs to happen, what would be cool if they have a joker lane, is make it like six, seven seconds slower. So yeah. you're you are going to come back in behind people that you were in front of. You know, wow, um, wow, that's gnarly. Wow. So. Um, one final question: Who carves the Thanksgiving turkey? You or Factory Phil? Uh, uh, our father-in-law. He's still the uh, he's the big Damn boss. It. You know, patriarch. Dude, I was hoping Phil would get in there. Maybe a little fight with Randy. That's so funny. All right. Thanks, Nash. Yes. Thanks, Nash. Yeah, call Factory Phil. Fellas, have a good show. See ya. Uh, this guy. He's a Factory Phil super fan, I think. Is this Dave? Yeah, Dave. Hi, Steve. What's up, Dave? Thanks for uh, being on hold. What's going on? No problem, man. Hey, I think Engineite's Dave got pissed off this week because Paul in San Diego made the, I think, fourth in the main event, Dave said. And Dave was pissed off that no one in the industry has called poor Paul and even gave him an attaboy, like, you know, good job. And I'm wondering, Ping and everybody else, how in the hell can in this sport can you make it to the top level even once, you know, and people not even say anything to you when your parents have spent $500,000, a million dollars. Look at Bells. Who knows what Bells have spent, you know, spent serious, serious money that no one would ever spend trying to make it, and then no one even says anything hardly about it. I find it well, crazy, too. Listen, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, first of all, we, we, I devoted 250 words on Racer X, a standalone column to Paul Atelli. Um, mm-hmm. He's a good guy. He wears X-Brand goggles. His dad's a good guy. But, Dave, if I were to list you, show you a list of riders that have gotten fourth in one Supercross in their career, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it, it's a great accomplishment, don't get me wrong, but you need to start racking up fourths, fifths, sixes as yes, a privateer. Yes. Ping. I mean, you're a team manager. You just have to show some consistency. Fourth well, is great. I mean, yeah, and, and, and that finish yeah. alone will get him looked at for next year. But depending right. on who's available, who's locked down, you know, where guys go, I mean, he still may not get a ride if he just had one-fourth and a bunch of crap. I've, I've talked to a lot of managers over the years that are debating which riders to hire, and they'll call me and ask me my opinion. And these guys mm-hmm. will be like, well, his average finish was 16 points, and his guy's right. average finish was 14 points, and this guy uh, qualified in this spot every week, and this guy, like, this is what they're breaking down if you're a manager. You know, right, you're breaking right. everything down. You're not breaking one fourth place at San Diego. And again, don't get me wrong, Polatelli, great ride. Um, but he's 13th in the points. Savachi yep. is losing his ride, and he's seventh or eighth. And that's horrible, too. Yeah, that's mm. horrible, too. But yep. yep. Savachi gets starts. He's a great starter, and that's one thing you want right away. Polatelli's probably a little too big uh, for the 2 class. But, um, yep. yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of everything a little bit like that. I, I get what you're saying, yep. Dave. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I know there's going to be always going to be a top 20 and, you know, that the show is going to go on. But for parents, you know, like those five kids that we know from Missouri that made the night show, 
what's the incentive for them to just go out and break their necks every weekend, man? Just, to, to, well, to say, oh, God damn, you get top ten and you're gone. You know, you're not going to – and I do understand what you're saying. One time is a flash in the pan or could be a flash in the pan, but it sure isn't an incentive to parents who have already spent a half a million dollars to try to make. Well, but you know what? Nope. It, just like in anything else, you know, you're not guaranteed anything. You nope, know? you're not. And choosing motocross as a profession, when you have to make that decision at whether it's five or – 13 or 16 it's a gamble the, the odds are not in your favor it's like going True. into vegas here and throwing money down on yeah. you know well, we're not far from the you, lines you, yeah. but ping do you think the golf parents have spent five hundred thousand dollars trying to get junior to the pga hell i guarantee you golf really? golf i mean one round of golf's like in a decent course is you know Hundred bucks. I'm waiting for you. Like, like you've ever <laughs> so done that? A number. <laughs> no, I, I live well, in a, I I know, live in a you, golf course. You know, you spent five hundred dollars a weekend. I mean, Stripper, going racing. Strippers and well, and coke. That stuff isn't cheap. When you start getting into schools, <laughs> you got to go to what is it? Finishing school. They have some type of school that golfers have to go to before they get into Qual- a Q school. Q school. school. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Whatever. It, That's stuff right. isn't cheap. So all right. Yeah, th- thanks, right thanks, whether Dave. it's that or tennis or whatever, there's you yeah. have to put them in lessons. You have to go to this tournament. You have to go to that. I mean, it's yeah. Obviously, yeah. motocross is, is expensive because you got bikes. And I mean, stuff. I got, yeah, it's a, I got a little a, different. I got a call from Mitch Taylor, the owner of X-Brands, saying that Politelli told him the team is folded up. And I'm like, oh, shit, wow. that sucks. And then this weekend, Jimmy Albertson and John Pock are riding out of it. So I'm like, what, what do you mean the team folded? Mm. They're there. You know, Austin rides West Coast and Pock rides the East Coast and Albertson is, is their full-time guy. So, I, again, mm. I'm confused. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Politelli keeps it up. He'll get something. Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening. Um, we're going to have Zach Bell on right away, actually, but uh, uh, this just in about last week's show. Dave, no more, please. Really, brutal. She never closes her pie hole, ever. A terrible disservice to your sponsors. <laughs> about? Girl, all girl show. Yeah. She never cl- closes her pie well, hole. Were they talking about? <laughs> yeah, they're talking about Brittany. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't think she was, was overly talkative, did you? I thought she did a pretty good job. Ah, Britt's cool. Beach, dude. The beach. The beach. I got a few texts about that. You did? Kiefer. Hope the beach comes up again. I hope oh, that yeah. makes its way in. I'm like. What if you're getting a beach <laughs> while we're talking about beach? Life's good then. Um, uh, no, all-girl show. It's, it's cool. We're, we'll do it again probably every other week, I think. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, every other week I think we'll do that. You know? <laughs> losing, uh, you're losing listeners. Uh, that's funny. I mean, yeah, whatever. So, hey, um, uh Thank you, everybody, for listening tonight. We're going to have an interesting show coming on. I can't wait to get to Rhino. Ping, we got to get to um, your best Rhino story when he's on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. One you can tell. This was uh, from my rookie year. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. This is when he set your bikes up and they were all just top end. They made their power from yeah. 11,000 <laughs> to 11,007. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, we got X-Brand Goggle tear-offs. We have NFAB Banging Bars segment um, coming up. We got uh, voicemails. We, uh, we're all out of emails now. And... Um, Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Ping, so, um, all right, so, Villapoto, you were watching the race. You came up with uh, an interesting comment, I thought. Um, he does exactly <laughs> what you tell your people who you do motocross schools with not to do. Do not do this, kid. It's, his technique of cornering is just absolutely the the way you tell people not to do it. (laughs) You know, he, he comes into a turn and this, I'm talking supercross here, you know, I mean, nationals are just a different animal, but he comes into a bull turn, skids into it. And then right as he reaches about the apex, he 
rolls the throttle on and skids the back end around with the throttle. I mean, that's like the first, when I see guys doing that, and I'm like, okay, first thing we got to do is get you off the brake. You need to roll through the turn, you carry get Ryan momentum. on the phone, and maybe you can. Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> Ryan, Dave Fingry here. I, I'm no, telling you, no, won't, I know. you won't just, find other right. guys doing no, that. Like, he, no one else gets away with it. He steers with the rear, man. Yeah. It's just very odd. And and when I was working with Cian Cirillo um, before the season, there was a couple of spots where he's doing that. I'm like, don't watch Ryan. I know you ride with him all the time. <laughs> That's, I mean, just don't try to do that, you know. Nobody right. can do that. Yeah, he's the only guy I've ever seen uh, really make that work. Um, but he won three wins now. <laughs> he, he makes it work. Hey, he's twenty-four sure. points down. Yeah, I tell you what, this, if this... I was him, I'd be worried because Davy is not giving him up easy. You know, he's. Uh... How do you how do you break Davy Millsaps? Or do you? Right now. Well, in the past, it was pretty easy. <laughs> no more than ten laps. <laughs> he's broken. Right. If but, there wasn't a red flag, you could break him. And now, I mean, he's solid. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. If I was Ryan Villapoto, I'm. He's got to get his poop together yeah. and start winning races and yeah. and taking it down three points at a time. Uh, James Stewart clutch problem this week. Yeah. What did you go get any info on that? I, I, what, clutch. You know, what? What a no, basket I, broke. I mean, what breaks? The the well, that's just it. I, I'm a former factory mechanic for two teams. I don't know if you heard that or not. I might have mentioned it. Uh-huh. Time or How two. many Manitoba titles again? Four. Yeah, that's right. But that was as a racer. Um, I was actually on your team once as a mechanic. Although that's you right. do not remember. I me. don't. Right. Um. Clutch went right to the bar, so just flapping as you're revving. Clutch is just flapping. While it was in gear? Not when it was in no, gear. yeah, neutral. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so what is but that? But they rode it to the line, so this fine there. Uh-huh. You know, it's a long drive to Dallas uh, from the pits to the yeah. to starting gate. Um, did the parade lap? Did not do the parade lap. Oh, this was before the parade lap. Mm-hmm, did not do the parade lap. So, rode the bike there, shut it off, staged, pulled in, start the bike, bang, no go. So... Um, and Webb told me, Mike Webb told me, it was almost like the cable was uh, was not hooked up. You know what I mean? Just you know how the lever is when you're when you're not when you don't have a cable hooked up. But he said the cable was hooked up. So you know the actuator arm broke in the case. The push rod that goes through the center broke. But even that would like provide some sort of resistance because it's everything's pretty tight. To you know you have an actuator arm, push rod, top hat. Little deal at the end of the push rod and a pressure plate. Like the with Monopoly springs. guy. Yeah. Good day, sir. Yeah. Good day. Good day to you. And uh so yeah, one of the I mean, one of those things broke to 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 have that happen, unless he runs a recluse, and then I'm out because I don't know what's involved with those those auto clutches. But not good. After he won the heat, caught Ryan Villapoto, passed him, won by a little bit. When it rains, it pours for James Stewart. Yeah. I, w- I was I was curious to see if he had twenty laps of that speed in him. So was Cause Ryan. He, cause, so yeah, was Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure James was too. Um, but yeah, bummer bummer deal for James Stewart. Uh, Reed not a good race for him. No, no, no. I thought if he got a start up there with those guys, he'd be able to latch on. But he no, he doesn't have the speed right now. He made a comment to me after the race. I guess I'm going to have to get used to riding with a super soft front, or a soft front end, meaning air forks. What do you know about that, or what well, do you think about that comment? I, I think that that comment is basically exactly. if he gets the feel he wants in the whoops and jump faces, where it's nice and firm, it's so rigid in the turns, he's just pushing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, he's, a, like a San Diego crash. Exactly. Right. You, you come in, that it just doesn't, you know, when you put some weight on that front, it doesn't come up and, and you know, kind of settle into the turn. It just, it's so stiff, it pushes the front tire out, and you lose the front end. So he's, he's saying... He, 
he's so he's, he's trying be, to go stiffer and stiffer because that's the feel he wants, but it ain't working in the turns. It's, got, it's providing no traction right, in the turns. Right. So he's got to go with what works in the corners and suffer in the whoops and jump phases your, and steep, steep stuff. And you've only ridden the production Air Forks, but is this something that you find? Or is it even, not even applicable? Not even. It's, I mean, it's a whole other world okay. of what they're doing. Yeah. I, I, you know. Right. Okay. Well, some analyst you are. I'm just telling you, that's what I would <laughs> I know, just make of it. Yeah. But, you know, I've only ridden those Air Forks on an outdoor motocross track, you yeah, know. Right. Um, not in a supercross. But they're definitely going to have a different feel just yeah. by yeah. the nature of what it is. Yeah, and it sucks that he can't get it right. You haven't raced Supercross this year? Not this year. Yeah. No. I haven't seen you. Oh, four. <laughs> I did. Right. So. All right. Let's get to our first guest. And uh, he had a quite an eventful first ever Supercross race. And that would be Geico Honda, Zach Bell. Zach, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on the show. No problem, guys. How are you guys doing? I'm good. David Pingree here in studio. Um, Ping, would you say Zach's first Supercross was a little more eventful than yours? Yeah, well, I didn't qualify for my first Supercross. So you did better than me, but damn, dude, I'm just stoked that you're here talking to us. <laughs> right, right. That crash was so gnarly. Um, how how sore are you on a scale of 1 to 10, Zach? Um, I'm, I actually woke up Sunday morning, and I was expecting to be a lot sore than what I was. And I got up, and I was like, wow, I feel like I just did Saturday morning. Um, I actually felt really good. Today I still feel really good, and uh, oh, cool. I start training again, and uh, I came down to Georgia to visit for a week or so. Mm-hmm. I won't be this week at all, so <laughs> I want to come into Atlanta healthy. Dallas was a, a bad start for me, but I just want to regroup and look back at that and just use that as a mistake and learn off of that and move forward. Yeah, you were riding uh, very well until that crash, uh, leading the heat race and uh, – I guess talk about up until the crash. Talk about your day. Uh, your practice times were all right. Maybe you probably weren't too happy where they were. But uh, what about racing Supercross? The practice times, and then of course uh, uh, going into the race. How'd you feel? Um, the day the day started off really good. Woke up, ate breakfast, and uh, we went out to the track. Did track walk with my mechanic and um, my trainer Ryan, and we just looked at some few sections, and we really didn't have to pushed the limits to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. I just in my comfort zone about 60, 70, 70% in the practice. So I wasn't really trying to push a fast lap time. I just wanted to get qualified and get to the night show. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, what do you think about, like, obviously you've been waiting and waiting uh, to race. You, you know, last year you made your debut last year. Uh, you had a couple of good races, a, or a good race, and then a couple of bad remotos. So for you, it's been a long wait for you to get us started as a pro, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. I've been working my butt off to get where I am, or working my butt off to get where I am right now, and uh, it's really paid off. I uh, came into the season really healthy, and I've only been on the bike for three weeks, so I just want to learn off of those mistakes I had back then and uh, make them better so I won't have to make them mistakes again. Mm-hmm. Um. So the crash itself, drug your foot up the face of a triple. Do you remember um, the? Do you remember the crash like clearly? And and of course, all your thoughts in your head of going, "Oh shit." Uh, yeah, I actually remember everything. Um, as soon as I came out of the corner, I went to bring my foot up and it caught the back of the foot peg and it kind of dropped it down. So I went to bring it up one more time and it was already on the face and I was already scrubbing a little bit and it just caught it and it put me into a sideways can-can, whatever. 
<laughs> and I was in midair thinking I was still on the bike, but I had to, I had to let go and mm-hmm. I went straight on my feet to my head. And while I was laying there, I was out of breath. And whenever they told me at Southwick, they're like, "Don't move if if you feel like you're hurt." And I actually didn't feel hurt, so I was expecting to be more hurt than what I was. So mm-hmm. I was just waiting for the guys to uh, help me get up, and I didn't know what was going to be wrong with me, so I just kind of laid there waiting for them to help me, but it actually turned out to be where I wasn't knocked out. I remember every little bit of everything, and uh, I felt really good after that. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was, uh, it was a courageous of you to come up for the LCQ. I mean, regardless of uh, – I n- never thought for a second, Ping, that we'd see him line up for the LCQ. No. <laughs> There's no way. Um, and, and then you managed to make it through there. And, but your main event crash – now, I missed it at the track. I was watching somewhere else, but I, I rewatched the race on TV – Geez, the main event crash was maybe worse as far as like what I look, what you looked like afterwards with your uh, swollen up eyebrow and the cut to your face and everything else. That was a pretty gnarly one too. Um, yeah, I was just trying to get through the race. I was sitting back eighth or ninth, and uh, if there was people coming up behind me, and I was just going to let them go by. I popped my wrist out in that first crash, so uh, I was just trying to get through the night show and just happened to overjump that section a little too much on the last step on step off and my suspension didn't preload getting off and front end dove in between the little single and the step on step off and I had nowhere I could go and it just shot me to the side so I just kind of landed tried more of my side but it kind of hit my head again and the the goggles cut my eye open and Mm -hmm. someone ran into the back of me so I was like kind of in the mix where I didn't know if I should like get up right away and get hit so I just kind of sat there and then uh, the kid stopped in front of me, so which was pretty good. Yeah. Zach, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about this, the new helmet that you're wearing, the 6D. I mean, do you feel like that um, – were you thankful you had that helmet on in those crashes, or do you, is there any difference in feel? Um, yeah, I'm actually really thankful. I, I think about that every day since that crash. It's just if I would have had any other helmet on, what would have happened to me, you know, like – what happened to uh, Jans Krzyzewski, you never know. That helmet I'm wearing now, I wouldn't recommend any other helmet besides 60 right now. That is by far the best product out, right, out there right now. And uh, it definitely saved me. It actually saved me twice. And, uh, you know, those guys have put so much stuff into their helmet. It's where it's kind of like riding a BMX bike compared to a mountain bike with all that stuff they have into it. 702-586-7857. If you have a question for Geico Honda, Zach Bell, uh, give us a call. We've got him on the line a little bit longer. Um, Zach, what about the the texts and the phone calls and everything from you, uh, you know, yesterday, Saturday night, and, and today? Probably just insane, huh? Um, yeah, actually, I wasn't going to use my phone all day yesterday or Saturday, so I just kind of stayed away from that, just had it off, and just kind of focused on this coming weekend and just thought about what I should have done differently and stuff like that. So today I got on my phone and it was just blown up and yeah. now I'm glad to be on your guys' show. And I saw a few people just trying to get me out of racing, but if I, if I wasn't able to race, I wasn't going to race at all. You know, yeah. I was 100% into them and I knew I was able to race. I wasn't dizzy or anything. Yeah, this is kind of what we've talked about before we got you on the air. I mean, the, the asterisk medical crew, Doc Bodner and those guys, Eddie Casillas, They've stopped plenty of guys from racing, um, you know, when they feel like it's necessary. And and so there's not like they're going to go, oh, it's Zach Bell. Oh, it's a Geico guy. 
they will stop you. That's the bottom line. And uh, you you to, you told me after the race when we I interviewed you, you got a ninety two on the what test is it, Ping? The, the SCAT two test. The SCAT two test, which is uh, you know well above the the lower limit to 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 have cognitive uh, reactions. So um, you know, I mean, I guess if obviously sitting on the line for the LCQ, you're probably pretty pretty nervous. You're still probably maybe a little bit of adrenaline and everything going through you. Um, yeah, that was actually probably the most nervous part of the night was just getting second in that moto. Um, I definitely thought twice about coming up to that triple, putting my foot on before uh, the face of that jump jump. So I was conscious throughout the night before that. And, uh, yeah, I just, I really don't want to make the mistakes again. Mm-hmm. It really had a pretty big, pretty big sit back for me. Yeah. And, uh, I actually made a lot of fans out of it because I never give up and never, the team doesn't either, so uh, I just want to put in 100% and uh, show everybody what I can do. I guess your bike was pretty – you told me after the race, too, your bike was badly bent up, forks and clamps. and. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Glenn Hobson, your mechanic, uh, once tuned Dusty Clatt, by the way. Pingree? Uh, what is it? Your mechanic. Once, it, was, it was a fact that is interesting only to maybe two people. Me and Dusty. Yeah, uh, your mechanic was Dusty Klatz, old old uh, ranch. I don't know if he is he if he's told you about these stories. Um. Well, of course, I saw the bike whenever it was rolling off, and I was just like, "Man, what did I do again?" And I was like, "Jesus, is happening again." So I just kind of regrouped, and we talked a little bit, and he said, "It's no big deal. It's just part of our job." And mm-hmm. I was so sorry about that. I talked to Michael Rocca, and I was like, "I'm sorry this happened. It's just." a little fluke and won't happen again. And so we got our head back on straight and we just kind of focused on the stuff like that. And my mechanic, Glenn, he's done so much for me. That bike was into pieces and he put it back together in 15 minutes before the LCQ. So I was really happy yeah. with him and the team for what they, they can do for me. Um, well, what were you told by LaRocco and those guys? What were their comments to yours after that? Um, they were saying, they said I did the right, that I did the right job and I just had a, a mistake and it's fine. It's just a rookie season and this is what I learned from and everybody goes through this and, uh, this is where we just put it in the past and move forward. Uh, Missy, what's going on? Thanks for listening to the show. Do you have a question for Zach Bell? Um, yeah, I've always heard that you should get a new helmet after a crash and I was wondering if he got a new helmet between the two crashes. Good question. Uh, yeah, it, I had uh, I had a silver and black one, and I messed up that one, and they brought up me a brand new black one, flat black, and uh, yeah, I switched out with two of the helmets. Cool. Uh, Thank uh, you. All right. Thanks, Zach. Or thanks, uh-huh. thanks, Missy. Um, the ping. I'm going to recreate um, Zach and Mike LaRocco's conversation here. Okay, you be Mike LaRocco. All right. <laughs> Let me get my smile off. You ready okay. for this? Okay. Okay. Hey man, I'm really sorry about that that crash I did uh, in the heat race. I know I almost you know KO'd myself and, and could have been really serious. And the bike's really jacked up. I'm really sorry. Uh. All right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna get ready for the LCQ. Uh. All right, okay, <laughs> perfect. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Mike LaRocco, not a mad of many words, huh, Zach? Uh, no, he was actually he wasn't mad at all, and I was pretty bummed myself. For, I thought I let the team down, and I pretty much let myself down. I only had a lap and a half to go, and I was just, I was in tears after that because I had a heat race went under my belt for my first Supercross. And, you did, yeah. Yep. And 
everybody was just cheering me on to even get back up off my feet. And to have that happen, it really lit up my spirits. And whenever I got second out of the LCQ, my, I couldn't even stop crying. I was just bawling my eyes out. I know. I love the, I love the jerk-offs on Twitter that a kid shows emotion over everything that happened, almost dying, coming back, getting LCQ, first ever Supercross, losing a heat win. The kid shows emotion on TV screen, and all you get, I got a few tweets that are like, yeah, he's just doing that. He's just, no, he's just faking it. He's just yeah. saying, I'm just like, really, guys? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it kinda, it's unfortunate. Zach, you have had a couple concussions in the past, huh? I mean, last summer, the Unadilla and Southwick deals, I mean, what, what were those? Uh, how long did those affect you? Um, uh, Southwick, it, it affected me pretty good. I, uh, I didn't really go down hard and I ringed my bell pretty bad for how, how easily I've fallen. And, uh, I got up and I was like, I should not go on with this. I need to pull off. I don't need to get myself hurt anymore. So I pulled off and I, I didn't want to tell anybody else, you know, what hurt. So I just pretty much just said, Hey, I hurt my head. I'm not racing. I need to get this checked out. And, you know, I, I just pretty much made it clear where I wasn't going to make myself get hurt again, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, question for you from David. What's going on? Thank you for calling the show. What's up? Well, I just want to ask Zach, like, how, how was it him growing up? Like, what was his uh, training regimen and so on? What was your training regimen growing up, Zach? What is it? What was your training like growing up? What did you do for training? Um, You know, we all started off as a little kid. Um, didn't really training until uh, 15 to 16 years of age, and uh, that's when we really start bumping up the motos and getting into the gym and start doing a lot of road biking. But from 10 to 15 years old, we just do motos and ride the bike as much as we can, and now it's a, yeah. it's a full-time job to make sure you're on the bike in the gym and doing your hard work in the days, and then it pays off on the weekends. Right, right. Where, where did you grow up, Zach? I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't get a lot of your background before you started racing pro. Um, I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida. We originally moved to uh, Cairo, Georgia. This is where we have our facility right now. It's an awesome place. I came down here for the week, and uh, it's a really nice place. We have about five tracks, Supercross, Outdoor, Sand Track, a Trail Track, BMX Track, whatever you can have is what is what we have. Yeah. So it's it's not MTF and it's not GPF. It's Bell TF. And it's pretty much whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Man, what is going you, on down you, there? I, I think I saw you have a brother, right? That rides uh, KTM. I think I saw him at Glen Helen last week. Oh yeah, he he just uh, got off an injury from many years. He tore his rotator cuff and messed up his shoulder, but he's just getting back on the bike and trying to get in the swing of things so he can get ready for these spring nationals. Uh, okay, so he's a younger younger brother. Yes, he's 15, about to be 16 in a month or so. Okay. Uh, last question for Zach Bell here. Um, Mark, Mark, what's going on? What's your question for Zach? Hey, guys, hey guys Zach, great job, man. Glad to see you're, you're up and doing well. Uh, watching you with the, in the practice uh, with that huge screen down in, in Dallas, when you go around turns and you're hitting the jumps out of the turns, it looks like you're, uh, your right leg, your right knee, you're, you're like, it's off the foot peg, and the other one's on. It's different than the other riders. Did anybody notice that? Is, is that just your style? Um, pretty much everybody has their own style. I I tend to ride like that, I guess. I really don't notice it myself. But uh, 
much as me and Will Hahn, my friends say we have pretty much the same riding style, but you see James Stewart taking his hand off off the jumps, and uh, it's just how I ride. I don't mean to do it. It's just a habit, I guess, and uh, that's just how I've always rode whenever I was a little kid. Gotcha. Steve, if you go back and watch the video, you can see where he pulls his leg off the, the foot bag, and it's, I don't know, it just caught me as different than everybody else, and then when he crashed, it's all his foot off the peg and uh, caught the top of the jump. Yeah. I wondered if that had anything to do with it. Yeah, do you think that riding style had anything to do with your crash, Zach? Um, I actually kind of just slid a little bit, and whenever I went to put my foot back on the peg, it yeah. just, I hit the top or the bottom of the peg, and it just it fell back on the ground again, and I couldn't get it back up. It could have caused that, how my riding style is. It's just there was no ruts in the corners of the track, so you just pretty much had to flat track it or do something to get the to get the track. There you done. go, David. Thank you. Thanks, David. Um, all right. Hey, Zach, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Geico Honda, Zach Bell. Uh, appreciate it. Glad you're okay. Very scary moment. Um, I'm sure you'll see the replay. Oh, probably about a thousand times this year. Um, if your parents are watching and everything else, the race is on TV. I'm sure you'll have to look away because that is a highlight uh, of your career so far, uh, and not in a good way. Uh, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. See uh, you soon. Good thanks. luck next weekend, Zach. All right, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Zach Bell. Everybody, Geico Honda, Zach Bell. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't race this week. Like he says he's going to, and maybe that's the plan and everything else, but you know how these things go. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's like, uh, you know, that impact test, like I said, it's usually 24 to 48 hours after the crash, right, right. after the insult that they want to have you tested. So, yeah. I mean, he could start feeling worse Ch- tomorrow, Chisholm Wednesday. Chisholm failed his after San Diego. He, you know, took it on Wednesday or whatever. And I saw Kyle's crash, and I didn't think it was that bad. You know what I mean? Like, it was, eh, I mean, it was a good one, but, you know, maybe there is something to this 60 helmet. I, I mean, Showy you know, Helmets sponsors our show. We love Showy. Showy Helmet, Showy-Helmets.com. I'm a Troy Lee Designs guy, but I'm telling you, seeing the test results directly from 6D, talking to those guys about the, the way that thing works, talking to Eli Tomac after he had a big one in that thing, and he said, you, you can noticeably feel a difference when you hit the ground. It's just there's more movement. You know, you, yeah. it gives a little bit more. And, yeah. I mean, who knows? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm stoked not, that a helmet company is – Making some advancements, you know. Right. I'm not a super big believer in, hey, let's show us the, let me show you the test that we did on our product. You know, like I did a test on this radio show. It was num- the number one radio show on the internet. I'll show you yeah. the graphs. But it's a, it's an independent <laughs> uh, you know. testing facility that does tests on all kinds of different Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. All it's right. not no, like. I didn't know. They, they dropped a rock saying. on it. No, that's what and I'm And it looked like it did good. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm, hey, hit I'm, me with this hammer. I got this helmet on. <laughs> Yeah, that felt nice. Well, this that, thing is the best. Actually, I prefer getting hit in the head with a helmet <laughs> with a he- with a hammer over not. This helmet's so good. Um, let's do uh, NFAB banging bars segment. It's something that we uh, we got NFAB back on the show this this year, and it's uh, NFAB's Jeep and Truck Products. They're the industry leader in making quality Nerf bars, pre-runners, and other off-road accessories. Uh, Thomas at NFAB, one of the great guys in the sport, supports the sport uh, for Jessica Patterson and, of course, uh, Team Blos and Nicoletti. And Filthy Phil this weekend did a Filthy Phil move. Three corners to go. Gets taken out. Doesn't make the main event. This Phil. Just hashtag Filthy. Filthy. Uh, filthy. Let's do it. This Banging Bar is brought to you by NBAB. All right. So what we're going to do, um, 
for this segment, I think, what's the one thing we've always wanted Ryan Dungey to do? Be himself. Okay, besides that. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. His, the NFAB Banging Bars Be movement aggressive. is uh, the move he put on Chad Reed. Yep. Uh, anything wrong with that? We want to see no. more of that. No, I, I Chad, think... Chad was okay with it, too. Especially on a track that was as hard to pass as that one was. He went inside. I, I think he wouldn't even really have touched Reed had Reed followed the berm around. Reed squared it up yeah. as Dungey was already committed. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why they made the, the contact they did. But it was probably one of the most aggressive passes I've seen Dungey make on a uh, top-tier guy like that. You know, I've seen him do that to, like, Weimer or... Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> he loves to take out Weimer. He I does. don't know what that's he about. D- he does. <laughs> but uh, to put that on Reed, I mean, that just shows you he was like, all right, I got to do it. You know, I got to gotta make this happen. We need to see him bang more bars. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. Good job, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Let's get him on Great the show job. to talk about it. Let's do it. Uh, work on it. I can't. Call his agent. Who is his agent? IMG guy, right? I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah he switched agents. Yeah, yeah. he left Tony, Tony Gardia. Um, all right, we're going to have Andrew Short on coming up next. Um, BTO Sports KTMs, Andrew Short. What's wrong, Ping? Uh, it's, it's, I, I get a bunch of people talking about, they complain about the price of that helmet. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's Where, where do they complain it, about that? Where, 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 oh, where? everywhere. Ch- all any, people any... in the chat room are 95% dildos. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So one guy here just says right here, where, they should steal where them. Is that? Where is that? Where is that? All those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. Yeah, you're playing your computer. You're definitely... Anyway, here in the chat room, he says they should seal them for, I think he meant to say sell, for $400. That way everyone's safe. Unfortunately, <laughs> we live in America where uh, when you invest your entire life savings and years of your life into a product, you know, you tend to like to make a profit. Right. It is expensive. It's several hundred dollars more than your any other helmet, but... Um, you're really going to put a price tag on your head? I mean, I like if, you've got the, helmets. if you've got the money to go buy a $7,000, $8,000 bike, right? Why, why are you going to you know, go, well, but my brain, I'll just put a you know, cheap helmet on there. Well, cause... and, 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 and again, the showy and awry helmets over the years are always a bit more also. And there's a reason for that, I feel. I don't know. There used to be three helmet brands growing up. You either bought a showy, an awry, or a bell growing up, at least in my era. And all of a sudden, somehow helmets became, everyone made a helmet and everyone did it cheaply-ish. And all of a sudden, those flooded the markets. I do believe you should spend the most money you can on a helmet because you only have one head. Yeah. Bones will heal. Satisfied sniff. You like that? You like that? Um, So anyways, hey, let's get to our first commercial break of the night. Um we're going to give away um, Fly Racing Evolution gear, a complete set. What's wrong, Tits? I was just laughing at your sniff is all. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection. Works Connection. It's a solid company, Ping. Been around a long time. Yep. They make good products. They do. Single best product. If you're going to put an aftermarket product on your bike, I Believe this straight up and down. The radiator braces that they sell. Works I connection. disagree. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell why? you. The starting hook. Yeah, well, what if you new, don't race? Their new start. We put it on anyways. You look like you race. Oh, brother. Um, you fall over and I don't care any turn. You, you're pretty much going to bend a radiator. You are. Those things bend so and easy. And they're expensive. And they're expensive. Yeah. 
Those radiator braces well, are Well, we have to agree to disagree on the quality of the number one product that Works Connection makes. But regardless, Works Connection makes good products. They do. Can you name the rider that first started running Works Connection products? Uh, 1990. 1990? 1990. 1990. No, I cannot. Steve Lampson. Really? Yes. Oh, because they're NorCal. They're, yeah. They're Tech One Designs, FMF Racing. Brat Bar, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Brat Bar. No, I wouldn't. You really wouldn't. I just, I wouldn't. Can you tell us about Brat Bar a little bit? You know, I can. Uh, it's, a, it's a great product for athletes. Very, very easily uh, dissolved. It's gluten-free. It's soy-free. Preservative-free. Only nine ingredients. thing will dissolve in a glass of water. Very, very clean, simple energy Let's source. give away a box, can we? Let's do it. Um, let's do it. Um, also, too, let's get some new texts from... Uh, brought bar guys because they list Kevin Windham and David Pingree as their athletes. Two retired <laughs> has Jimmy Albertson runs them. Andrew Short likes them, but he's Mr. Paleo, so he's, he's waiting for our Paleo bar to come. Which is coming yeah, out. We'll talk to him. Um, about and A10 Solutions, which carries Brat Bar. But use the code MATH as you get free shipping. And they have cover Rhino supplements, which we will get into later. Let's take the fifth caller right now for a free case of Brat Bars and let's go to commercial. Thank you, everybody. We're going to come back with the Andrew Short. Hi, I'm Jake Weimer, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show with Steve Mathis. If you plan on listening to the whole show, you're wasting your time, because like I said, it's Steve Mathis. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I have ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JVR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. 
NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners 5% off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free gun underwear. 
Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, Kirk Caselli, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style, construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their ProLaunch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Joey's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local Showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, Showy, Showy. Drop the sound of acceleration. 
Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Brop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.bropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-BROP today. Mention Pulp MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Brop Nutrition now. Brop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind. Welcome back, Pulp and Mix Show. Coming at you! Some Van Halen, Sammy Hagar. Was that a new Van Halen song? <laughs> no. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just checking. Not new. Okay. 1988, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Great song. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to see what you picked out. Uh, I don't know what you had last week, but it was shit. So wherever you're going to be this week, I hopefully it's... I mean, you could basically put cows being slaughtered, and I think it'll be better than what you had last week. So... Good job on that. Tits he, didn't even like it. Last week or this no, week? No, this week oh. t- Tits did not like Look, it. Look, this yeah, week. I thought you hit it out of the park last week. You thought he hit it out of the park. Dude, song. every yep. song I've played on here has been a jam, a freaking <laughs> joint. <laughs> I All right? really This question. one is a little, it's a little more of a nod to one of my heroes, but it's still a good song. Hey, do you want to win a Race Tech suspension, motorcycle suspension Bible? Race Tech has been in business for a long time. They're privateer <sighs> choice of privateers. Okay, is that same like is that what Obama swore himself in on? Race Tech that uses <laughs> chassis measurement and owns a data acquisition company. These two things, along with owning a suspension dyno, 
they've give them the edge. Race Tech has the edge in suspension, and thank you for for them coming on the show. Race Tech suspension, the science of suspension. The question is, what year did Race Tech first get a suspension dyno? The first year that Race Tech had a suspension dyno. The first person to tweet at Race Tech suspend S U S P E N. The answer to the question gets a Race Tech suspension bible. Thank you, Race Tech, for uh, coming on the show. We're going to get uh, Cody Gilmore next week. Is going to be on the show. Looking forward to that. Um, Pookie. What's up? Welcome to the show. Thank you. You have something to say. I do. <laughs> I wanted to just, I don't know if Kenny listens to the show. He probably doesn't. But if anybody's out there that knows Kenny, could just tell him thank you. Oh, he's over there right now. Listen. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. buddy what's up? Uh, thank you for hooking us up with pink tickets. We went on uh, Friday night, and it was amazing here at uh, Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, now, when she played Phoenix here in Vegas? Right. <laughs> did Now, did Watson get you good seats? Yes, the seats were very good. It was really close, like eight rows up. Did he get you a meet and greet with Pink? No. Oh. I know. I, I think he could do better. Yeah. F you, dude. <laughs> really? Thanks for nothing, basically. All right, so Watson, <laughs> yeah. thank you for hooking up my wife and her friends. Yeah. JR's wife. Yeah, we got. We ended up with four tickets. We ended up having an extra ticket like two hours before the concert. I couldn't even scrounge up one more friend to to go. You have no. I friends. didn't I get a th- call. I have three friends, and you can't go. One of them pink. backed out. Sure, I could. Really? I'll go. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go. Yeah. Or my wife, or you know, whatever. Yeah. What, what about? <laughs> why didn't you call Heidi Legendary? Well, we were looking for somebody who was already like downtown because it was so close to the concert. Oh, the person who bailed. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do we want to say the person's name who bailed? Okay, she's listening. Schmaline. Yeah. <laughs> Rhymes with Schmaline. Right. Um, all right. Well, good job, Kenny, for that. Yeah, I hooked it up big right. time. I know I know that she's on tour now, and a lot of people are have already gone, and she went to L.A., and I don't know if Kenny's hooking everybody else up, but he hooked me up pretty good. So it, people should just tweet him if they need tickets? Right. At Vegas yeah, K-Dub. Yeah, he'll get you four. Right, he'll get you yep. four tickets to any Pink concert. <laughs> Hit him up now. Kenny. <laughs> it's this pingree, and I want to go. Taking my wife, and I want to meet and greet. And perhaps Dang access it. to the backstage buffet line. And if she says the wrong name when she comes out to the concert, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> she said the wrong name, huh? Yeah. She said, hello, Phoenix. Yeah. And then didn't you oh, say, sorry, I thought didn't you say part of the stage fell down, too? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, what kind of production Don't make it sound like it was Jake. Hello, Phoenix. <laughs> or, or wait. No, Vegas. I used to live here. Wait a minute. Watch out! Good times. Um, we're going to come up with uh, BTO Sports KTM Andrew Short. Um, he's he's going to be up next. And uh, we got uh, John Bodner and Ryan Hughes still coming on. And thank you, uh, Race Tech Suspension, for that, that Bible. Uh, I bet you they probably already have the answer from our listeners. And thank you to uh, BTO Sports.com. If you punch, punch in Pulp MX, you'll save on your order, Ping. You should. So why would you? I mean, that's just common sense. And BTO Sports really stepped up to get this next guy on the team. Matt Gerke's been killing it. Michael Burns uh, hurt right now, but should be back uh, at least a month. He's away, but he's going to be back. What's, what's hurt on him now? Well, just his legs still from Unadilla. Uh, just, you know, oh, yeah. long-time recovery. Jeez. And uh, Les Smith's been doing okay on, on the team. Gerke's been doing awesome, though. Dude, can you it's imagine short – Gurky Burn Outdoors, super team, bro. Super team. And, of course, this guy's appearance is brought to you by Fly Racing, Fly Racing USA, uh, one of the leaders in uh, gear on and off-road, and uh, we're going to give away a set of Evolution gear tonight. Trey Kennard uses it, Jimmy Albertson uses it, and this guy, Andrew Short, uses Fly Racing gear. What up, Shorty? 
Not much, man. You? Oh, you know, just hanging out with David Pingree. Um, Pookie's leaving now. So, uh, Tits Legendary, we're all here. Hi, Pop Shorty. Show. What's up, Ping? I already said hi to Tits, so. Yep, we chatted. No chatting right. of yeah. the guests. We're tight like butt cheeks. <laughs> i uh been wanting to get you on for a while, but of course there's been things going on with your uh, racing. So we haven't been able to really get you on. Um, but hey, uh, first off, congratulations on the BTO Sports KTM ride. Uh, you rode the bike today. Yeah, it's been crazy. Like what you said, uh, the last few months have been challenging. And, you know, my main goal is just to stay on that track and keep racing. And, you know, the task at hand was a lot more than what I'm generally accustomed to. So I'm happy uh, to be involved with BTO Sports and KTM. There's a lot of people involved. Uh, you know, I've been learning on how everything's working. So it's uh, really exciting for me, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting back to some stability in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, right? This had to have been pretty tough for you, knowing how organized you are and how you like to have just kind of everything just so. Uh, to have everything just kind of spun out and not know what's going to happen. Uh, and then you still come out and perform, man. That's impressive. Yeah, he told me he hadn't been able to sleep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been crazy. But, you know, everybody deals with this stuff in life, and I, I don't want to sit here and have a pity party. I feel very blessed, and, and I'm still racing a motorcycle and getting paid to do that. So there's not much to, to complain about. And um, I just uh, I'm pumped that uh, there's something solid for the future and a program that I'm really excited to be a part of. And it, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, it's basically the third bike I've ridden in seven races. So... It's uh, there's a, a steep learning curve in front of me, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm very willing and ready for that task, and I'm make the best of it. Now, oh, you got a question, Pink? I I have a couple. Okay. I don't know if you want me to wait. Yeah. Do you want to go? What do you want to do? Oh uh, shit! I guess it's your show now. Go ahead. Uh, it is. Just take a back seat. <laughs> Are you percent. paying them now or what? Like, Dude. I know you guys were. Oh, we, wow! <laughs> in a bitter dispute. Honestly, I tried to get this guy for thirty dollars off his rate, and he would not have it. He wouldn't have it. I'm like, okay, how about you know this amount? And it was $30 off, Look, but it was a nice round number. And he was like, dude, dude, that's not what you pay. I'm just Here, like, here's wow. what Steve said. Basically, I want to have you on the show more often, but I just want to pay you less per show. And I'm like, well, what? <laughs> but I'll give so, you, I'll say I give you a big amount right away. I'll, I'll make you drive to Vegas 20 times, but I'll only give you this much. Isn't that a better deal? Anyway. We're not going to get into the negotiations. <laughs> the, the deal's all done. It's done. See it is it. Okay, yeah. so here's Brad my Bar. question. Thank you, Brad Barr. Yeah, thank you, Bravar. Otherwise, this wouldn't be happening. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to go back in time too much here. But with that Honda, I mean, what was the, what was on that bike you were racing? The production-based bike. Was there was there a, still a works engine? Did you have kit suspension? I like. I Are never. You really guess, yeah, I don't really know exactly what was on it. Everyone knows, but you. <laughs> well, I hear all oh, it's a production tits, bike. But tits, like, you know what he had on his. Okay, bike. what was on his bike, Tits? What's he? What was he racing with? I know he still had a stock piston. He had yep. the suspension done. Um, I'm sure he had a pipe on there, and there yep. wasn't much more than that, right? Yeah, not much. Well, Enzo did the suspension. W did the wheels. You know, John Anderson hooked it up. Just so they were safe, you know, it's going through the whoops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to our lower base gasket for the second race, and then we got a Vortex for the last one. But and then obviously you know FMF was huge with the pipes the exhaust that did a lot but they were completely cams, different than no. you know my bike before Stop. where that thing was gnarly. Well, so. and then also too, uh, uh, Ping dig this, were uh, stock 
Air Forks, KYB Air Forks, uh-huh. you know, done by Ross. So, okay, okay. So, so answer a question for us, Shorty, because Steve and I have kind of gone back and forth a little bit, um, talking about specifically about factory 450s, you know, the 450 class right now. He says that having a works bike is just like this huge cheating advantage, you know, where, where a guy on a production bike can't even, I mean, he just doesn't have a chance. And I've kind of thrown this in his face a little bit. Like, well, look at Shorty. I didn't you know? say that. I said 250 class. Oh, okay. I did. Okay, yeah, 250 class, I'll give it to you. Those guys have a big advantage, you know. The Geico guys, Rockstar, KTM, I think those guys have it dialed. I'm sure there's other teams you know, that have good power and whatnot. But the money that it takes to build one of those is tremendous. Where my bike was literally Jeff Kent from Kit Power Sports, you know, helped me out with a couple bikes. I was lucky that Enzo had some good settings. And, you know, I've been racing for 13 years. I kind of know what I want. So it's easy to get it set up. But a 450, you can realistically put one together and be somewhat competitive. Mm -hmm. And obviously each brand is going to be a lot different. You know, like the Honda, the brakes, were not so good where I just rode a KTM today with stock brakes and they were awesome. So mm-hmm. I think each bike, you're going to have to tailor it to its needs, but you get suspension and they're all plenty fast enough, you know, what's the Put a pipe on it and mm-hmm. go for it. So, so, the, so the difference what's the, what's in the, what's the, <laughs> can I ask a question? I got, I told yeah. you I had a couple. Yeah, right. So the difference between the way that when, factory, when, when. the factory bike handled versus <laughs> the one that you had, I mean, how big of a difference Leaving the engine out of it. Let's say just the chassis. No, here's my question. How big of a difference? Okay. Here's my biggest question. No, no, no never, mind, never mind that question. Never mind that question. Here's the question. What's the biggest difference? The biggest thing, if you could wave a magic wand from a works Honda to a production-based Honda, what would you do? Better question. Okay, if I went to Honda and I was going to continue to ride for, you know, ride one of those, what I would ask for is a works training. I think the ratios for Supercross make a huge difference. Um, the front brake. I think the ride engineering guy helped us out with the caliper and stuff, and there's mm-hmm. a part number you can get a bigger piston for the caliper or whatnot, but it, nothing replaces good brakes. When you're trying to stop in a matter of five feet and turn a corner after jumping a huge jump, it's terrifying. So brakes are important, tranny, um, suspense. Like, Honda has so many options with uh, uh, the comfort from the pegs to races and, you know, offset. That was completely different going back to the stock bike where, you know, the Honda has a lot of weight on the front end, so you're trying to transfer that back uh, and make it more neutral. So those were options I didn't have, obviously, with the production bike, so you have to set the suspension up different. And mm-hmm. um, uh, you, The biggest thing, I think, is the tranny. You can't really buy those, and you can, but it's, was, you know, four times the price of a motorcycle. Knock me down because so, just, just last week, Jason Thomas told me it doesn't matter. On a podcast. Oh, I'm telling you, on a Honda, like there's a big difference between the works tranny and a regular one. And, and the KTM that I ride in has a uh, the ratios are stock, so mm-hmm. each bike's different, you know. Right. And I'll tell you this: my production bike probably weighed 15 to I don't know 20 pounds. It was yeah. a big difference. Yeah, probably. Weight. When your bike goes from being on the limit to everything else, it's uh, there's a big difference there. Um, Last question, uh, or not last question, but um, I know you can't get into this too much, but where were you when Larry Brooks or McGrath or someone said, we're done? Like, when was it? Where were you? And I guess it wasn't a shock. It was sort of expected. Um, I don't even know. It was just, 
it was a bummer for all of us involved right. involved, you know, and for Larry and Jeremy and the crew and all of us, we put our lot, our heart and soul into that. And I wish them the best in the future and wherever that may be. And they've been, uh, you know, completely supportive uh, to me. So, you know, that's kind of done. And, and in the past, and I'm looking forward to the future with, uh, BTO and BTO sports and KTM. Ping, uh, I tweeted this today. Cranyak guys, they're done. And they were helped short out, you know, the last three or four races, Paul Delorier, Chris McAvoy, uh, Chris, the mechanic there, uh, JDR guys, Nathan Ramsey, and uh, um, those Rene and those guys—they're done at the end of Supercross. Uh, the LNMC team: Nate Alexander, Jeremy Hoyer, Ricky Gilmore, the suspension Ricky. guy. They're, these are all guys that are on the street right now. Like it's gnarly. I feel bad. I don't know. I mean, they got to get a job. It, it, it's it's not easy right now. It's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, timing's not ideal for anybody, and unfortunately, that's just uh, it, it's. Really tough. Um, so so, tell us about the KTM today. Yeah, Roger, bro, you're back with Roger. <laughs> you're back with Kenny Roxon. Man, yeah, I was bummed Kenny wasn't out there. I don't know what he was hey, doing. He's slacking. Yeah, yeah, eating Chipotle. Yeah, so it was cool. Uh, you know, I was really surprised that Roger. I mean, all the KTM guys came out there. Roger, Ian, uh, Mark, the suspension guy, Rob, Margie, three, um, Jade. I mean, there's tons of people. I was blown away. And then all the BTO guys, JR and uh, Dave Wilson, he's helping me um, for the next few races until Burn comes back, I believe. And so a lot of familiar faces, a lot of new faces. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the whole deal. And mm-hmm. at first, the bike felt really weird to me and oh, different. Yeah. I was kind of, yeah, but then it all kind of came back. Um, if I've never ridden a KTM before, I think I'd be a little more scared, but mm-hmm. I know what it's capable of. And, uh, and I've actually rode the 450 before it went into production, so I kind of knew the characteristics of the bike, and I kept feeling more comfortable each session out there. And I feel like I feel like it'd be good. Hey, it does. I don't know. I can't put my finger on why, but it does take a minute to get used to a KTM. You get off of any of the other Japanese. Yeah, they bikes. always try to make it, and they change it up a lot. But everyone says that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I, yeah. I don't know if it's the steel frame or it's just something in their geometry. But you just—it takes a minute. You gotta ride it a little bit, and you can get comfortable yeah. on it. But if you just hop onto it, that's why I think a lot of times they've struggled in shootouts, magazine stuff in the past because guys just have to hop on and yeah. go ride it for twenty right. minutes and then give an impression. And uh, it doesn't—it doesn't always come off as the best impression when you're coming off a Japanese bike. Right. Yeah. And I think the motor is amazing on the 450. I, you know, passing starts today on the KTM. The thing rockets out of the hole. So mm-hmm. for me, I think, you know, if you start up front, uh, it's a big help and you get sucked into that pace. So uh, that's, you know, my my big goal that I'm trying to accomplish these next couple of weeks because I know it's going to be tough to adapt to the bike. But right. if I can start up front, I think it'll make life a lot easier. Hey, um, so, yeah, David is Burner's mechanic. He's going to be your guy for now. But maybe he goes back to burner. So, do you need a mechanic? If the team is set, I mean, should I polish off my resume, or does Nate need to get back in there? Dude. What? I'd be terrified for you to work on my bike. Really? The only thing that you're going to be pumped on is the Bubba, Bubba's Burger sticker <laughs> on the side of my bike. Listen, I hey, think you'd be over there enjoying the, it. The worst part of being a mechanic was lubing the clutch cable, and I'm I'm out. I'm golden with a KTM. So yeah. Um. Uh. Hey, how did the Take us to the BTO Sports uh, KTM deal. Like, right away, 
when uh, the LNMC team went away and you were on a production Honda, I know you're trying to make it work at Honda. I know you want to stay on a Honda, but I also know three or four teams that told me, Hmm, I'm going to see about getting that guy on my team on a Cowie. See about getting on a KT. Like, how did it come together? When did it come together? Forrest Butler, Roger Coster, and all that. Can you take us through sort of when they approached you and what, what made you seal the deal with them? Yeah, it honestly took a couple weeks and I didn't know Forrest or have a very good relationship with him. And I know Vince has been very successful with BTO Sports, so I feel like uh, the support and passion was there. Um, but it took a, a lot of effort from a lot of different people, including KTM, you know, from John Eric to uh, Roger and their whole crew. Um, and, you know, even saying that, Paul Meadow Motorsports in Florida, that, you know, they're the ones where the bikes come from and then KTM uh, does the motors and suspension in-house at their shop. So there's a lot of people involved and, they're really closely associated with Western Power Sports and Fly. Mm-hmm. So th- that helped. Um, Craig Shoemaker there and uh, Terry Baisley, they had the relationship with Forrest, and that gave me confidence knowing that uh, right. things were secure and they did business right. And so, you know, all those combinations made uh, – it, it kind of made sense for me, and I'm a lot a lot more comfortable going into the situation when Roger tells me the equipment's good and he's mm-hmm. going to support me and – it gives me a, a little assurance um, be, because the trusting is, is huge as a racer. So it it took a few weeks, and, um, you know, I was uh, in a different situation with my craniac where I was trying to make something right. work there, but corporate America doesn't uh, mm-hmm. work over. You know, it takes time to put deals like that together. Yeah. So that was uh, disappointing, but at the same time, I look forward to what the future has in front. Yeah, and I think people are a little – I've written it and I've talked about it, but people don't understand. Roger DeCoster, Ian Harrison, uh, Rob Rob Hendrickson um, at RG3 there, the suspension guy, they are on board with the BTO Sports KTM team. I mean, this is a factory motorcycle or very, very close. Yeah, it is. And, you know, Vince and, and uh, Forrest, they partnered themselves with them. And they've, you know, I, I was so nervous about it, and I don't know why, but, Roger told me numerous times, like, they do everything right. You know, he's going to follow through with what he says. And so that, like I said, that gave me a lot of reassurance. So there's a bunch of people that make these programs and teams work. And, you know, from all the teams in the pits and the paddock, it's not just one person or one group of people that make the whole thing, you know, turn over. It's a whole staff. And for my situation, the timing wasn't ideal, like I Mm -hmm. said earlier. So. Right. It really took a, a a lot of different people to make it come together. Uh, 702-586-7857 if you have a question for BTO Sports KTM's Andrew Short. That seems weird already. I guess we'll get used to it. Um, uh, O'Rourke's all the way from Australia. O'Rourke, what's up going on, man? What's your question? Hi, Shorty. How are you? Doing good, man. Hey, I, I noticed, like, obviously everybody's realized that you've changed brands of bikes, but you've also had to change uh, your brand of tires. Was that something that was of a concern to you? Um, I definitely ask questions, I'll say that. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things that I ran, you know, I told those guys today at the track, like, I know the bike and I can rely on Ian for motor stuff or uh, Rob RG3 for suspension stuff, but the Pirelli thing's new to me. So we ran through all the tires today. Uh, that they believed were good options, and some of them they thought that I would like. I didn't care for them, and then mm-hmm. others that they were like, um, maybe this one, and I was really impressed with those. So um, it's new to me. Um, 
and we'll see how they react on race day. But I definitely had questions about it, but I didn't realize how many options they have and how much technology and uh, resources they pour in to uh, their motocross program. And I know they're big in motorsports around the world, you know, from F1 to uh, World Superbike and whatever, but for the motocross side, I, I wasn't very educated on it. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see the, what they have to offer for the sport. And um, so it's going to be a learning experience for me. That, that that brand of tire is really big in the in the Grand Prix stuff. I mean, a lot of guys run oh, yeah. over there. World Championships, so. they have a ton of them. O'Rourke, where's a Pirelli made? Where are they made? The the production ones. The the off road tires are made in Brazil, and the uh, the road road based tires are made in Italy. Okay, I thought they were all made in Europe, somewhere in Italy. But um, O'Rourke's a Pirelli guy down under. Shorty, in case mm. you're wondering, that's the question. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I was checking out the JGR tires um, this weekend and uh, looking at them and. Some of them look pretty trick, and they all had made in Brazil. So I was thinking that was direct from the factory, like a special works tire, but maybe not. Maybe it was just the production stuff. So, yeah, I think they do yeah. some work stuff. I think everything comes out of Brazil, whether it be works or, or production. Oh, but okay. one one quick question for for Shorty, and he, he may or may not want to answer it, but how's his relationship with uh, Larry and Jeremy? Um, what's done is done, and uh, you know, like I said, I wish them the best in the future. And you know, for me, I. I I'm just trying to stay on the track and keep focused on the task at hand. So I'm definitely uh, looking forward to uh, being able to keep racing. And, uh, you know, that's my main focus, like I said. Um, and thanks. that's how you take the high road right there. <laughs> thanks, O'Rourke. <laughs> good, 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 good job, guys. And, and, Shorty, we're all pulling for you. Good luck this season. Uh, not all of us, but, yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nice. I'm just joking. Uh, hey, Andrew, um, what's going on this weekend? You were not doing it, but what is going on with the flatback helmet that you and Trey Kennard seem to love so much? What is happening with the fly, all black, flat black helmet? What is there some sort of? I love. Is Max making yeah. you guys do this? No, they hate it. I love it. It's like Dale Earnhardt style. <laughs> and they want you to wear like the graphics and like I have a replica, and they're like, "Dude, we're running out of stock of those helmets. You got to quit wearing them." Yeah, you know, like we can't sell those things once we're out. You know, dude. Yeah, you gotta so, come on, bro. Your your replica's nice looking. Ditch the, the black helmet. You and short trade. You guys. Yeah, we gotta have intervention here. Although I do love yeah. the black and green stuff. The that you've been running with that helmet, but the yeah, yeah I'm gonna start running more Evo stuff now with BTO. Those stuff you're giving away tonight. Yeah. So I'm gonna change up my helmet and all that. Yeah, all of them are on the flat black one at Daytona, probably, but that's it. Okay, that's so. fine. I get it. The, the Intimidator, I got it. But can I can I ask yeah, a question? But no more. It's over. It's done with. Can I ask another question? Or no, am I like benched right now? You could if, if you would have taken that thirty dollar pay cut or whatever. Matthew said. No way. There's <laughs> no way. All right, go ahead, Pink. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to know. I'm sure some other people too. Too. The 450 you rode today, I mean, I know, was that your first day on it? Yeah. Um, how does that compare to the 350 you raced in the past? or or And even the 450 pre-production bike you rode? The 350, the bike that I rode, that I raced, yeah. was an amazing bike. Super fun to ride. Um, not fun for me to race. I, I'm a kind of point-and-shoot guy, and I was... You know, I've been riding for 450 for so long that to switch back to the 350 wasn't necessarily the right move for me, I don't believe. I think it's a great bike for, like, guys like Roxon and Marvin, and they they love that bike, and they can relate to it and ride it to its full capability. Same with, like, Crowley, you know? But for me, the 450 uh, is a 
great bike, and it has. I mean, it's changed quite a bit from the pre-production mm-hmm. days when I rode it, but at the same time, it still has a lot of the similar characteristics in terms of power delivery and um, the chassis and whatnot. It still feels like a KTM, you know. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, I that really helped me, um, you know, as the feelings, you know, as the day went on. So. I'm really happy to be on the 450. I feel like I believe in it more um, for the starts and getting yourself in that right position for our class. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just cool that KTM has the option. And if I didn't race, honestly, I'd probably ride a 350. My father-in-law has one. He loves it. It almost gets annoying because he loves the bike too much. <laughs> but if you're going to race a professional Supercross, I believe that 450 is the best bike. And yeah. You know, last year at Seattle – Right off the start, I mean, Roxon beat me off the start in the heat race on a 350, and then the main, he was right there as well. So you right. can get good starts, but everybody knows a racer, who believe, when they believe in something, it's more powerful than the actual equipment that they're on. Yeah, yeah. Good, good point. Uh, 702-586-7857. We don't have Shorty for too much longer, but Andrew Short to the BTOsports.com KTM team. Um, man, I just, like... Uh, gurky has been killing it this year on his bike, Andrew, and you, you've probably seen that a few times this year. Um, let's talk a little bit about your season, though. Great in the sense that you're one of only four guys to get in the top ten every race. I know you love that stat. Um, you're seventh in points. You've raced that class for a long time now. But do you feel like is – it, is, it, is it tougher than ever? I mean, I know it's a cliche to say that, but – Man, I just uh, I gotta think so, right? It's it's so deep, and if you don't get the start, you're not doing it. I don't care if you're Ryan Villapoto or James Stewart or any of these guys. Do you agree with me? Talk about the level of competition in your season so far. Yeah, the level of competition's been, you know, the last few years has been really high, and you're gonna throw Dean Wilson in it and Roxon and Tomac next year, and uh, it's gonna be crazy. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really good for our sport. Uh, and, and the racing, I mean, there, there's battles going on throughout the pack, and it makes the starts that much more important. And then you see riders really tested, you know, like Villapoto. He's tried to come through the pack quicker yeah. than he probably should have and ended up on the ground. And if the field wasn't that deep, there wouldn't have been a rush, and he probably would have finished second or third, you know, and it would have been no big deal. Right, right. Um, do we need to have an intervention with Dirtworks about these tracks? The last two I haven't been a fan of, but... Terrible. Yeah. The first ones were pretty good. Yeah. But. I don't know. I mean, I don't race Supercross. I don't know if you're aware of that. But uh, I, I don't I don't, I don't, like them. Um, except to James. James, what's up? You got a question about the air shock, which uh, Shorty yeah, probably Yeah, I was did. just asking him. I know he's not going to be on the – he's not on the factory team, but have they talked to him about uh, testing the infamous air shock? <laughs> what do you think, Shorty? Yeah. Any, any talk of that? Yeah, there has been. I know Dungey loves it. Um, I mm-hmm. think they're a little nervous till the development a little further before they put on his bike again. But yeah. I think he's pushing for it, from my understanding. Yeah. But you know, everything's so new to me, and uh, I think that will come about when the timing's right. And if I can you help them uh, with development, I'm all about it. But uh, <laughs> at the moment, I don't have one on my bike. You think they might use it for the outdoors, or they're working on it? Uh, sorry, short. I'm going to step over you, but I talked to Roger about it last week, and they're they have every intention of refining that seal that leaked on Dungey's bike and getting that thing back on yeah. when they can. That's cool. Yeah, that's so, good. All right, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. Hopefully, shorty, that it, you know 
last time I asked you to develop something and test something, it didn't go well. Um, yeah, that's for everything, though. Um, it, because right. the harmonics or whatever, yeah. they say messed up the the shock. But I know a lot of the manufacturers fill the frames with, uh, you know, the foam yeah. or stuff to change the harmonics of it. So I don't know if there's other ways of getting around that seal. I was thinking that the other day. I don't know. Well, it's steel framed aluminum. You, you fill the aluminum frame with foam, you know. Um, yeah, steel, you can't do that? No, no. Um, it, well, it's that time. It's the time in the show. This had to happen. Uh, Moser, what's oh, up? Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for the intro. No problem. First time caller, long time listener. I actually had a serious question, and then uh, by the time you actually got to me, it's kind of been answered already. But oh. um, the question was, was switching from the factory Ferrari to the Stalker Sally more of an adjustment than it's going to be kind of starting over with a clean slate, jumping onto the KTM, a whole different chassis? different frame because i was thinking the honda there's similarities you know even though they're so different it might be easier to start over fresh when it comes to just getting used to a bike again yeah yeah honestly i feel like all the changes have been uh quite drastic and as far as i'm concerned the the production bike on the honda might as well just be a completely different bike it was the characteristics of everything was different except for looking at the front fender so it's mm. yeah it's uh, i think the toughest thing is I, i'm literally on the third bike in seven races so but at least i have some time on it from before after after this you're never going to change anything ever again <laughs> uh i don't know <laughs> uh anything else moser no, that was it. That's all I had. Oh. Uh, so also, when sometimes when guys jump on a new bike, they pull a big a big hole shot. So I'll be looking for that this weekend. Moser, are you, right. are you okay with what he did? Are you fine with, with his? Yeah, mo- yeah? You're, yeah, you're okay with his move. And I, <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, like- well, yeah, me and Andrew Short, we talked about it at length before he made you know before he signed yeah, the contract. Yeah, right. and, uh, <laughs> no, we we really felt it was a good solid move for him. But uh, no, I'm just really happy to see him out on the track. I know how hard he works and. Uh, you, It'd have been a shame if uh, he wouldn't have gotten picked up. You were not a fan of the original move to KTM. You know what I mean? A couple of years ago, so that's why I ask. I was, I was, suppo- I was supportive of that. Well, you were supportive, but you weren't. You know, it wasn't your ideal thing. Uh, I'm a Honda guy. I've always ridden Hondas my whole life. Owned Hondas, so uh, right. you know, I bleed red. But uh, you know, given the circumstances, I don't think he could have ended up in a much better spot. You know, it's. It shows that KTM has the ability to be flexible, especially with their budget, mm-hmm. and to make things happen, you know, really quick where, you know, we mentioned corporate America. So you take all the big Japanese bikes or brands or even some of the major sponsors, um, they just can't react that quickly to accommodate a rider midseason. Um, so, I mean, you know, you got to tip your hat to KTM to have um, the flexibility to be able to do something like that. Yeah. Lozer, you know everybody bleeds red, right? Like literally. Uh, well, isn't it blue until it reaches oxygen, or how does that work? Being you're the doctor, I'd uh, be red, bud. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and, and for people who want to know, we're going to give away a set of Evolution gear as soon as we uh, get off the phone here with Shorty. But it is based on short trivia questions. Uh oh. That's how we're doing it. You bone up, bone up on your Andrew Short knowledge. And Moser, you came up with these questions, so you are not eligible to win. But Fly Racing has yeah. donated a set of Evo gear. We're looking forward to that. I thought of a question after the fact. Maybe you should ask what size pants and jersey short wears. 
but uh, 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 you've got a bunch of. I sent you a bunch of questions. I enjoyed some of them. So keep it which you want. Yeah. yeah, let's let's keep the creep factor down under like you know full stalker. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I didn't say anything about underwear. I said pants and jersey. So you know that was pretty. That was pretty kosher. Thanks, Moser. Right, what part of his body does Andrew wash first in the shower? <laughs> That's um, the most normal Mosier's been. Well, he got a little talking to today, a little bit about. Uh, there was no twenty-nine questions. There was no, you know, it was none of that. None of that was going to happen. Uh, Nick, Nick, what's going on, man? Thanks for listening to the show. Hey, thanks. Uh, uh, yeah, big uh, Andrew Short fan. So, cool than, to get a chance. To call. Bigger than Moser. Bigger than Moser. Uh, Moser, he was actually surprising me. I thought he'd be more creepy from the get-go, but he waited to the end to, to get creepy with the pants size and stuff. So, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. but not not too bad. Does Moser run a twenty-nine on his bike? I don't think Moser has a bike anymore. Ooh, that's bad. He keeps saying he's going to race Jackie, but I think Jackie would smoke him. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I'll, I run a twenty-nine on my bike, but it was my. The sign number. I just dropped the third digit and rocked the twenty nine. So, nice. got to be a Andrew Short fan. That's a great story, Nick. Thanks. <laughs> but I have a question for Andrew about his uh, um, some of his training stuff. Uh, I'm a big cyclocross rider, which is like road bike stuff, but mixed with mountain yeah. biking. And was wondering if he does any of that kind of stuff for training. Um, I feel like it's. You know, usually like for outdoor stuff, I think it'd be good because riders for cyclocross ride uh, ride around the forty minute mark to an hour mark. And I uh, just had some questions about that. Chief, I know he uh, does cycling, and was wanting to see if he does any cyclocross. Yeah, I am into cyclocross. But unfortunately, for outdoors, you know, the the big cyclocross season is right now. And uh, but for me, I have a cyclocross bike, and it's awesome for the farm roads because I can cruise wherever and you know, on the road bike. There's not only so much pavement, you know, out by the farm. So it's always been fun for me to cruise on that thing. And But for, you know, outdoors, it's the wrong time of year for uh, yeah. the cyclocross races. And in Austin, they actually at. have a cyclocross series that runs at the local motocross track at ABV. Um, I think it's like Tuesday nights or something. But they run the motocross track backwards, and they throw in some stuff, and they do it under the light. So I think it's pretty cool. Oh, man, that sounds awesome. All right, thanks, Nick. But, yeah, thank you, and good luck, uh, Short. Be rooting for you. Thanks, man. Uh, last question for Andrew Short here. Steve is on the line. Steve, what's up? What's your uh, uh, question or statement to uh, Andrew Short, BTO Sports KTM's newest rider? Oh, hey, what's up, guys? Um, no, I just want to congratulate him and you know, hope everything works out, and I think you should start taking more people out and shit. But what I really called, the reason was, cause I just wanted to say, the show has gotten considerably better since Kenny is not no longer here. Really? You really think so? Yeah. No, I like Ping. Yeah, Mason's a good guy. Like, if Kenny just wasn't such an unprofessional douche, and, like, a <laughs> this guy right here. you know, it would probably be, like, you know, he'd be all right. But he just, like, he gets us really, really, like, out of line sometimes. And, like, it's definitely better with Ping because Ping's actually, like, really intelligent. Or at least well, he sounds intelligent compared to most, you know, because most motocrosses are pretty fucking stupid, you know? The the uh, the letter we got this email this morning, this Email this morning, Ping. Would you like to read it? This guy. Let me let me tell you some feedback. Yeah, absolutely love the show. Just my opinion. Save your money and keep Ping off the show. He brings nothing to the table. Kenny was way better. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so yeah. Well, dude, that's, maybe if you're like trailer trash, you're like a Kenny fan. But you know, Watson's Watson's good. Uh, you know, it, it's too bad he had to leave. But 
You know, I mean, David Lee Roth, when, when Roth left Halen, I no. mean, it was thought by many in the industry that that band would never be the same. And, and Sammy came in, Sammy Hagar came in and took it, the band to a new level. And I think Kenny is a lot like David Lee Roth. Can't you use like a Spice Girls analogy or something? Why does everything got to be Van Halen? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, when that when that dude took over for Stern Show, man, that just ruined it. There, that was the lamest shit ever. Well, yeah, but see, I guess yeah. I think that only applies if you're like in the Northeast. But whatever. Right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for the, right, no thanks doubt. for the nice words. Thank you. Um, what What do you think, Andrew? Uh, what about Watson being gone? I know you're a listener. Yeah. No, I think Watson's funny. I, I like the variety when you have different people. You know, from Berluti to yeah. You know, when Watson was on, I, I like being his style because he is intelligent and he knows a lot about the sport. He has a, a cool opinion. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the variety is, is good for the show. Uh, last question for you. You took the Leot off this year, uh, the Leot neck price. Um, can you talk about why and what did you think and, and all this? Uh, Brayton's also uh, tossed it uh, off. Uh, some guys have put it on. Some guys have taken it off. It's, I guess, personal choice. Uh, what did you find? Yeah, I'm a big believer in that brace. I think it's safer and, uh, you know, the more protection, the better. And um, But honestly, I just didn't feel comfortable in it anymore. And not, I mean, I rode with it without it, and mm-hmm. I felt like I was so much more fluid on the bike. And um, so it was kind of a risk that I took. And in terms of safety, and I, I think it's good for the sport with the neck brace and the technology that it brings and the safety. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, I just kind of I, I wanted to go faster, and that was a risk I was willing to take, and probably not the smartest. And my wife wasn't too pumped on it, <laughs> right? But it's uh, I just kind of went with it. So I'm a big believer in it, though, and I think that's the safest one on the market, and I think it's the best one. But I also think it's the most restrictive as well. So uh, it, it's you know it's a matter of opinion. You can go back and forth and him and haw about it all day. Well, Atlas Neck Braces sponsors our show, atlasbrace.com. Great guys at Atlas Neck Braces. They'll give you one, Shorty. They give you one to any, they're giving away a free brace to any uh, AMA pro rider, just in case you want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I've never really um, looked at that one so much. Um, Ryan Bill Photo wears it, and he's got number one on his bike. Maybe there's something there. Something to think about. You didn't earn it with it, though, right? Oh, good one. (laughs) Stupid smart rider. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're going to give away a set of Evo gear. Uh, We're going to have a trivia question. You can stay on the line or we can let you go, whatever you want. This could be painful, so I suggest you going. Yeah, I'm out. I got to go eat dinner still. Oh, yeah. None of our our contests ever worked that well. So, um, (laughs) BTO Sports, KTM, Andrew Short, thank you, Shorty, for coming on, man. I wanted to get uh, the the news, and, and good luck with everything. I'm Looking forward to seeing you in uh, the ATL on the new bike. And uh, you got to keep that streak going of top tens. I, I know I'm the only guy that cares, but it, it means a lot to me. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. So thanks for having me on. Good right, luck, Shorty. All right, don't de- hey, don't eat, too many bubble- don't eat too many bubble burgers on that team. It's not <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Those things are good. Uh, I've oh, heard that. They're really good. Everyone's all pumped on them. When yeah. is uh, Shorty's Brat Bar coming out, Ping? Oh, yeah, the Paleo Diet Bar, dude, any day. You got some, actually. Did you try some? I've tried them, but I haven't. I don't have any yet. Yeah, well, I, I actually talked to Todd today, or I texted him, but I haven't seen it yet. The the production's taken way longer than is we that. Hoped, but. Is that something I should do with paleo? You should yeah, do paleo diet. It should be hard. It's not easy. Is it like just plants? Is it paleo short for no, plants? No meat, nuts, like vegetables, man. fruits. Yeah. Meat? You can eat meat. Yeah. Oh. 
Odd to me, yeah. Oh, paleo, like caveman. Caveman style, yeah. Caveman, think of that. Right. So yeah. do I do I do if uh do I just grab Pookie by her hair a lot too? Like, if I, like <laughs> do I do a full caveman? Drag her around. Uh, yeah. It's uh, more about just your diet, but uh, if you no. want to live the lifestyle, <laughs> right. man, no well, shoes, saying, right. club, right. carry a club just around, jump in feet first, man. yeah, like do it all, ride a ride a brontosaurus to work, or kill whatever. one of my bassets and eat them, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I can do everything. All right. Uh, hey, thanks, Shorty. See you guys. Have a good night. See you. All right, everybody. Andrew Short, KTM, BTO Sports, KTM. Okay, it's time. We kind of got to do a commercial. Oh, that means we're coming back to my song. Uh, we don't have time for Say this. It. We got to get our Doc Bodner on. Oh, yeah. So we're going to do the Evo gear after Doc Bodner. Uh, so stay good. tuned for that. I know you're on the East Coast. It's It sucks balls. Uh, but uh, it's worth it. It's worth it to stay out for Fly Evo Gear, Fly Racing USA, uh, sponsor of our show. And let's go to a commercial break. We're coming back with David Pingree's uh, Sucky Music. Yes. And uh, we're going to come back with Dr. John Bodner of the Astrodemical Dr. John. Crew. This is Ryan Villapoto, ride from Monster Energy Kawasaki. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Beep. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself Gold Valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new adjust step and endura step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Villapoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand Goggles. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners 5% off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, Kirk Caselli, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort from cross-training to racing. 
amazing free gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style, construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to free gun. Don't be a homer. Wear free gun underwear. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Joey's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local Showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, Showy, Showy. I've been stuffed in your pocket for the last hundred days. When I don't get my bath, I take it out on the sleighs. So grease up your baby for a ball on the hill. I'll polish them rockets now and swallow those pills and sing on.
Welcome back. Album X Show. Presented by BTOsports.com. I'm okay with that. Tits now was building it. Tits was knocking it down and saying that was not a good choice. Well, Tits doesn't know. He Still doesn't. Stand by it. He doesn't know. That was a tip of I'm my cap to one of my favorite movies ever, Talladega Nights. I, also one of from. my favorite movies ever. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. Um, with all due respect, I say that every, every <laughs> now and then to, to Pookie. Uh, but um, I don't remember the song in the movie, but. It's like the the last race, you know, the Daytona yeah, race. Yeah, got the Cougar on it and stuff. Yeah, know. man. The Magic Man comes out. Um, good song, though, Tits. Yeah. Now, you, you, you're you wrong about that one, bud. Swing and a miss, bro. What, what else is new? Mm. Love this guy right here. Now, Ping, you got a problem with the chat room again? What? You got a problem with the chat room again? I do? Well, you mentioned something during the commercial break. They're tearing you apart in there? Oh, I, I always. No, it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Hey, they, they, how many yeah. letters do you get for your ass ping every 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 week? It depends. Why don't you do more? More questions? Yeah. Nah. Because how much stuff can I answer? A lot. Nah. Huh? Three, three's enough. Okay. I, I I mean yeah I look forward to to, uh, to reading it every week but I always feel like I'm like man he kind of shortchanges this. You week. want more? Well, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right, everybody. BTOsports.com. Fly racing. Back. Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck, X-Brand Goggles. Gavin Faith winning the heat this year, this weekend. Yeah, it's a good job for him. Yeah. I'm impressed. Clear vision. That was it? Was this key? I'm just saying. Uh, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck bar- Parts, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Worst Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brought Bars and 810 Solutions are all on the show. Uh, you can save with all of our sponsors. Hey, tits. Brand new site coming next week. Brand new PopamexShow.com. Yeah, I'm excited. Site. I don't know if you can go there right now. I hope not. I don't know if it's lot. It's not. I haven't seen it yet, so. You haven't? Nope. Get our guy to show you. All right. All right. Uh, lots of talk this week about uh, Zach Bell, concussions, helmets, procedures, protocols, some very angry people on Twitter. Uh, some people almost made me cry. But to uh, to break everything down for us uh, – a guy who gives his time, F, um, gives his time. What's the word I'm looking for, Ping? What? What does Doc Bodner do with his time? He gives it to the Supercross. Donates Donates. Donates his time to the Supercross motocross industry. And his uh, his spot on the show is brought to you by Showy Helmets, showy-helmets.com, the helmet of choice of Josh Grant, the Moto Concepts team, and many others. 50 years of helmets technology. Dr. John Bodner, what's going on? Thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing, Steve? Hi, Ping. Hey, Doc. Um... Ping was just recounting during commercial break when you stopped him from riding Phoenix uh, 02. And you know, he's very angry with you because he felt like, <laughs> despite coughing up blood, he felt like he was ready to race. Well, he, he can get in line because it seems like there's a lot already now this week. So Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for taking the time. I know you're working tonight. Um, you have your regular job as an ER doctor. And uh, so thank you for, uh, for taking the time to be on the show. I guess, first of all, uh, you know, you can't talk too much specifically about Zach Bell. We had him on earlier, um, but patient doctor rules sort of prevents you to talking about the situation. But can you tell us as much as you can about that situation? Well, I, I can. I don't want to be specific. If he tells me I can talk about it and he, you know, you know, calls me and tells me that's one thing, um, you know, but realistically, you can't really say a whole lot. But in general, I can give tons of generalities how sure. we've done it sure. for Do- years. and. I just have one quick bone to pick with whoever Swiss Corps is who wrote your article. 
just yes. today, I guess, I saw it on there. And, you know, when they write things like, um, we've been doing the same thing for years and we need to change, all they have to do is, you know, search Astros Mobile Medical Center, and you go to our site and see that we've had a new concussion program for a year and a half, two years now. And we base it on the latest technology, and we are as good, if not better, than the NFL, because I know a few of the NFL doctors, mm-hmm. and we actually do more than they do. So it's, it's very frustrating to see people throwing stuff around. All they have to do, if you're going to be a journalist, is look it up. And no one called me. I've yet to have a single call from anybody to ask me, how do we do our concussions? Mm-hmm. So you guys called. So it's you know, one of those things that gets irritating that you know we go through a lot of trouble to try to keep guys safe and get to the latest things. And people think we're not doing it the right way. Just, just yeah. I word well, them out. I, I, Swiss Car will be fired immediately, ASAP. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Good, I'm about to hear that. I'm joking. But, oh. but yeah, but one of, one thing that I think people still don't understand is, and um, even Bauer misquoted me horribly today, is being an ER doctor, you see concussions every day. I still see them every day, mm-hmm. and I usually pick them up because I feel real comfortable with them before any other doctors get them. But when you're in the ER, you don't see a patient. At the scene, you see them an hour later, two hours later, a day later. So you don't see what they look like originally within seconds on the track. And I started counting backwards probably in the last 12 years just from the rig itself. We've had probably over five to 600 and probably close to 700 concussions I've seen face-to-face within minutes, mm-hmm. if not seconds. And there's a skill you pick from that that nobody else can, can tell you what, what to do. No one else can see them and see you see. And that being said is when the rider goes down and doesn't move, the funny part is that happens every week with us. I see a rider that's completely not moving, and I get to them, and they're just completely awake and talking, and they may not even hit their head. They may have just slid along the ground, and they go, mm-hmm. man, I just can't breathe. I don't want to move. And, I mean, it's for people to say that that's preposterous. It just happens all the time, but it's not seen on TV. You know, half our crashes don't show up on the on the show itself, especially in the one-hour shows. They cut everything down. But um, it's one of those things that happens all the time. And what you have to deal with is the rider's, the way he talks to you. I mean, a rider can't fake that he's been concussed. It just, they, they have a look, they have a talk. They can't start spouting the Bible. They just, you know, they're out there. They, mm-hmm. they, have, they talk weird. They, they walk weird. I mean, I had a whole rider in question. If you watched him, he wanted to jump out of the mule and get back to the rig as quickly as possible. And he was, you know, one of those conditions that, um, People can look and see how he was just generally, but they see the guy laying on the ground, and then they jump to conclusions. So it's one of those things that when you get to a rider, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if he, I'm not going to get specific, but any rider, you get to him, and he's looking at you, and he's trying to say, I can't breathe. You know, he's talking to you. That's why there's not knocked out. And they're making the argument that somebody's out for 10 or 15 seconds, and then you get to him, and he's talking to you. A rider who's completely unconscious does not wake up talking. He doesn't even know he was out. He'll just stare at you and go, oh, he can't even talk to you. So, you know, there's things that you see, you know, if a person has a mild concussion, you know, it's possible they may not have a lot of symptoms. That's one of the things we try to, mm-hmm. that that medicine can't get to yet. There's a few outliers out there. But for big concussions, riders have symptoms, and and we have things in place we can talk about, you know, as far as how do we go through that to get them back to, to riding. Right. Well, Doc, that, that's what I wanted to just pick your brain about is tell us about what your protocol is for concussions. I mean, like, like you're mentioning here, obviously your initial visual assessment when you get to them, are their eyes closed? Are they unconscious? Are they, are they talking to you and, and speaking, making sense? They're coherent? You know, and then from there, what's the protocol for you guys? 
Right, and you being a medic, you know, now you, you get that feeling that you look at people, that's the first thing you're looking at is what's, what's off. And so after you get to a rider, if there's any thought that he, that he was concussed, and what, just from the accident alone, not necessarily what you see, he goes back to the rig, and that's what we did in this case. So before any rider can ride this year, and it took us two years to get this, but they have to have uh, a baseline impact to get their license starting this year. Mm-hmm. Last year it was starting with MX Sports. Yep. So once they, once they get their impact uh, baseline, we know where they are to begin with. It's just a small piece of the puzzle. Everybody acts like this is the one test you have to pass, but it's a real small piece. So once they've got that, we get them into the rig. We already know we have a baseline on them. So if there's a concern... If the rider's out and he's obviously concussed, he's dizzy, and you'd be surprised, I would say 80%, if not more, of the riders will tell me, man, I don't feel right. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. You know, they, they don't, majority do not try to hold it. And, you know, it's like, okay, you have a concussion. We don't have to go any farther. You're out for the day. And I, people are saying, who has, we'll get back to that part because I see all these things. I, I have time to read these things. <laughs> Is, right. I have 100% authority to pull a rider from a race every week. It doesn't matter who they are. I am the final say, and there's nobody pressuring me that that uh, it's somebody important that we need to have out on the track. Um, it's just the way it is. Feld is 100% behind me, and A is behind me, and they give me complete authority to do what I think I need to do without any pressure whatsoever. Same thing as red flag in a race. A lot of times I don't even get the red flag. They beat me to it, mm-hmm. uh, either Feld or AM, usually AMA. So, again, there's things that have to come through me, and I'm the final authority. So once the riders... Obviously concussed, he's gone. He's done for the day. Mm-hmm. The next step would be to get him. Uh, then Eddie Casillas is he's in, in charge of the base, the testing and protocols, and Dr. Ryman's the um, coordinator that goes through the uh, actual testing. So the rider would get will be sitting out for a couple of days, and usually Monday, Tuesday, he'll get another impact. A lot of times, for the majority of people, they don't do well on the first impact, and they already still have a headache, and they're dizzy. By about the third or fourth day, their impact usually, for most people, gets back to baseline. So that's a starting point. Mm-hmm. Now we can get them into the physical portion of it. So there's a back-to-ride uh, uh, protocol that's also part of our, our deal that they have to um, start out slowly working out. And once they can, you know, usually most people after the first workout, they might, hey, I'm a little bit dizzy still, so they start right. back. It's round one. They wait for a couple more days. So we go through a stepwise progression from nothing to the impact test to slowly working out every day until they can work out a full, you know, baseline workout that they would do as far as getting ready for, you know, for the week's ride um, and get the heart rate up. And if they have no symptoms, then then they can start a light ride for a day. Mm-hmm. And that's just all I'll follow through Eddie. And then once they can do a, a light ride on their bike and they feel completely fine, then they can go to full riding and then they're cleared. Yeah. So for most people, with a mild concussion, they can get cleared. And I, again, I wish people would just listen, especially you guys in the press, would listen to the press conferences that we gave and, and to the weekly um, riders meetings because I brought this up the last two riders meetings all about how we do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they, once they're um, cleared and they're back to, to riding, they're fine. So we can go from there and it's fine. And most guys will be back to riding within a week. They usually can make the next race if it's a mild concussion. Some guys take two weeks. Some guys take three weeks. And Doc, I know the uh, Eddie told me that the impact test is is more accurate and kind of geared towards twenty four to forty eight hours after the the accident injury or whatever. But you guys have the SCAT two that you would do at the you know at the event, right? What's what's yeah, the difference the, that's between the those? Second part of it. 
Right, exactly. Like, like I said, as far as a rider who says I'm fine and I get to him and I don't see anything that makes me immediately pull him, mm-hmm. and he, just like the guy that lays there and he slid along the track or something where the actual crash is not that bad, too, you go, well, all right, you just slid around, holding your breath, couldn't breathe, and you didn't want to move, and we'll go check you out. So we'll do a scat two in the rig. And so these are the conditions, and this is what the NFL does as well. It's on their website, and they just started that last year. We beat them to it by a year. Mm-hmm. We've been doing the scat for two years. So, um, they go into the rig, we do the SCAT 2, which is a, it's all available online, just type in SCAT 2. It's a series of, of uh, symptom questions, which, of course, you could say the guy could lie through, but that's only one part of it. There's another part that has, we actually do testing, recall, um, exertion and things, and see how they, they score. And we've actually made our score really high. I think they recommend somewhere between 70 to 80%. We do ours between 80 and 90% because we're finding our guys seem to be more symptomatic than others. So we, we raise the bar there as well. So you have to have a higher, pretty high score. So out of a hundred. So with those, we, we, you know, follow that technique and say, okay, if the guy has a good score and he, and he has no symptoms then, and, and on top of that, he's also getting, people don't see that they're in the rig right now getting at the same time a, a full a physical assessment because not only is he crashed and worry about his head, his lungs, his stomach, his liver, all those things. So, and uh, so he's getting a full physical exam for any other symptoms, including a full vestibular, where you look to see if they have any eye movement problems and things like that. Mm-hmm. Once now, all it's done, sorry. it's cleared to ride. The, uh, and and to, to, be, to be clear, so Zach Bell feels fine, he races. That doesn't necessarily mean this week, just like any rider, he has to take the test again, and he may not race this weekend, but that has nothing to do with what happened on Saturday night. Any rider could fail the impact test on a Wednesday, Thursday, correct? That's true. Right, yeah, if, right. if he's not ready by Wednesday, Thursday, and he still has bad scores, he hasn't even got to the point where he can work out mm-hmm. and do the physical exertion part of the test. Right, right. So he's basically not going to ride if he's yeah. by Thursday. He's not ready. He is not going to be ready by Saturday. Because I can, we, that I happens can, every week. I can see this already. Perhaps Zach Bell, the crash was bad. Perhaps he doesn't race this weekend because he doesn't pass the test. And now again, the internet doctors are out, and you know clearly something was wrong. Um, and you guys missed it on Saturday, uh, but that, again, not even close to the same thing. Uh, head trauma takes a little bit of time, and uh, so, yeah, just kind of I'm cutting that off at the pass, you know? Um, right, and he did mention, I guess, on the web, I saw that he took the test twice, which is true because he yeah. fell a second time. So he not only took it and passed, he took it a second time and passed. So that's as far as I'll go on that. Right. Um, you uh, and, to be, and to be clear, you've had many riders that you've stopped from racing – that have insisted they're fine. And not even before the test, maybe. You've been doing this a long time. Um, even before you got the testing, I imagine, your call was the same. And you're not scared to stop a guy. Uh, again, you're, 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 you're an ER doctor, so um, not scared to put your foot down and stop a guy from racing. Correct. Whether Stewart, uh, Villapoto, you name it, um, we've, that's come up. Pingree and, and O2. percent right. Yeah, well, Ping Ring, you know. Well, that's another story. Do you, uh, do you, but it's, <laughs> Doc, do you remember that night in 02 when uh, when my bike broke and I was uh, – I told my mechanic, I'm like, go get the bike ready. And it was <laughs> broken into two pieces. They, I don't even know how they would have done it. But I said, I want to go off for the LCQ, and I was spitting up some blood. And uh, you're like, no, you know what? You, you need to go to the ER. You know, you could have yeah, something well, inside there. Yeah. And it turned out to be but nothing, people- but – well, yeah, but again, I've sent five people off to, to the hospital this weekend by ambulance, mm-hmm. and five of them, four of them stayed. So 
they were all needed, you know, needed to go. And a lot of them said, nah, I don't really think I need to go. And I said, yeah. no, you need to go. Period. So, and, and you also understand that I don't take any of this lightly. You know, I look at you guys as family as much as my patients. Mm-hmm. And all of you who know me know that. I mean, I'm there every weekend and, you know, I spend seven, I'm basically on the road from May or what, January till September. Um, I work seven days a week, and really four days in the ER, three days on the road, and going to the races. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've known you guys for years, and there's not just a pure doctor part of it, but I mean, the last thing I want to do is send somebody out when they, I don't think they're right. And you have to break it down in your head. You say, does this meet criteria? Is there anything in here that makes me concerned that this guy's a head injury? And if there isn't, then I have to let, give them, I said, things are right, you go. And at the same time, we're watching everybody that goes out there, whether they've, you know, tweak their ankle or leg or knee, and they go, and I said, well, you can go out and ride. You look like you're okay. You know? well, we're watching the whole time they're on the track. And yeah. if I just click one button on the radio and tell the AMA guys, black flag that guy, they'll do it. Yeah. And so I, I, if I, they I, look like they're not riding well, and people don't realize that too, they think once they're clear, hey, they're out there. If the first lap goes by and the guy doesn't look like he's riding, he's going to get pulled. And I can vouch for that. I remember one or, one or two of the times I worked for you guys and I'm down on the floor I would hear chatter over the headphones, and yeah. you know, they'd be like, "Okay, keep an eye on this guy. He had a big crash earlier." You know, so right. they they are keeping an eye on him. Um, and and Doc, uh, again, I was getting beat up on Twitter. I was defending uh, the Asterix Medical Crew, saying, "Hey, we're all on watching it on TV or in the press box. The doctors got tests. Doc Bodner has cleared him. And by you saying that he was should be allowed to race, basically, you're saying Doc Bodner is incompetent. And I'm not, you know, I'm that's that's I don't even want to comprehend that." But you're, does it piss you off? I mean, I'm sure you've been reading some stuff. You've been, uh, I mean, this has, got, this has got to basically kind of piss you off because people are saying you don't care about this kid. Right, and I, I'm human too, so we take it, you know, just like anybody else doesn't, doesn't like to be put on. But, you know, everybody has opinions. Everybody has a, as they say, <laughs> and have opinions. So right, right. Uh, we're all equal that way. But uh, I don't want to curse on your show, right? No, you can. Um, no, believe but, me, you can. Oh, you can on the internet. That's oh. right. That's true. <laughs> But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm human like everybody else, and we take this so seriously. I mean, people say we don't have a concussion policy that's worth anything. We have spent, you know, if you talk to Eddie, he's got lists. We probably went through 50 concussion policies. We've done, you know, Zurich has their new consensus out, and that's what the NFL based theirs on. And, you know, every we started back in when we first did our concussion policy, what, 12 years ago. I mean, that was my biggest thing. Well, actually, before that, before we had a rig, that was my big thing. I was pushing concussions before anybody would even listen to me. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that we've spent hours and hours and hours of free time. You know, I don't care about that part, but I mean, just we just work on this all the time, and we don't get paid for that. You know, we're we're out there spending. You know, I can wake up, do some work, go back to bed. You know, I right. to sleep during well, the day, which is kind of bizarre. But um, you know, we spend time organizing this to make it as safe as possible. And like I said, I've talked to the NFL guys. I've been on their sites. They even had a little quote from one of the. I was doing one of the, a uh, seminar last week, and the NFL guy saying one of the things you cannot grade a concussion by is how loud the crowd screams and how the crash looks on video. Mm-hmm. In other words, just like in football, you hear a guy go, ooh, and the whole crowd goes, you know, when he gets yeah. hit in the air, when he's catching the ball, whatever. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's what you see with, when you get to the patient. And again, I mean, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but the number of patients that I see is unlike anybody else in the sport. There is nobody that's seen as many concussions, at least you can say pro. they got a lot of amateur guys out there, I'm sure, that right. are like me out there, but but, I mean, I've seen more than any ER doctor that I know of uh, because I'm directly there when they crash and I talk to them. And there's stuff you just can't read in the book. There's stuff you just have to see the writer. And you have a, you have a sixth sense about what's going on. And my, my little pull trigger to 
fold off the track is is really light. You yeah. know, if I have any doubts at all, he's out. And true, also too, you're a rider. You race. You ride dirt bikes. You right. ride dirt bikes. You know. Yeah. You know. You know what it's like. I've I've hit the ground. And gone, oh man, am I dead or what? You know, you, <laughs> you think your whole body's on fire. And this, people understand when you fall from the air like that. It's not just your head. Your whole body's taking a concussion. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, there's times you freeze up, you know, and there's guys that, that just lay there. And, and it happens all the time. You know, I see guys that don't fall that hard, and they just, I go, how come you're not moving? You know, I know right. that, that hurt. It's like, why aren't you moving? Oh, I just want to make sure I'm okay. And it's like, right. all right. And so for people to say, oh, he didn't move, and therefore nearly they are the doctor, you know, I take, you know, offense at that. But, right, right. And the other thing people don't understand is, and, and I even heard some people say, oh, I don't know about the 60 helmet thing, is I've been to the facility that tested those helmets. I took my own time, went down there, watched how they did it, got the videos of what they did, talked to the guys that actually did the testing, and their helmets, if if they're showing me what the data shows, that's a good reason we haven't seen a lot of their riders get concussed this year. And I'll, I'll back that up as much as I can because so far we've had some pretty good hits, and they've all panned out. So, you know, we may be seeing a new era of helmets that are going to make a big difference. And I've seen guys fall down from the sky and keep hit the ground and almost stand up and keep walking, and they're fine. I've seen guys stop, dead stop, fall sideways off their bike, mm-hmm. and have a, have a concussion. You know, it's, it's amazing the realm. So yep. you can't base it by it until you talk to the guy and do your exam and physically talk to him. You really can't. You can't jump to conclusions, and that's one thing in ER. You don't want to jump to conclusions. You've got to get all the data you can. Um, our uh, our producer, he, he's got a lot of head injuries over the years. He has a, he has a question for you. Um, <laughs> okay. it, is it possible to get knocked out and not get a concussion, and conversely to take a blow to the head and you're still fine, you know, you don't get knocked out, but get a concussion? Right. Well, by being knocked out, by definition, that is part of concussion. A concussion just means a hit to the head. The extent is what your symptoms are. So if you have no symptoms, by definition, you don't have a concussion. And it, that's kind of a caveat that is in those concussion stories is that, well, if you hit your head, I guess that can be a concussion, but it's the range of how much how many Gs you take to your brain and how well your brain reacts mm-hmm. to it. So if you're knocked out, it's a concussion. It's no doubt. And we don't grade them anymore. That's something we used to do up to three, two, three years ago when we changed our policy yep. and in Zurich and all that, they came up with a new one. We don't grade them one, two, three. It used to be a light concussion, a bad a medium, and then a bad one when you're knocked out. Now it's just any symptoms with a head injury. So, you know, if the helmets are doing their job and they're not getting any symptoms from it, that means it's absorbing the force that you're seeing from the crash and it's not being translated to the head. hope that answers this question. Yeah. Hey, Doc, I got a question for you. Um, you know, I know you working in the ER, you see people just flowing in and out of there with all kinds of um, crazy trauma stuff. Um, and it's, it's, you probably have gotten callous to where you could see something, you could see anything and it, you know, you can stay calm. doesn't really bother you, but is it harder for you? Like you mentioned, you've been going to these races since good grief. What early nineties. I mean, you know, the, these riders, you've grown right. up with them. They're, they're kind of like your family. So is it harder when you see one of them hurt badly? Um, it's more difficult for you to deal with, or? Well, it is. I mean, it, I wouldn't be human if I didn't say I, you know, I didn't. It's like you see the guys, and you know, the James Marshall type of stuff. I mean, he was in our rig that day. We were working on his shoulder. Great kid. Mm-hmm. And then to see him on the ground, you know, not able to move, it's, it's really heart heart tugging, you know. But at the same time, there's something about the you just kick into gear, 
And, you know, it's there, but it's, you just have to shove it in the background and you do your job. I mean, I've kind of for 30 years on the track now and, you know, you just, you know what to do. And, you, and at the same time, you, you realize that if you let your emotions get the best of you, you can't do your job. So, you know, there's, it's not callous at all. It's just, you just kind of shove it back there. And that's the hard part. You just shove it back and do your job. And then you can get upset about it later and you know, cry about it later. Um, I, I know a couple of ER doctors, uh, and take this, don't be offended. They don't have a lot of feelings. Like, and I, and I just mean by like in the, in the, in the, in the heat of the moment, in the, uh, in the deal, you guys are just looking at a human body. Like it's almost like a machine. You got to go through procedures and things to fix the machine. Like, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm not saying, right, right. I, I guess, I guess that came across wrong, but you guys are just, it's your job and you, you do it. And it's, uh, it's no crying. There's no crying in the ER. Right. Well, there, but people don't realize there is. And, and to me, I'll be the first to admit there's docs that are more callous and there's docs that are caring and there's a lot in between. And a lot of it is from outside looking in, they look like they're callous because they're just going through the motion type in their mind and stuff. But at the same time, for every patient that I spend too much time with, there's another patient waiting for it to be seen right. that's not getting seen at all. So you, you, you kind of you know, hold the guy's hands or the lady's hands say, I'm really sorry. I've got to run to the next patient, but I'll be right back and see you as soon as I can. And, you know, you try to be as, as personable. And, right. you know, if you like people, you like people. And you know me, I like people. I'm a people <laughs> yeah, guy. You so. are. You are. But uh, there are doctors that aren't. And, and it's funny you make mention the, you know, mechanic uh, analogy kind of thing because it's funny how riders, if I explain to them something in a bike term, they get they get it. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, like your, your carburetor is kind of like your lungs, and you know, nah, nah, nah. it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. So oh, we fun. do have to use that sometimes, but it's it's for better clar- clarification. Doc, if you ever have to work on Steve, you got to use a Van Halen analogy. That's the only way he's going to get, get it. Then, yeah. Oh, is that yeah. it? Yeah. Um, well, we try. Yeah, I try to know what they do when I go in there to help. Uh, hey, Doc, I know you've been asked this a million times, but we haven't had you on the show to talk about it. Uh, neck protection, uh, Atlas neck braces. Uh, there's a few other companies out there that make them. Uh, rider choice. Some guys have taken them off. Uh, Justin Brayton, Andrew yeah. Short, who we had on earlier. Some guys never ride without them. Our own David Pingree won't go to the track without it. So, what's your ta- what's your take on that? Well, again, I did get a little bit of slap on the board. Somebody was uh, I forgot who it was now, but uh, talking about how I took a trip to South Africa, blah blah blah, and um, which was not paid by Liat, and I I wanted to see. Everything that they could do in their testing to see, you know, what they – I do their testing for I have a, an inch-thick book they sent me on all the testing they did. So it's – and it's on their website now, too. They just put it on there. So, you know, I feel comfortable that they do the, – just like the helmets, I see that they decrease the G-forces. Well, if you decrease in the force to your neck, um, that's going to make less pressure on your neck. So I went down there and checked all that stuff out. I really didn't want to fly 17 hours to South Africa and back when I fly every single week as it is. So people thinking that's a real fun thing, you know. I mean, I was there for four days and back. So I what it was it, 36 right. hours in, in four days. Not a lot of fun. But I, I wanted to know what they did, and, and it only cemented what what I already realized was that I think it works. And at the same time, looking at the other braces, um, if you look at their – if you put them on a scale and measure or all the angles and directions, they're – are pretty much knockoffs with Liat as far as how their shapes are generally. And, and they've even done testing on those braces. And I, I have the data on that, which is confidential because I'm sure the other braces companies don't want to know. But basically, they all seem to work. That's the bottom line. And um, some work better than others. And I think the Liat is better because they have, there is more refined, but that's just my opinion. And 
like all the guys on the web, they all have their opinion. So, uh, but I, I think somebody, I still believe in neck braces. I think people should wear them. Um, I wear them. My kid wears them. Mm-hmm. I think they work. All this other stuff about collarbones, I've got data we're collecting, been collecting for two, three years now, so our third year, that the collarbones are not increased with neck braces. The back injuries are not increased with neck braces. Um, you know, we've had a few more neck, back injuries. Uh, Ryan Hughes, I saw, I don't know anything about it, but I read on the web like everybody else, he broke his back. And where you break your back is in the T5, 4, 5, 6 range. Uh, we got all these studies from years ago from motorcycle wrecks on the street, and they all have T5, 6 injuries. Because that's when you bend your back in the middle, it's like mm-hmm. a twig, or from the, each end, it breaks in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's where all these people get broken in the real world not wearing braces. So to say that the brace thing on the back digs in or, or tweaks your back, it just doesn't do that. And so far, all the data is, you know, 100% behind that, and we're still collecting data on helmets, who wears them, what percentage wear them this year, so we'll know which helmets have a better track record as far as concussions go. I'm getting all the data on whether you've had a broken back or a broken neck or mm-hmm. a broken lower back, all whether you're wearing braces or not. And so far, um, it doesn't matter. You know, so far, I'm seeing it, we call it a trend, because there's in, in medicine, you need thousands of, of points to be able to make a true assessment. Right and be statistically significant, as they call it. But, um, you know, when we only have we had four neck injury, four fractures of neck cervical spines last year, and that's, that was, a, you know, a lot mm-hmm. for us. But in statistics, it's hardly it's a bump on the, uh, the radar. So right now it still looks like it, it does help, but we can't say, it, say that with significance yet. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here. Chris, uh, thanks for holding for so long for uh, Dr. John Bodner. What's your question? Well, Doc, I have a question. Um, you know, you always talk about how you're trackside and uh, and your team and everything else. And I work as a paramedic down here in Florida. And uh, I was wondering, what are the qualifications to be on the Asterix medical team? And how do you determine who you put on there and who you don't? Well, Ping made it, well, so right away you know things yeah, are pretty Ping slack. Made it, so that's yeah. yeah. I hate to say standards that are low, buddy. To say that our standards have <laughs> dropped, but well, you know, you're you're one of probably a hundred uh, either emails or texts I've gotten in the last probably two months since the series started because people all want to be in our team, and I, I do have a small core um, of people that um, do volunteer for us because right now our paramedics that we have on a weekly basis are from the actual city that we're in because we have to where our staff has provided the ambulances that do the transport, and we use them on the track as well because we do need to tra- use them for transport. So, um, and, and our budget is such that we can't afford to have our own medics every single week. So um, the guys that we do have are, are peer volunteer, number one. And number two, um, I do either know them, like in Ping's case, I know his quality, I know how he is, like I said, he's still not on the on the team, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, know, knowing how they are, I mean, I know I need to know what you're like. So a lot of guys, if they're persistent, or uh, in most of the calls, I just say, "Hey, thanks for your info." You know, if I if we're in the area, stop by, come see me in the rig. So first off, I meet you in the rig and talk to you if you're at a local track and come by. Or I mean, a local race we have, and you know, we'll talk some. And if um, from that point, I'll look at your you know CV and stuff and what your experience is. And then um, if we're in your area and, um, you know, we can use you, use you, you know, let you volunteer, and then basically you're kind of a watching state. You can help run up and pick the guys up. We call them stretcher bears for the first race or so. And if it's, you know, I'm comfortable with your qualifications and how you are on the track, then um, you're able to volunteer with us any time. But, again, unfortunately, it's still a volunteer. All right. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thank you. Thank you. we got to 
run along. Doc Bodner has got to go. Last call for him is from uh, Chris Ackerman. Ackerman, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Steve? Thanks for uh, listening. First, I just wanted to, to say thank you to Doc Bodner for what he is doing for everybody and for all the people that take that for granted. Screw you. <laughs> you guys are ignorant assholes. And this guy is out there using his own time to help people that he might know, might not know. But he's not getting paid for being out there every weekend. Uh, I mean, it's it's amazing what he's doing and and caring about the riders with terms of of head injuries and neck injuries and mm-hmm. like I myself have a spinal cord injury and I would have be greatly benefited having a Doc Butler there when I got hurt. There you go. All right. But I just wanted to say thank you and say, you know, attention to the douchebags <laughs> in the chat room. <laughs> That's why they're in the chat room. Thanks, Ackerman. Hey, what up, guys? See you, Dave. See ya. See ya. Uh, yeah. Um, thanks, Dr. Bodner, for coming on the show. Uh, um, I know you got to get to work, and uh, I feel like you've helped us out, educated us all, clarified the situation on what you guys do. It's not a coin flip on whether a guy goes back out or not, and there's a procedure and a policies in place, and I feel like uh, we're all a little smarter tonight. Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, we worked hard in getting it there, and, you know, we, again, I, if people, people say, I, I will let somebody uh, give a kid a pass, that ain't going to happen, and, um, and it's only in my heart that I do that, too. You know, it's like I said, I know you guys – Last thing I want is somebody out there that's going to get hurt. And, um, you know, and I tell them in the meetings, you know, if you listen to us now, your career will be longer because you know how many guys, you know, had injuries over and over and over and they never heal and they get back out there, whether it's a head injury or anything back in the day, and they just don't ride as well. And so it's like, you know, and even the safety things like chest protectors, I still can't get guys to wear those. And, you know, I bug them all the time, you know, protect your investment. How much do they spend on trainers and special diets and all this stuff? And they won't wear a simple chest protector that, you know, I've had guys out for two weeks with a, with a crushed chest or a you know broken sternum because mm-hmm. they weren't wearing something to cover their chest. So you know, it's, we we chip at it every week, and you know, and that's why I'm, I, I take calls all week long from riders at home. You know, talking about what we do during the week. I've been taking calls. You know, hey, what did I do about that and this and that? And for people to say nobody will talk to me about their head injury, I still get calls every week during the week, and I get off at work saying, "Hey, doc, I got hurt in practice. What should I do?" So that makes me feel good that at least. A lot of guys are listening. I know they all are. I know guys are going to try to hold it. And like I said, a guy that's trying to hide his concussion can't do it. I, I'll pick it out every time. There's right. just this, this uh, way you look at him and talk. You go, this guy's not there. You know, they ask the same thing over and over. I mean, there's just, just it's. Um, I want a video of him at the scene, you know, in the rig because their girlfriends or wives or whatever staring at him going, oh, my God, because he's saying the weirdest things. Yeah, yeah. There's writers that that will cry. There's riders that are completely hysterical when they get, when they get in the rig and concussed, they aren't themselves. So, right. you know, there's a lot of, and, and there's obviously there's subtle things, but that's, I think where my experience comes in is we can pick those out. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's after a while, it doesn't become, you know, it's not as, as hard as it seems when you really, again, like you do it all the time, right. you got a good success of it. So awesome. anyway, we try our best and that's all we can do. And, um, you know, we're the ones out there and if somebody else wants to take my job eventually when I retire, <laughs> you know, I'll put it up, I'll put it up for bits, but uh, luckily I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, but yeah. at least my wife keeps letting me come every week. So I haven't gotten divorced after 30 years. So that's a yeah. good sign. Yeah. Thanks well, for, thanks for what you do. Yeah, sure. doc. We, I mean, I, I don't know who I'm speaking for, but I just tell you, I sure appreciate what you do. So. 
Thank you for your time. Thanks, Doc. See you you this weekend. All right, guys. All right. You bet. Take care. Dr. John Bodner of the Asterix Medical Crew. You know, Uh, there's been so much, so many people questioning, and even myself wondering, man, why is why is Dungey and Short and all these guys going away from the brace? And I think Shorty nailed it. I mean, he's like, I believe that it probably helps and works, but it is slightly restrictive. That's why it works. So if I can ride even a little bit faster or feel a little bit better without it, I'm going to take that risk because I, this is my job and I need to do as good as I can do. Justin Brayton in Bercy related a story to me where he was on the Honda track and it was a G out of a, and a quad. And he could not get over it. And I mean, this is a crazy story, but could not get over it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. McGrath was doing it. Two of the F guys were doing it. He couldn't do it. Someone told him, take your neck brace off. He took it off. He jumped at the next lap. <laughs> I swear to God, ask Brayton. Yeah. You think I'm crazy? He said because he could soak down and then absorb and come back up with his body. And, he, and uh, listen, everyone laughs when I tell that story, but that's what Brayton said. Uh, and if you're not jumping something and the neck brace helps you jump it, a neck brace off helps you jump it, you know, Seely Cole Seely quit wearing it because he yeah. forgot it one day at the test track mm-hmm. and rode faster and better than he had ridden all if, preseason up to that point. If you're so going to wear like, wow. one though, AtlasBrace.com. Of course, very good brace. That's what I hear. Yeah, um, better than one you wear. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny story for you being a medic. I think you told me this, and maybe I made this up, or I want the story to be true. Your first time on the floor, and you run over to a rider, didn't you go like, David Pingree? Like, wasn't there somebody who, like, you're in a, dressed uh, in the Asterix medical shirt? Did I make that up? Wasn't know. there someone who no, was like, Someone said something. Ping? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you helping me? <laughs> yeah, I, and I had a couple guys knocked out that would kind of wake up and stare at me, too, and, like, try to put it all together. Right. Why is this former 125 uh, Supercross winner uh, looking at me? Uh, um, Fly Racing USA's uh, Jason Thomas. What's up? What's happening? How are you? I'm good. How was Indie Show, bro? Uh, it was it was long, but really good overall. Oh, great so. things. How, how? No, no, it's just a, it's a it was a different experience. I've only been there kind of in and out, sign autographs and out of there. You know, it was a completely different experience than what I was used to. Did you guys go to the uh, Sunshine Cafe? Uh, no, I don't know what that is. Uh, I did. I, I definitely didn't go there. Uh, you didn't go out at night. Did you go to Red Garter. No, I mean, honestly, we were there really early every morning, and then by the time, you know, like I had dinner at night, I was ready for bed. I, didn't, oh. I honestly didn't even go out one night. It's a lot of talking, isn't it? It is. It's just a long day, man. You're on your feet the entire day, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I was just beat every day. You know, I'd go to the gym as soon as the show was over, and then I was just done, like, worn um, out. Um, you meet some fans of the show? There. Um, yeah, here and there. Uh, there was definitely yep. some people that came by that knew, you know, knew of the show and knew yep. what was going on. But uh, a lot of it was just dealers and mm-hmm. most of my time I was with international distributor kind of stuff. So, um, no, not so much Pulp and Mac stuff with that. But. Okay. Hey, let's do some giveaways. Let's do the Fly Evil gear. Right. Fly Evolution gear. We got Andrew Short trivia question. So brush up on Andrew Short knowledge because we're coming at you. Um, with uh, questions submitted by A1, Corey Moser. Um, that's, uh, and, and the first guy that gets them gets the gear. So I'm just digging up my questions as we speak here. Ding, feel free to ask JT something. JT. Sir. Are you wearing a puffy jacket? <laughs> uh, I'm going to buy you one of those. I'd wear it. They're cool. Everybody has them. <laughs> I just 
It's actually not even puffy. I just put on a lot of weight. <laughs> what on, um, uh, the uh, uh, oh, Andrew Short, BTO KTM. I had a caller today leave a voicemail. I'm not playing it, but he said you're full of shit for not knowing that deal was going down, and you knew, and that's, he's not buying it. So, <laughs> so what is it? I'm I'm full of I'm full of shit, or I did know, and it wasn't. I didn't tell anybody, yeah. or I didn't know. No, you did know, and and I asked you about it, and you said I don't know, dude. Either on a Racer X podcast or on this show, and the guy said that's that's impossible. You're to bro- be to be 100 honest with you, and this is no lie. I did not know. Because your brother is with them, he said. You practically didn't, didn't I text you and ask you? You did. You did. Yeah, exactly. I texted you on uh, Friday or Saturday, I think Friday. Yeah. And and said, "Is that happening?" Like, yeah. I, so I mean, uh, that's all you need to know right now. I I honestly did not know. All right, let's get to this uh, trivia questions here, Elijah. Yeah. All right. You think you're an Andrew Short super fan? Uh, I'm gonna try. You're the first one, so it's tough to be the first guy. But um, all right. Shorty's fly racing contract is for how many years? For his his what contract? His fly racing gear deal. Uh, it's lifetime, isn't it? Very good. You're one. You're one for three. What All team right. was he riding for, and what race did Andrew Short win his first professional race? It was a 125 Supercross race. What team, and what race was it that he won his first career Supercross? Uh, the Vegas Shootout. In 03 for Moto World Suzuki. Very good. Two for two. Pressure's on, Elijah. You're very good. Um, some of these questions are uh, a little much, Moser. No one's going to know this stuff. <laughs> uh, let's go with this one. You ready for this? This yeah. is for a Fly Racing USA set of Evolution gear. Any color you want. Uh, JT, what color would you pick if you... Are we talking about Rev or Sonar? Jesus Christ. I don't know. <laughs> Evolution gear, bro. Uh, that's okay. All right, Elijah. Shorty lost third place in the Nationals this past summer to uh, Jake Weimer at the last race. Uh, he finished fourth. But how many points did Weimer beat him by? Ooh. Was it two? So close. So close. So close. So close. Um, Here's a, okay, here's another chance. Another question. Okay. I, like, I like this, Elijah. Uh, the other people on hold probably do not like this, Elijah. <laughs> um, Brat Bar has almost finished what special formula for short? The uh, paleo diet one. There you go. They gave him another chance. You win. Awesome. Uh, really, we just got to go to commercial, and so <laughs> sorry all you people that we left over, but Elijah's the winner. <laughs> uh, Thanks. Uh, you win a set of Fly Racing USA Evolution gear. JT, uh, give him a color to pick from. Just please just give him a color. Uh, I would say that the uh, – what kind of bike do you ride? Let's ask that first. Uh, I ride Yamaha. Yamaha. I would, I would pick that, the orange and blue sonar stuff. Okay. That's, that would be my choice. Well, you don't have to. Go on the web. Yeah, yeah. Pick whatever yeah, you want. Right. I, you, you, Mathis told me. What, to are, what about that red, black, and yellow one? Yeah, I was just trying to color coordinate with your bike. Whatever you think looks cool, pick that. I'm always a fan. If anybody cared, if anybody wondered. Mm. Nope. Nope. I'm always a fan of running completely opposite color to your bike. 
Yeah, love, we know. We we see how you dress. I, I love. It's not like when you had the bright zing. red and white moose gear on a Cowie. I like red on Cowie. <laughs> I like blue on Suzuki. Just like you Tim like Ferry right khaki there. cargo and black. Tim Ferry red right there. O'Neill on a green bike. I love just looking different than your bike. That's just my opinion. Pink. I told you what you yeah, looked I'll, like last time I I'll saw you ride. The, the red, black, and yellow. <laughs> well, hold on, Elijah. Don't need to make a choice right now. Sleep That's on. That's what it. I wear. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, that's what JT was. I what about the rollerball behind you? All yellow on, and blue on a yellow and blue Suzuki. Yeah, I like it. It's pimping. Bailey, yeah. fluorescent and orange. I love the pants that have Dalmatians on them, too. I love those pants. Trey's matte black F2 carbon Kevlar helmet was pretty sweet this weekend. Nope. Did you see that thing? Not at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. We had Shorty on earlier. I advised him against the flat black helmets. Please don't give our riders fashion advice. Please, RV, I beg of you. RV this weekend. Uh, Dude, same shoes again <laughs> to me. You got to switch it up, man. Sorry, bro. Wearing the same shoes. So I really apologize. I'm, I, I'm, I'm shocked that he was surprised more than anything. And he said, then he said my hoodie was too faded. My hoodie was faded. So, Anyways, hey, JT. Uh, Elijah, we're going to put you on hold. Thank you uh, for listening. All right, thanks. More importantly, thank you for winning. Um, JT, we're going to have Rhino on next. I was planning on squeezing you in with the Tweet at Tits. Do you want to come back with Rhino, or do you want to come back with Tweet at Tits in about half hour or so? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Rhino's pretty beat up. I'll let him kind of do his thing. Um, okay. Yeah, just call me. Yeah, we'll call you back. Uh, we're going to definitely get you. Uh, we need your answers for a couple things. Thanks, buddy. Call you back. All right. Uh, Ball Pumex Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Fly race. Hey, Ping. Yo. The next time you order at BTOsports.com. Yeah. You can save money. Type in Pulp MX. I type in Pulp MX, yeah. and then I save money. Hey, do you yep. need X-Brand goggles? I know you run Dragons. Yeah. But let's say. In you theory, need if I ever needed to. Yeah. If you get wise. Type in Pulp MX. And switch to X-Brand. Pulp MX. Pulp Show 13 gets you 30% off. <whistles> yeah. That's right. Type in Mathis and get free shipping from A10 Solutions. Type in Pulp Show 20 to get 20% off Race Tech suspension mods. Man. I mean, you, what you do is you just save. You're saving people so much money. No. It's like a, they can't afford not to really do this stuff. I mean, you say that I look like Santa in that photo, you but I really like Santa. am Santa. True. Right? Bringing gifts. Thank you. All right, everybody. Stay tuned. We're coming back with Ryan Hughes, and we're going to do Tweet at Tiss segment. We've got voicemails. We have questions about the race. Eli Tomac, how's he going to do this weekend? I need to know, Ping. I need to know, what about Colt Thompson? I need to know. I need to know a lot of stuff. Let's figure it out. All right. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, 
and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I've ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners 5% off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike.
Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Pulpomex Show. And uh, one of our sponsors, Race Tech, is on board with us, and we're pumped to have them. Did you know that I was a mechanic for a long, long time? You did? Have I talked about it? Summercross? Mount Morris 2000? Anyways, don't do what I did, which was becoming a mechanic and not knowing anything and trying to learn. No, no, no. Our friends at Race Tech have made it easy for you to step right into the field of being a professional mechanic, a professional suspension tuner, anything you want. There's more and more teams all the time in the pits, and they need people like that. They don't need people like me back in the day. They need people like you that take a Race Tech class taught by Paul Feed himself. If you're a dad or a do-it-yourself or looking for your knowledge to be your own suspension tuner, this is perfect. It's taught by Paul Feed. 30 years of experience in suspension tuning. He'll show you the black art of suspension. Don't listen to me. Listen to Paul Feed. He's got these seminars. He's been doing them for a long, long time. And if you listen to my podcast I did with him on Racer X, check the archive. You can hear it for yourself. Paul's a smart guy. And his classes, his seminars will help you become a much smarter person and therefore be able to get a better job than the one I had where I was on the floor of a box van for years and years. So please check them out. Their classes each spring and fall at Race Tech headquarters in Corona, California. Log on to Racetech.com or give them a call at 951-279-6655. Get smart. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Joey's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local Showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, Showy, Showy. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track drop the sound of acceleration influenced by riders racers and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of colorado the revolutionary drop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods the Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more. Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy-free. 
Available in four delicious flavors. Honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.dropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-DROP today. Mention Pop MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Brop Nutrition now. Brop Nutrition Bars accelerate your body and mind. It's like the only kind of music I don't like is that punk. Like this kind of stuff. It's just like, all sounds the same to me. Shit all sounds the same. Yeah, but Flow Rider, that's some good shit. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. Pink, uh, you just don't like this music because you can't do knack-knacks like Jeremy. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah. All those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kenny. You love it, huh? Yeah, I do. Oh, it's good stuff there. Um, That's so funny. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. X-Brand Goggles. Showy Helmets, Atlas Neck Braces. <laughs> Thank you guys for supporting the show. Uh, they stick with us after this one. <laughs> I'll be fucking surprised. Uh, thanks for those guys for, for supporting us, though. And uh, Showy, Showy Helmets, Fly Racing, Race Tech. I wonder if Race Tech's got their uh, answer yet for the suspension Bible. First person to uh, Twitter, uh, Racebook, with the answer of when did Race Tech get their first suspension dyno? Uh, will win a suspension Bible from Race Tech, Paul Thies, Race Tech, one of the smartest men around. And um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening tonight. I appreciate it. Good show. We've learned a lot tonight. It's been pretty informative. You know, I, I I was wondering all about the neck bracing, why those guys were all dropping it, if there was, like, some rumor spreading through the thing. You know, Reed's, you know, theory on it causing head injuries was gaining traction or what. Like, what were they thinking? And it's like, they just uh, they just want to go faster. Look, so. if it wasn't midnight in North Carolina, I would be calling Justin Brayden right now to, to describe this. Yeah. So I don't look like a complete jackass. I believe you. I totally believe you. I'm telling you. Sealy right. said the same thing. All right, let's get to our next guest on the line. He is uh, 
also been outspoken a little bit about neck braces. And uh, he's a retired motocross legend who uh, is on the mend. None other than the Rhino. Ryan Hughes, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Yeah, just uh, just laying in a bed that's not at my house. Dude, uh, yeah, the word came down last week that you crashed really bad. Can can you tell us what you did and uh, and where you did it and how it happened and all that? Uh, yeah, well, it happened at Paula, you know, and definitely it's, it's never the track's fault. So uh, it was just a situation. I was about ready to go do some sections, work on some sections with the guy that I was working with. Mm-hmm. And went through the whoop section one time, trying to warm myself up, went through it again, and kind of had a, had a little bit of a swap. It wasn't bad at all, and then I had that split second of, okay, do I chop it or do I gas it? And, I, you know, it's me, so I gassed it, <laughs> and, and then it swapped even harder, and this is where I'm at the point of it was meant to be because I usually can pull things off quite easily and hang on to it and ride them out, but it swapped so fast and I was off the bike so fast that I kind of didn't have a chance to try to save it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from there, you know, I I think I went headfirst into the jump. And when I did that, uh, uh, kind of got a little bit of dinger. I didn't, I didn't get uh, knocked out, didn't have a concussion, nothing. So the Fox helmet was, uh, you know, definitely lived up to its uh, reputation. And, but the thing is, is that I had a little bit of a stinger, and uh, my arms and legs went uh, numb. So I was pretty much kind of a quad, quad at for 30 seconds there, and that was probably one of the scariest things oh. that's ever happened to me because yeah. I'm looking at my arms like they're somebody else's, and they wouldn't move. And uh, then they, <clears throat> then they, then they came back, and there was uh, an attendant there too that uh, you know that had me stabilized and helped me until the ambulance came, and that was a that was really quick also so mm-hmm. everything happened so fast that it was kind of strange you know wow that's yeah that's a scary moment you're sitting there and you're like what is what's what's the deal rhino did you have any trouble breathing uh no i didn't have any trouble breathing and you know when it happened you know it's kind of you know kind of screaming a little bit like oh my god oh my god because <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> that um you know i thought i was done yeah I'm, that's... Going, I'm done i'm done i'm done that's... And it's always it's always all of us is our worst fear, yeah. but it hasn't really crossed my mind in many years because I haven't tried to, you know, put it on the edge too much, which people will argue with me about, but, you know, I don't. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, this is motocross and this is life and anything can happen at any time and everything's meant to happen because it's happening right now. Yeah, well, that that is the... I think anybody that swings a leg over a bike, that's the one thing you just don't want. That's the one feeling you don't want to have is to, you know, come to a stop and not be able to yeah. feel the move. You're, I mean, it's just like, I'm sure that was unreal. And I saw your tweet when you go, that was my last ride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I can, I can, you know, I can kind of say that, you know, I know it's going to be one of the hardest things to do, but I, I have to try to, you know, stick behind that as much as I can because that wasn't the first time or that was the first time, but then when I went in the hospital, you know, I had all my feeling and everything was good, and we were kind of deciding if I should be transferred to another hospital to, you know, have another surgeon do do the surgery. Mm-hmm. And while we were talking about that, I started having problems moving my toes and then moving my feet, and then I couldn't move my legs, and then everything went numb, and then I was numb from chest down, and I couldn't move anything. And so for 45 minutes, I was paralyzed from chest down, because I had a hematoma on my on my uh, spinal cord that swelled up oh. and cut off all flow, 
and uh, that was, you know, pretty much another very, very scary thing. Even though I was, I was booked up to high heaven. Uh, you know, I had my mom's hand in one hand and my wife's hand in the other, and uh, you know, that that was scary. And I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to feel that again. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. And uh, so, those those things are maybe lessons for me to go, okay, it's time to wake up. It's time to change who you are. Right. It's time to evolve. It's time to maybe go down a different road. But, uh, you know, right now it's it's still a little too soon to what road I'm going to go down. But I can, I'm, I'm <clears throat> right now I'm, I'm, I'm about a hundred percent positive that, you know, I won't ride again because again, I can't because I have, I have two rods and 11 screws in my back oh, so and they, they... It, it doesn't take much to, you know, to bend those or have problems. Wow. So two rods and 11 screws. When, when did they do that surgery? Uh, they did that, um, let's say Monday. Uh, they did that, uh, let's say the first surgery Wednesday night, uh, the second surgery Thursday night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I, I was actually surprised you were able to. You know what I mean? This is a traumatic deal for you, so thank you for <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just laying in bed, not doing much, so it's easy to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Usually, you're wide open, right? Um, oh, you, you don't understand how wide open I am. So, this is, you know, all these things have come through my mind. Of it, it might be time to slow to slow my ride um, down. How old are you, Rhino? If you don't mind, if you don't mind us asking, um, I'm almost forty. I'll be forty okay. in, in April. So, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and and you know, again, you said earlier that a lot of people tell you that. Uh, <laughs> You know, you push it too much at your age, and I can tell you that a lot of people think you do because you only know how to ride one way. You know, and uh, you know, watching you at Hangtown last year, a lot of people were like, "Oh man, that guy! Like, he's just not scared at all." Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. like you said, for yourself, this is the best thing to protect you from yourself, from yourself. Exactly, because for me, I, I I don't fear it. You know, I never right. have feared hurt i don't fear going fast i that i don't fear anything in life i don't fear anything or any person but now i fear having this happen again and so you know that that might be a wake-up call and again for me <clears throat> riding fast and and pushing myself and challenging myself that's what's fun to me mm-hmm. you know people say people say why but it's fun to me mm-hmm. that, that, that that's been me my whole life and if if i can't Try to be the best that I can be at something. I don't do it. Yeah, I've always kind you of know? thought of you as like an adrenaline junkie, almost. You know, like anything you do is is intense. Well, I wouldn't say I'm an adrenaline junkie because I, you know, I've never gone, I've never gone skydiving. I've okay. never, right. I've never done a back, I've never done a backflip. I've never done a a knack knack. I've never done a can can. I've never, you know. So you can't say I'm a adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. I'm just very, I'm very intense on everything I do. Right. If I do something, I, I give all myself to it. Right, right. And so for me, that's, you know, just somebody that is very present with what he's doing and wants to get everything he can out of that situation because I guess, you know, I've had a lot of things happen in my life that has taught me that, uh, like I say, this could have been the last day, the last time, the last second, the last minute, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Rhino, you know, you're kind of known for being a super hard trainer still. Um, you're very into, um, you know, like we we just saw, I saw you at Glen Helen a week and a half ago and you were telling me about the um, Bikram yoga you've been doing and you're, you know, 
flexibility is better than ever. And how much do you think that helped you in this crash? I mean, man, if, if you were not in the shape and condition you were, this could have come out a lot worse, huh? Well, that that's the only thing that the doctors and nurses and neurosurgeon can say because they say that this isn't this isn't supposed to happen. You know that that you, that wasn't supposed to happen for you to walk again because every hundred percent of the people that come in in what you've had and even when swelling is on the spine like you did <clears throat> for that long, you don't walk again. So for me, it was the training, it was the mindset, it was the nutrition. And, um, you know, I think it was the Bikram yoga towards the end of my, you know, last couple months that has made my neck more flexible, stronger, Is but it took out imbalances in my body. Because, again, you know, our sport gets a little bit lost, and everybody just wants to train to win. But you forget that you better, you better train to crash. Because if there's 100 people out there, only one person is going to win. And I'll guarantee 100 people are going to crash someday. And so it's very important to look at both sides and pay attention to both sides, just like you're looking at Zach Bell. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, he's only he's only focused on going fast. Right. He's not focused on what happens when he crashes because, you know, I'm not, not, not knocking the kid. The kid is amazing and what he came away with. But, you know, he's had three races and he's DNF'd all three of them. You need to look at why. You need to look in the mirror and go, okay, why is this happening? Right. Why is this happening? And I need to maybe be ready for those what-ifs and what coulds and what mights, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and not, not not taking a dig at him because we've all done the same thing. I'm just <clears throat> just trying to make a point because it's all fresh in our minds. Right. Um, yeah, well said. Uh, how's the how's the um, training and the, and the rhino supplements and all that doing for you? Obviously, you got a while now before you're going to get back up and at it, but uh, has that been working out well for you? Is that something now you're going to hang it up, you're going to focus more on that, focus more on the business stuff that you've been doing? Yeah, you know, those things have been going really good. You know, we've had Rhino Power for the last couple of years, and, um, you know, we uh, we were leading the championship with the riders that we sponsor from um, uh, Dean Wilson to Roxon to uh, Millsap, so we're mm-hmm. leading the series in all of them. Uh, those riders have won nine out of 13 races. Um, you know, also have Muskin and Tomac uh, using them also, so... We have a good thing. We're sponsoring. We're going really big into the mountain bike scene now. We're sponsoring the World Mount, uh, Trek Mountain Bike Team. We sponsor um, uh, Aaron Gwynn and Cam Zink and the rest of the guys like that. So we're trying to make a push. And, again, in this time and era in life, anything that you do, it takes time because it's so saturated. You know, there's so many. There's so much competition that nobody's going to just be successful unless you come up with an idea that nobody's ever had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, I can spend more time on that. I have my partner, uh, Ryan McCarthy, is amazing. I wouldn't be where we were with our supplements if it wasn't for him. Um, we have the the website, Rhino Power Gym, and my whole idea behind that is that I understand how how expensive motocross is, and it's hard to afford a trainer or travel or go places like that. So I wanted it to be where as a push of a button that people could trust the information that they're getting uh, from somebody that's had the experience from it. And so now I could train people around the world kind of through a website and, and make it very professional. And, again, they could trust the information that they were getting from it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's time to, you know, maybe focus more on these things, uh, the training part, uh, training writers one-on-one and, and classes and stuff like that. Uh, I have ideas, but they're ideas right now. They're, they're not uh, 
they're not for sure. Right. And so I have to let things kind of unfold and see what life wants right now. Did I hear you were working with J-Law? Did I, was that buzz? Did, <laughs> was that true? I don't know. Um, no, I, I, okay. I, I talked to J-Law the first time he was out there. Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And, okay. Uh, but, no, I'm not, and I right. probably don't even have well, yeah, I knew you, you tried that once. It didn't work. Yeah, I don't have, really have the, the time or the interest to, um, you know, to go down that road. Uh, hey, if question for you. Um, your supplements, uh, what, Rhino Power, what, uh, what would you recommend for, you know, an average weekend warrior guy? Like, what, what could they most benefit from uh, that you have? And, uh, and talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, that people ask me all the time, what should I take? Well, okay, you got to ask what your, what your sport's asking from you. Well, motocross is asking you to be strong. It's asking you to be intense. It's asking you to be focused. It's asking you to uh, have endurance. It's asking you to um, uh, to not get uh, cramped up. You know, all these different things. So we have protein, two different flavors for your recovery, for muscle growth, for stamina, um, stuff like that. We have uh, carbo fuel for sustained energy, which is straight mm-hmm. glucose. And Sharp Mind, we have endurance caps for oxygen uptake and lactic acid burn. We have uh, electrolytes for heat fatigue and muscle cramping, keeps the core cool. And we have um, um, motivation caps for uh, mental clarity, focus, energy, and also a recovery cap, which is straight amino acid for your recovery, um, strength, stamina, and things like that. So everything I mentioned is what motocross is asking of you. Right. So it's kind of hard to say uh. which which one would work the best because Motocross is that. Motocross is so is so gnarly. Mm-hmm. Is asking so much of you. There's no sport like it on earth. That it, it's kind of hard to say. So you have to kind of go off of where you're struggling, and what your pocketbook can can afford. And that's why we separated everything so you can manipulate it for your body and for the what the situation is asking for. And it's not all just stuck in one can. And I need more of this or I need more of that. But I can't because it's all stuck in. Mm-hmm. One can. Right, right. We try to manipulate it <clears throat> so then you guys could, uh, we try to sep- separate it, sorry, so you guys can manipulate it for what the body and the situation is asking for. Right. Uh, question for you. You were on a Yamaha for a while, uh, running, uh, got some help from Yamaha, doing some races for that. I see you are now on a Suzuki, but I want to ask the million-dollar question of you uh, that I've asked a lot of <laughs> racers, and it's a lot of talk, and I think you know where I'm going. What What's the YZ450 like? I mean, the, the YZ450, it's a good bike. I mean, Yamaha puts a, a bike that's very good. You know, I never had a problem with it, a DNF or a, a mechanical problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very, very fast. Just, you know, it's a new bike. It's a new design. It's a new idea. And it takes time to kind of, to I think, get out these, these wrinkles and these, these problems. And unfortunately, our sport isn't allowing Yamaha to have deep pockets pocketbooks to right. make changes a year. So I think it just, you know, it just needs some some, uh, some changes. It just seems like you're always kind of chasing the front end to the rear end to the front end to the rear end. And, um, you know, but there's other been there's been bikes like that in the, in the past that have been like that, and it's just taken some years to mm-hmm. to work out the kinks. Right. So you know, I'm, not, I'm not here to, to dog on anything or anybody. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm curious of your opinion, for sure. Uh, You know, I've asked a lot of guys that, and uh, it does seem all of you guys, all you fast guys say that it's a little weird. It's a little different. That's all. Nothing bad or wrong, but it's, you know, something maybe like an early ATM. For me, when you can ride at 90%, it's all good, but once you get to 100%, then it's imperfections come out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when the track is smooth and slippery, kind of what you saw Brayton do last weekend, you know, the, the bike works really good, but when it's a little bit rough and sticky is when the imperfections come out. Oh, and that, that was my... That was my experience behind it. Right. I'm going to ask you for your best David Pingree story here right away. But for now, David Pingree, what's your best Ryan Hughes story? One that you can tell over the air. Yeah. Of course. All these stories with the 90s motocrossers, Ping, we have to <laughs> clarify it. You have to be able to tell it over the air. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, you, I know Pingree's first. Holy cow, I don't even know if I have a uh, uh, story. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, uh, what, uh, what do you got for hey, Rhino, Ping? I, I want to see if you remember this, Rhino. Redbud, okay. 1994. Okay. Um, uh, Randy Lawrence was working for me. We were, we drove back in a box van, and uh, we were, <laughs> you know, that was back when the race was Sunday. Saturday we had all day to do nothing, and we either played basketball or went to the mall or got in trouble. Golf, yeah. A lot yeah. of rental car drama, and we went to yeah. this, uh, whatever the town is, just uh, west of Redbud. Uh, um, South Bend, I mean. Not South Bend. No, we didn't stay in South Bend back then. We stayed kind of up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah. up in Michigan. Anyhow, we we were all in a rental car with Rhino driving. Rhino's driving? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it was me, Button, and Randy Lawrence, and Rhino driving. And we find this. Yeah. Uh, like an I, already, old... I already told the story already if I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. So there was this big, like, old, uh, you know, not a Walmart, but, you know, some big store that was abandoned. And yeah. there was a... It kind of had a back parking lot that was elevated, so there's a ramp up to it. And so, of course, Rhino's got to jump it. And I'm like, get me out of this car. Nope. I said, let me out. I'm going to stand up here and watch. And it was the funniest thing. So I get out. I think Randy got out with me. And Rhino and Button come flying at this ramp, I don't know, 60 miles an hour, 70. And I just hear, one, And it's like silence. <laughs> it's like when... In the movies, when yeah, the, yeah. So they cut like the sound out in the and, and the car something. is in slow motion flying through the air. And that's what happened. Blew the oil pan out of the thing. It was leaking oil. Uh, do, you, do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, that was a long I, time I, ago. I, I do remember that because uh, my credit card was built for that. So. Yeah, that was funny. That was my introduction. That was my introduction to, like, yeah. you know, rental car shenanigans. Uh, buttons in yeah. the chat room, and he says it was a Woolworth. A what? A Woolworth? A Woolworth? A Woolworth. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember exactly like a cement thing, and I think, but the thing is, I think Brooksy did it like the year before, and that's how we found out that it was there. <laughs> the year by and year so, thing, yeah. So we had to, so we had to go test it out, you know. We had, and that's the thing is that we had practice on Friday, and we had Saturday to do nothing. Yeah. So it just led to a bunch of uh, shenanigans, like <laughs> says, and uh, you know, I guess, I guess back then we didn't have the internet, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have all that, so we weren't spied upon all the time. So we got away with a lot more uh, fun, fun things. Yeah. But Button says J Bone was there, as was Chicken and Denny. So it sounded like a quite, quite a group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And then, uh, of course, yeah. As a mechanic, I was still I was mechanicing then, and we would work on the bikes all day Saturday because you guys would wreck them on Friday. <laughs> while you jackasses yeah. grabbed yeah. golf clubs and rental cars, and we went, oh man, and yeah. we just we had to yeah. tech, tech the bikes all day. Um, yeah, but that was that was such a cool time because you know we are all competitors, and it was such. I mean, there were so many of us, but we'd all gang up on Saturday, you know, myself and Pangry and Button and, and <clears throat> you know, uh, Emig, McGrath, and Phil. You know, everybody, and we'd go play basketball. We'd go golf together. We'd do all this stuff together. It was such a cool time, and I, that was the best time motocross ever had, was mm-hmm. that time to be a racer because of how competitive we were, but how, how much friends we were and 
and yeah. how much we experienced. So it was really cool. Stupid Carmichael ruining everything. <laughs> he did. He changed uh, it. You know, Training. <laughs> I don't know if Carmichael. We all trained. Yeah, and, yeah. And everybody still trains now. But it's just, it's just. I think you know the sponsors, the media. And I think it's the social media has kind of almost made it made it boring because you you have to be a competitor. You can't be friends with people. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that's just strange to me because when I put my helmet on, I'm a different person. Yeah. And I could I could give a shit who you are, but when I take it off, I could I really care who you are. You know? Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, that's that's a good point. And also, too, the uh, you guys all seem to like, yeah, you get along well, and but you can separate a little bit more than what nowadays. The guys like you don't see them go in other trucks. No, no you, you never see a guy in another. You'd truck. never see on if they all had a day off. You'd never see all these any of these guys get together no. and go do something together. No. Oh uh, yeah, we used to we used to you know we'd battle on the weekend and then the next weekend we'd call each other. And myself and Emig and Pingree and Phil Lawrence and McGrath and all these guys would all get in one car and go to the river and have a blast all weekend. And then the next weekend we'd be, you know, ramming each other in the first turn. Or you'd be ramming everybody, and, Rhino. <laughs> well, possibly, yeah. But, uh, well, I, I got my, I've got my share, too. Right. But, uh, I remember you know. <laughs> my fa- my, one of my favorite Rhino stories is Washougal 96. I'm working for the PJ1 team and Buttons on it with Paggio as a mechanic. And... Something happened between you and Button in the woods or whatever, and you came over and you wanted to fight. And Jimmy's going, "Dude, we just played poker on Wednesday. I'm not <laughs> fighting you." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I wanted to fight. I think it's a little bit uh, Button coming over to me being a little bit pissed off. Maybe, too. yeah. I don't, I don't we know. both we both thought it was both our faults because we hit each other. Right, right. And but hey, you know what? If you don't have that passion when you're racing, there's mm-hmm. something wrong. With you. There's something wrong with you. Not that saying that fighting the deal and this and that. But if, if you have a confrontation, and that's who I am, if I have a problem with somebody or if I hear something, I'm going to call the person out, and I, and I wish and I want someone to do the same with me. Mm-hmm. Don't, be, don't be a puss and, and let it fall behind. If, if you have something that is bothering you, well, go, go figure it out. Go mm-hmm. accomplish it. Go sort it out. So then, then I don't have to look over my back. I don't have to not call you my friend. You know, I want to squash all problems. Uh, Ping, is this where you want to ask Rhino about setting up those 94 Cowie 125s <laughs> with with nothing but top end? No, I tell him all the time. In 95, 95? you know, my first year with Pro Circuit, me and Mitch laugh yeah. about this all the time, is you did all the testing and development on those bikes, and they were just kind of built around you. So you had to ride yeah. the thing wide open, just full throttle, and smoke the clutch. They wouldn't go any other way. <laughs> you remember that? Pashawn was always throwing a fit that he wanted more bottom. and, and Yeah. Me and Mitch laugh about that all the time. Yeah, well, I just, you know, for me, I, I, that was a little bit of my problem is I didn't understand. You know, people say, dude, you got to slow down. What the hell you mean slow down? <laughs> I want to go so fast. I, don't, I, can't, I can't go fast enough. Right. And so that was the thing is that I was never afraid. I was never afraid to go fast. It was never fast enough to me, and that's what caused probably a lot of my problems. And thinking, you know, going back to, you know, that time is, you know, my story with King, I don't really have, too much of a story because Ping was pretty clean cut and, and mind his mind his business and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, I always you know always watched like my first you know I watched my first national win and that was at uh, Unadilla in '94 <clears throat> and I got a pretty good start and, and oh. Ping was behind me. I think you were on a Suzuki. That's right. And at the last minute, I kind of cut over and I, you were behind me and I didn't know that you were there. But <clears throat> I cut over to kind of you know block a line so no one would come to the inside. 
and I took your front wheel out, and you just lay face planted it so hard. I was like, oh, my God. And I had no idea until I watched the race, and, and still to this day, I go, oh. It's on, it's on terra firma that. or something, isn't it? Uh, excuse me? It's on terra firma, I think. It's in the crash clips. Yeah. He cleans yeah. me out. Yeah. I just auger in with my face, and then I go to stand up, and there's somebody behind me who can't see through the dust, and as I'm standing up, yeah. the guy's handlebar hits me in the head, and I go down again. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. you know if Rhino yeah. sees it and goes, ooh, you know it was a good oh, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. uh, phone call for you from here from Brett. Uh, Brett, what's going on? Thanks for uh, listening. What's your question for Ryan Hughes? Oh, good to be on. Uh, good to hear you guys. Hope Hope recovery good there, Ryan. Um, just goes back to how you're saying you're a competitor with your helmet on and your friends with your helmets off. Uh, 2011 Mammoth, I was standing there. You and McGrath are sitting on a bench, and uh, all I hear is, like, I want to beat you. <laughs> and he's like, well, you're trying to kill me out there. He goes, no, I just want to beat you. I haven't beaten you yet. And and uh, Rhino kicked the shit out of him. It was uh, <laughs> two days of it. It was hilarious, and I just started chuckling. <laughs> What was well, your conversation I, about that, or between you two? Just you know, was it all fun and games, and out on the track? You're just out there to beat them. Obviously, you did. Um, well, yeah, I, I think the thing is that yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, myself and Jeremy have always been friends, and I've been friends longer with Jeremy than anybody else in my life. And uh, so I remember you know having a conversation with him, and I told him, I said, "Dude, I'll never hit you. I'll never take you out." but I want to beat you. You know, I don't race. I don't race to lose. I mean, that's, that's stupid, you know? And, and <clears throat> so even if I'm a vet and people give me crap about being a vet and racing hard, well, it's still racing. I, I still have those juices that I did when I was a kid and I don't know where they come from. I, I don't try to be somebody I'm not. That's just me, man. If, if you watch me, you know, uh, work out in the gym or you watch me, in the bedroom, <laughs> whatever you watch me do, I'm doing it with, with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind, and with all my energy, and with everything. I, I want to get everything out of everything that I do because, again, in my life, things have been ripped away from me, and so I know how fast life can life can leave you, and I'm not going to leave anything on the table. It's not going to happen. Exactly. No, that's what I've always liked about you. You go out there and uh, never leave anything on the table. Put the helmet on, and you go out there and kick some ass, and matter if it's you're pushing your bike when it's broken over the finish line or, uh, you know, just out there having fun. It's rad to watch you ride, and it was a good yeah, time. And, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying that everything I've done is right, you know, because I've done many, 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 many things that are wrong. But if we, don't do, if we don't do wrong, then how do we progress? How do we evolve? How do we change as a person? And that's the same right. thing as is right now, you know, is that this is making me going to make me change as a person stronger. more than anything that's ever happened in my life. Right on. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, guys. Thank Have you. a good one. Thanks, Thanks. man. Uh, well, Ryan Hughes, thank you uh, for coming on the Pulpomex show. Uh, really appreciate yeah. you taking the time to do this. Um, if someone's interested in Rhino uh, Global, rhinoglobal.com? Is that? Um, yes, I have, you know, I have many websites. Uh, okay. First off, I want to thank the, you know, the, the guy who got me you know, on this uh, A10 Solutions. He carries our supplements and also Brat bars, too. So he has the best, you know, to me, the best bars in the industry and the best supplements in the industry. And people can get those on his website, A10 Solutions, uh, free shipping and everything. So he's the one that kind of hooked this thing up for me. Yeah, he did. Thanks. Thanks. Enter, enter the so code my... Mathis to uh, get free shipping, by the way. Enter the code M-A-T-T-H-E-S. 
free shipping on Rhino supplements and Brat Bars from A10Solutions.com. Yeah, so my websites are, you know, uh, Rhino Institute is my training website, my uh, my gym website where everybody can learn, you know, all the right uh, technique and training and nutrition and yoga and all this stuff is Rhino Power Gym, and also my supplements are Rhino Power. So okay, uh, I'm trying to trying to give back to this sport as much as I possibly can in every in every category because this sport has been me and it's going to continue to be me even if I can't. Uh, if I can't do it, so right. you know. Hey, hey, Rhino, just just to kind of clarify, because you didn't really say. I mean, what are the docs saying at this point? Hundred percent recovery, no deficits, no nothing, just just some rehab. Um, yeah, the, the doctor said, yeah, hundred percent recovery, no problem. I have feeling everywhere. You know, my boy, my boy, is still happy. Um, <laughs> and and uh, but it's going to take. It's going to be a long road. Three yeah. months in a brace. I can't drive for three months. I can't lift anything over a milk carton for three months. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a long road. I'm Again, I'm very, 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 very lucky to be in this situation. And another thing is I, I can't believe of how many fans and how, and how many well-wishers and, and the love that I have received from so many people out there, and and nobody yet has called me a douchebag. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, well <laughs> so if you're wrong... I just want to thank everybody out there, man. You guys do not know how much that really means when you are thinking that half your life is over, and these people are just sending these tweets and these and these messages and and stuff like that. I just want to thank you guys so 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 much. Yeah, well, uh, if you want to get called a douchebag, don't worry. Come on the show in the chat room. They probably will. <laughs> yeah. They will call you that at some point. Pingree's feeling the wrath lately. Yeah. So, uh, no, hey, oh, yeah. th- thank you again, and good luck with everything. And we got to get together and do one of those Racer X podcasts where we cover your career front to back. Um, oh, I'd love to. Definitely love, love to, to do that with love you. To. So, um, thanks very yeah. much. Heal up, Rhino. Hey, All right. You guys, man. Thanks, Ping. You guys take care, and uh, we'll see you guys here in the near future. Thank you very much. Right on. Thanks, Rhino. That is the great Ryan Hughes there. Uh, get well soon. Uh, sounds like a nasty crash. Hanging it up. Can you imagine, dude, laying there right, and just nothing will move? Right. Like, I, yeah. I, that is uh, – oh. Good to know he gives it 100% in the bedroom, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Rhino. Yeah. The Frank. Frank uh, I can vouch for that uh, a little bit from what I've seen. Uh, Back in the 90s, uh, I, there was the, crazy things happening. Uh, were you at Troy – for the infamous Troy, Ohio debacle. <laughs> Which one? Uh, there was uh, a... Yamaha Troy? No, uh, that was a stripper show. Uh, I think Rhino was there. I was there, too. Um, yeah, I mean, which one, dude? No, there was a hotel Whatever, Troy was a disaster. And a girl. Yeah. You were there? Well, which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was legendary by now. I was not there. Popcorn? But... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was not there, but Kenny I was. Kenny was there. I know, yeah. I heard all about uh, it. I wish we could tell that story over the air, but not appropriate. It's just a classic story. JT, welcome back. Hello. Hi, JT. Hi, everybody. Uh, how's how, okay? Before we get to the tweeted tits segment, how is Eli Tomac going to do this weekend? I got to know. Uh, top five. I'm going to say fourth, fourth or fifth. Whoa, JT. What fourth. Do you wow. Okay. Um. All right, tweet at tits, btlsports.com. Do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btlsports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. 
Um, I was rushing the end of the show, but we got too much time. A lot of stuff to get to. Yep. Tits gets mad, though, because he has to go home too late. Just makes for a long show, man. Maybe people love the show. I'm sure they do. You know? Lame. Lame. Why, why don't you keep... You never play the drop where he tells people to go hang himself. A little too real or what? I think that was great. Oh, um, I always get a kick out of that. I certainly can. Go hang yourself. Hang yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the guts to say that to anybody, but I love it. Uh, he's dropped it a few... <laughs> <laughs> That's another good one, too. I looked for that one for mm-hmm. my control. Couldn't mm-hmm. find it, though. Okay. I may have to get it from you. Sure. The crazy hysterical laugh. <laughs> um, anyways, let's do this. These are questions submitted by the fans to our own David Pingree and myself and perhaps JT. And mm-hmm. Pitts Tits pulls the best ones. What I think are good ones. People are angry with you lately. <laughs> Very you angry. You can't win with everyone. That's I feel like I you have a God complex with these questions. I know <laughs> so, I don't know if you believe in God. I don't have a lot of control on this show, even though people think I do. So this is my little area. Anyway. All right. All right. Going along with what your question was about Tomac, Paul McCready wants to know if you guys think Tomac will win a 450 main this, you know, next, no. next few rounds. I don't. Before going back to 250 is what he says. What if he did? It's, it's totally within the realm of possibility. But I don't think he's going to. I think RV and Millsaps are too dialed in right now. I can't say that he can jump up. I on, can't you believe know. you just said RV and Millsaps. Doesn't are that too sound weird? Yes, I, but it it's does. Just the truth, yes, it right? does. Yeah, it does. Hey, Sniffles. Yes. What's the problem? He's just sniffling into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, you and your <laughs> motherfucking <laughs> slapping lips. This chair is still squeaking. JT, Tomac winning? Yeah. Tomac winning? Uh, I'm with Ping. It's possible. I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. All right. Gonzo wants to know. That we'll, we'll aim this one at Jason since he's still an active writer or was. He's an active writer? Was really? an active I, writer. I, fail, I did not see him in results lately. But okay, sorry. I'm more active than you, Manitoba. Yeah, there you go. Um, you got me. And in a lot of ways. Hey, it's a good one. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Did you guys yeah, see? Yeah, how active I was. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> at All some right. point, I just mean at some oh. point. Yeah. Did you guys see uh, Tevin Tapia's crash? Yes. Okay. If he were wearing a neck brace, would he have come out as well as he did? Like, would he have been able to tuck his head well enough? And uh... is this hypothetical? Hypothetical. I, I, don't, I, I don't have a crystal ball. Um, okay. I don't know, man. If, if people want to wear a neck brace, I'm all for it. If they don't, I'm all for it. That's a personal choice. I have no idea. <laughs> You're off for everything. Look at you go. If they do want to wear one, atlasbrace.com. There you go. Uh, yeah, Fly Racing USA has the Valor as well. There you go. All right. Um, Matt Shishitano wants to know. I'm, I'm almost positive that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that, but I have no idea. Perhaps your um, brain is still frozen from your big snowmobile epic ride. Yeah, dude. It's great times. Um, he says that Bob Hanna got started racing super late by today's standards. Do you think with the way everything no. is going, no. that could ever happen again? No. I don't. John Dowd started racing when he was 16. Yeah, he was late. Ping? I mean, is Never it possible? Never um, Can some dude just start racing at yeah, 15 why not? and 16? Yeah. Why not? It's possible. Just Doubt, not Dowdy did it. 
There's freaks that go along like that. That's what she said. <laughs> Not common. Oh, wow. For sure. <laughs> go hang yourself. Who was that? It's my new drop. Who was it? A pre-installed drop. Oh, okay. All right. None of your business. All right. Um, Mitch Cop wants to know. Just by the way, JT, someone in the chat room says you eat at Waffle House and you have the waffles all the time. <laughs> so just FYI. Waffle House is awesome. I'm totally fine with that. Like, waffle fries, Waffle House. A lot of accusations of JT being a waffler. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You mm. Pay attention over that. He doesn't exactly put himself out there. Okay. All right. Mitch Cop wants to know. At what point do the smaller but legit teams stop going with the full rigs and start going with, you know, the box vans or whatever? Got to be cheaper, right? Yeah, I mean, the Jab Motorsports team is doing that with, like, a fun mover, Bill Dill. I don't know what that thing is. Is that, is that a fun mover, JT? What is that thing? Uh, I don't, it's kind of a hybrid. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely cheaper. You get a lot of signage still. Um, I don't think box fans. I don't think box fans are coming back. But <sighs> No, they're just not <sighs> – you know, those, yeah. those fun movers are functional. Yeah. You can do the job you need to and, do out of it for two fun. riders. They're fun. Yeah. The name has fun in it, yeah. so it's so much better. <laughs> Great. Great. Frederick Olson has mm-hmm. a question for you, Steve. Yes. He says, look back three to four years ago, before mm-hmm. you started this show, mm-hmm. did you ever think it would be as wildly popular as it is now? Wildly is a uh, wild term to use. Mm-hmm. Is it wildly popular? I don't know. Poplar. That's a tree. Popular. Okay. <laughs> Throw out the wildly part. Did you expect it? Obviously, you probably hoped it would, but did you ever think it would get this big? Well, I mean, when I had Paul Lindsay on, um, the sky was the limit, you know? <laughs> what are you watching on this TV? Uh, There's like soft yeah. porn playing on this it's, big screen TV. Uh, what is this? It's, uh, I'm putting you in the mood after that rhino talk. <laughs> Good grief. Um, uh, no, Frederick, I didn't. It's show's been great. It's been awesome. Uh, I, I'm a small part of it. Uh, Pingree, Watson, JT. Yours truly. <laughs> You've all been great to the show. Swiss Corps, Greg McCreary. A lot of guys have a big part of this show being so popular all right um, not the producer though no not the producer all right you remember uh spencer wills our friend from nope. over in great britain nope all right he wants to know if you guys would talk about the uh tire warmers that made an appearance this weekend yeah yeah tire warmers are back ping yeah i, I heard Super about Moto. that but what's what was going on honda guys do it and the cowie guys do it they feel like it's not in super motard and in road racing, correct me if I'm wrong, you heat them until the very last second, right? Yeah, you keep right. you you try to keep the tire. It's, I think it's 100 and right. uh, hot anyway. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> until, and literally until right. Well, they're calling you to the line. In the Supercross world, what these teams are saying is that they just need to go through a heat cycle once. They can be cold when you're down on the line. You're okay, but putting the Dunlops through a heat cycle one time. Makes them more pliable? Yes, makes them more pliable in the opening laps of a race. So Honda's doing it. Cowie's doing it. I don't know. That's the new trend, though. JT, do you know anything more about that? I don't know, man. I never had new tires for a race, so it didn't matter. (laughs) Never had new tires? Nah. I usually didn't have a new tire for the main event, so it was irrelevant. I I just – I guess it's possible. Um, Tires are such a – 
more of a almost plastic composite than just pure rubber anymore. I mean, there's so there's such a you know weird uh, combination of materials. I have no idea if if the Dunlop guys are just saying it works, and then you know I'm sure they're not doing it for no reason. They have better things to do. So whatever works, man. Yeah. The only bad thing is as a mechanic, this shit spreads and gets popular, and now everyone's doing it. And they have to do it all the time. Right. <laughs> like the backpacks and the boots. Now, what are they doing to, you know, like keep air pressure accurate? Just checking it every time before they go down? Because if it's warm, pressure's going to go up, right? Yeah, right, right. And then, up, yeah. Then it's going to have less traction. Yeah, they could check it when they are leaving, but it still could be cooling down, so your pressure could keep dropping. Yeah, I, th- I think they make sure it's Nitrogen, cool. maybe? It, well, they probably use nitrogen, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Josh Carlson wants to know, each of your guys is, you all have to answer this, who is more likely to win their respective championship, Dungey or Moosecan? Steve, you go. Dungey. Ping. Yeah, I think Dungey. JT? What was it, the most likely to what? I'm sorry. Win kind their respective out. championship. Uh yeah, syrup? I'll say I'll say Dungey too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, sorry. Awkward silence. Yep. Awkward silence. That's what happens when um, you let him produce? Well, there there were a lot of questions that were for uh, Doc Bodner, and so I had to scroll through them. That wasn't the thing. Do not send. You did not say send questions in for Doc That's Bodner. True. I didn't. You did not I say did that. Not. You know, you didn't say that. So right. Pixie's questions. Paul McCready wants say, to know. Didn't, you already, get a didn't you already say? Yeah. So now Paul gets two questions while other guys sure. get effed? Yeah. All right. Um, X-Brand Goggles, Michael Lieb. Do you know what his plans are? Is he riding the uh, GPs? No, not as, not as right now. I think he would be open to that if someone would want to hire him. Uh, but the GP season is rapidly approaching. Apparently he's on the list. Oh, of he is? people that are pre-entered or on oh. number 80 Suzuki, according I, to him. I did not know this, and I don't know anything about this. And if Michael Lee's listening, maybe he can let us know. Okay. Tyson Stegall wants to know if you think that Dirtworks could or should enlist Wyndham to help design their future tracks. They got to do something. They're bad, right? Well, JT... Uh, you weren't there this weekend. You're in Indianapolis, but the, the tracks have blown chunks this year. I gotta think it's due to all the injuries last year. The guys are doing normally by this point, though they're getting better. They start to add some more technical things. The worst two tracks I've seen are San Diego and Dallas. I mean, dude, this weekend, every single guy in the 80 man night show between the two classes is doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can go on on that one rhythm section on the tabletop, but it wasn't much faster, and it didn't seem to matter. Uh, yeah, get Wyndham, get Jason Thomas, get Ping, get someone in there. Got to do it. Swisscore? <laughs> Brock Bodner? Rhino? All right, last one. Doug Farmer wants to know, why does everyone run skid plates on their bikes in Supercross? They're not running over rocks or any junk like that. Why do they? It, yeah, it, it just helps adds it. weight, right? No, they're carbon or you know very very lightweight. That helps to get them over jumps. What? The skid over plates? jumps? It's when you come up short on something, so yeah. you don't your yeah. frame doesn't stick into the landing. What I'm saying it helps you get over jumps uh. when you when you when you hit the top of them. Um, yeah, they absolutely help. 
That's all, all right. it is, right? All right, that's been the X Brown Goggle tear off segment. That has been the BTOSports.com tweeted tit segment. <laughs> and now it is time for the X Brown Goggle tear off segment. It's the X Brand tear off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Brought to you by X Brand Goggles, XBrand.com, Pulp Show 13, 30% off. Four riders this weekend. Almost 25% of the main event in X Brand Goggles. It's incredible. Main event. Thanks for that statistic. The choice of goggles of Michael Lessie, Gavin Faith winning a heat race. JT, Gavin Faith won a heat race. I saw that. I was not surprised. Albertson, Bobby Canari, PJ Larson, Ben LeMay. I'll stop when you guys want. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep going on. Josh keep, Strang. Keep going. So that was a long time ago. Michael Lieb, Travis Baker, Austin Politelli, Dusty Pipes. Going. Dusty Pipes. Jesse Carlson. You're taking over, dude. We get it. All right. Okay. The future. All right. So these are questions submitted by 1A Corey Moser. Corey Moser. And they are for JT and Ping. Yep. And you have 15 seconds to answer them, although that doesn't seem to matter much these days. Um, and let's go. The, the t- clock is ticking. All right. We'll start with JT. Who had the coolest booth at the Indie Trade Show, excluding WPS Fly? I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere else. Well, all right. 3.6 seconds. All right. Ping. I, I hate that you time it. It's not even relevant. Why are you timing it? Because this is a stupid segment. Okay. Oh, wow. No, this is, this is a point of uh, wonder by many people. There's no relevancy to the time. It's, know, from now on, we should cut people off at the end of 15 seconds. If you can't do it in your 15 seconds, I agree. you're done. Make, ah. it, make, it, make a point to it. Okay, let's do that. Let's yeah. do that. All right. Fuck All you guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ping, how Dad many concussions out. have you had in your career? Go. I've never been knocked out, so I would say zero. All right. Five seconds. Uh, I've been knocked out three to four times. I've never had concussion symptoms. I've never yeah. been dizzy. They hit my head and been dizzy. I've never, like, had blurry vision. I woke up in an ambulance once with my dad telling me lies. That I was leading the expert class, and it was I had the win. And I was beating rollerball, the whole thing. He's lying to you the whole time. The whole thing. Probably because you kept asking over and over, "How'd I do?" I think, what yeah, happened? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever. I just woke up in the ambulance. He's like, "Dude, you had it. You were beating rollerball. It was a great race." And my mom was so mad at him for for doing that. But <laughs> but then he laughed. He laughed about it. Uh, you know, I knocked myself cuckoo a few times. All right. Second question for JT. As a member of the BTO team, try to name just one of the many assets that Shorty is going to bring to the team. Asses? Assets. Oh. Um, more professionalism to the team. 7.8 seconds. You see what happens when we put a limit, JT. Yeah. Yeah, he listens. Yeah, you get quick. All right. Ping, you've worked with Doc Bodner on several occasions. Tell us something about him that we probably don't know. Um, he just had his shoulder rebuilt from crashing a dirt bike this offseason. There you go. Eight seconds. All right. JT, third and final question for you. The Dallas track was universally disliked. How do you fix it without changing the dirt? Uh, rider meetings with track designers preseason. 
8.5. We're really doing something. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Last question for Ping. What would someone that is a good team manager like Mitch Payton tell Jeremy Martin after his DNQ in Dallas? Oh, I didn't see. He didn't even qualify? No. Nope. Um, I'd say get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Two Yamahas in the 40-man uh, qualifiers on the 250 side and none of them in the main event. Yikes. I know, right? Did you mail him some running shoes? <laughs> yeah, you do exactly, right? Hey, 702-586-7857. Question if you, have, uh, if you want to call in. We're not uh, taking too many calls. We're going to wrap this thing up. But uh, if you do have something on your mind, call in and it'll get to uh, and we'll figure this thing out. Um, thank you to our sponsors tonight, by the way. And remember, you can say by listening to the show. Uh, that has been the Expert Gongo Tear-Off segment. By the way, Corey's upset that you wouldn't uh, let me ask you the ones for him or for you. Uh, we don't have time. We got are, are you typing in the chat room? Ping? Yeah, this guy's yeah. an idiot. <laughs> oh, so you're actually responding. You're giving in. They win when you respond. You want to do voicemails? Is that where you're which, going with which this? Guy's, which guy's an idiot? Thing. Oh, he's getting a paragraph. Can you hear him? Can you hear the typing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's very angry. Uh, oh, guess he's not. Flapping his gums. Nine seven two two. Oh, there you go. You just showed him right there. <laughs> Hold on. All those people in the chat room are ninety five percent dildos. <laughs> <laughs> you love that pick. I do love it. Oh, Kenny Watson, not here. Hey, what about <laughs> what about Watson? <laughs> not here. JT, uh, <laughs> JT, yes, a ping. You know the Hart team hired Mark jo- Mark Johnson. Did you know that? Who did? Yes, H and H. Mark Johnson. Mark Johnson. The old Cowie Mark Johnson. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, what do you think about that, JT? Uh, I don't really know. I don't really know Mark Johnson very well. Are they pushing so. Watson out the door? I don't think so. Me neither. Well, I wish you want. I wish you were going to say yes. Um. I think he's just going to work with Mitch more carefully. Or not Mitch, Yosh, Suzuki. Uh, just going to work with the riders more carefully. I, I don't really know. Huh. I, I just think they're going to try to clarify, um, you know, the roles over there. But, I mean, the only, I think the only thing that team is lacking is some results. Everything else is off the charts good, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know Mark Johnson that well or have never worked with him, so I can't really tell you what he's going to add. You know what I mean? I, I don't know them. He he could be a great asset to the team. To the team, I just don't really know. So, Ping right. may have more insight on that than I do. Let's ask these questions before Moser quits quits supplying the show. Very upset. What? That's a that's a possibility. If we don't, uh, he seems really upset on text message right now. <laughs> well, it's, if if that's a possibility, then we have to we have to see it through. Oh, <laughs> and have him quit. Couple yeah. mini questions. And call his bluff. I didn't know that was actually possible. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Let's do this. Gonna... Steven. Yeah. You're not easily impressed with rookies such as Zach Bell and the Nationals last year. So who do you think has had the best rookie debut ride in Supercross or Motocross history? Um, there's so many. The, I mean. Name five. Five best. Are you timing this? No, I forgot. Oh. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, does Ricky Carmichael count? Time. Because he raced one race at Steel City, but he still won Rookie of the Year somehow. Rookie, Ricky's 97 season? I mean, come on, right? Uh, Villapoto's season? James Stewart's season? Um, Trey? 
Trey Kennard's uh, won a Supercross title his first season. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Awesome. Bradshaw. Bradshaw comes to Millville as a 16-year-old and goes uh, 4-4 or 6-4 for fourth overall, which back then was amazing. 125 class? Yeah. Yeah. He asked for T- one, Tomac. by the way. Tomac wins his very first national. That was, that was an impressive day. Yeah. All right. Second question. In the last 10 years, what has been the, the single biggest improvement in moto-related safety? Knee braces. Is that no, that's 10, 10 years? years? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you said 30. <laughs> um, neck braces. 10 years, neck braces. Although I think the jury, I'm not a in equipment or just I'm not safety just in general. Related safety. Why would why wouldn't you say like the whole asterisk program, asterisk okay. program? Okay, yeah, there we go. Tough blocks. Stupid questions. You know how many guys cartwheel because of hay bales? I think mobile medical truck being at the races yeah. wins hands down, not even close. Forget okay. about it. There we go. There yeah, we'll go. see that these these two are X racers. Even, so. even though this question was for Steven, thank you for your input. Sorry, well, he was he was he said <laughs> knee braces. <laughs> he did, he did. <laughs> Trying um, to save the show. Athletic uh, undershorts. <laughs> when they came out with those, when they came out with those jocks, let me tell you. Oh, that's good. Stupid right. questions, Moser. Third question. Describe in one word. Will Hans move on freeze in the main? Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Steven. I had no idea, JT, that you'd be such a fan of that. Uh, <laughs> aggressive, yes. Uh, very aggressive. I have a few. I would like to go on a rant. <laughs> Give us ten words, JT. Amazing. Deserved. Karmatic. Um, That's three. Uh, jealous. Uh Oh god, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Four is all you need. Yeah. There Orgasmic. You <laughs> uh, someone said uh your tits this question sucked big fat donkey balls tonight. The 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 tear off questions? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I will pass that along to the uh, author. Um <laughs> Let's do stump the tits. Let's do it. We got uh we got Brad Gebhart is uh a Twitter fan uh of the show and he sent questions in to try to make Tits out to look like an idiot. Um, and let's do this. Will tits know the motor? Orgasmic. Uh, these are questions that uh, we're going to test tits' motor knowledge. I just, I just pictured JT right now with like the vinegar stroke face. <laughs> Watching freeze get tits. Slow mo. <laughs> like he's like the Zupruder film. Back and to the left. Back. <laughs> To the left. <laughs> we had Freeze on the show two weeks ago. No, I was actually I was actually at a sports bar at the indie show, and I was just fist pumping and like buying rounds for everybody, <laughs> screaming YOLO. YOLO. I really don't care. All right, let's go. Um, let's go. Will Tits know this question, Pingree? Let me see. Uh, what year did Tim Ferry turn pro? Will he know? No, I don't think I know that. Right. I've been around the sport a little bit longer than Tits. Although he hangs out with you, which means he's going to absorb a lot of useless fairy me, knowledge. Yeah, he does that. He does get some by osmosis. Um, what year did Tim Ferry turn pro? Ninety-three. Close. Was it wrong? Tim Ferry turned pro in nineteen ninety-two. 
Oh, man. The end of 91, 92 was his first year. Uh, JT, will Tits know what the very first product No, J- I don't even know the question. <laughs> Come on, man. Tits, what was the first product JT Racing produced for motocross? No. It's, no. A, it's a legendary story. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Let's go with the chest protector. No. Socks. Motocross socks. Hmm. Uh, question number two or three for Tits, David Pingree. Will Tits get who wore number 10 and some bitchin' AXO gear in 1997? 1997. He wrote a Honda. He wrote a Honda. Let's give him oh, that. He wrote man, a Honda. He's throwing it out there. Number 10, AXO gear. Manchester Honda. Tits, do you know? Damon Bradshaw. Yes. Good job. Only because you threw out the Manchester Honda. Jerk. Yep, Sorry. I did I not know it before that. There's only really been one guy, three guys who rode Manchester Honda ever. Damon Bradshaw, Bobby Skaggs, and Jason Fournette. Definitely wouldn't have got either of those guys. You like the Fournette line, JT? I did. Remember his, uh, he went to Damon for advice because he was really struggling? <sighs> what, he, t- he told him to go faster? Yeah, you got you to turn the throttle, kid. Okay, what, yeah. what brand of Toss stump you right now? What yeah. brand of tires was Timmy Ferry using? Yokohama. Yokohama. <laughs> got a free j- trip to Japan because of it. Because he won Loretta's. Yeah, you didn't have to finish a question. I was all excited because I was an intermediate that year. Yeah, and I thought, oh, next year I'm going to win that freaking class. I'm going to go. And then they like stopped doing it. Yeah, because Red Dog took him for two years in a row, I think. Um, (sighs) voicemails? No, no. Uh, Jason wants to ask about the new Arena Cross series. Oh right, Jason. Say it again. Not you. This other caller named Jason. Caller. Yeah, I'm here. All right, Jay. What's up? What's your question? I was just wondering how, like, you guys have talked about and I've read about how, like, the Arena Cross new format's, like, supposed to bring the amateurs through to, up to Supercross. And uh, I was there, like, some kind of rule in there, like, because like, Bowers right now is on three, basically four titles. Is there a rule that says, like, all right, now it's time to go? Like, that, you're too good, time to go? Basically, Feld is saying uh, our series uh, sucks balls. No one wants to race it. We are going to make these hot shots race it, even though they are much better. They don't need to race it. We're going to make you race it. I think it's a ridiculous rule. Um, but they are going to put it in the fall. Ping, you said that. So that's a good thing. But um, wh- wh- what do you think? What's wrong, Tiss? What's, what's what are wrong, you cracking up out of there? <laughs> I was just actually looking at JT's Instagram and the, the photo of the detention slip. <laughs> okay, yeah, just pay attention to the show. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Because, like, I, it's an unspoken rule, kind of. I've raced all my life, and, like, you know, being a sandbagger is kind of, like, pretty much being a punk. And, you know, like, it seems like Bowers, like, you have 16 main event wins. You've won, like, basically, like, what? I don't know the percentage, but probably, like, 80% of the races in the last four years. I can't believe Bowers is – he's inverting. He's You know how they draw for the inverse, inversion? Inversion? Inversion. Inversion of the heat race? Yeah. Bowers has – drawn the close peg that has made him get the last gate pick in the second row and won in an arena yeah course. i mean that's just ridiculous that right. shows you right there like pretty much it's, it's a b rider riding against the c riders he's got a point if they're going to make this the road to supercross and all these young guys have to come through well then where's bowers is on a road to nowhere like he's not going to supercross <laughs> yeah. he's making good money so whatever i mean i, mean, I, I don't think it should be looked at as the road to Supergrass. I mean, they're they're just trying to breathe some new life into that series. Put it in but... the fall. Increase the purse. 
you're going to get a lot more top guys riding that series. JT, yeah, we just argued about this last week. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you, I, I, I understood what you were saying about it. It definitely needs to to happen to make the series better. I just don't know that it's going to help the attendance problem. That's all. Right, right. Well, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I think this road to Supercross is ridiculous. But whatever. Well, I do yeah. too. But and then one last thing, Steve. Uh, last week I was listening to the podcast with like you, Weege, and somebody else. The preview one. That'd be Jason. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. You're good. <laughs> and I, Jason Thomas. I'm pretty sure that like none of you guys, because I'm from Oregon, and I'm pretty sure that all three of you guys picked either Martin or Bell to do better than Jay Hill. Then Justin Hill? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I picked Kyle Peters as my surprise rider. How about that? Suck on yeah, that. Yeah, you did good there, but I'm just saying watch out for that kid. You know, his bro has skills, and well, he still has skills. Jason, it's a long series, but I will say that, yeah, Justin Hill, that's his first race in forever because he's been hurt. So yeah, that's, I know. That's a good I've thing. watched him ride since 60s, and he's a, I mean, right. he's a hard worker. So right. well, he, he, doesn't have a, he doesn't have a ride on Mitch's team for no reason. So Yeah. That's all, right. all that really. All right, guys. Well, great show. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Oh, JT, your appearance really made an impact with him on that podcast. He, he was he was blown away. Yeah, he was. All right, I've been get, on his mind all week. Yeah, let's get to the voicemails. These are the best of the best. 702-586-7857. Call in, leave a message. We get about 30 a week. You know, Justin Hill was fast on a 60, so, I mean, that's going to, yeah. of course, translate into being no, amazing. Absolutely. And he's a hard can't, worker. He was a can't miss. Can't yeah. miss. Um, you can call in anytime and leave a message. And we'll play the best ones on the air. Some people think this segment sucks. I don't agree. Oh, all right. That's the point where you just hit. Yeah, I'm down. sorry, Steve, that I called in to your show while I was hammered. <laughs> you said I was hammered. Uh, you know, I'm always a longtime listener. I don't always get to call in or talk because I usually come home from work. Well, the show is half over. My name's Brian. Uh, you know, he said I was hammered, so <laughs> going back to, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm sorry for calling in hammered. <laughs> I just lost my good best friend, best racing buddy, and I'm home from work because of that. I'm the guy that told you you should get back on your bike, get back to racing, get back to riding. Get off your fat ass and do something. <laughs> That's the first Let's part go, thing you man. said. Go get him, Steve. Uh, well, <laughs> go get him. Well, Brian, how about Brian calling in drunk to apologize for calling in drunk? <laughs> I think he was high that time. I mean, I do feel bad that he lost his friend. That sucks. That I mean, he's home from work from that. But then he calls me a fat ass. So now I'm like, okay. And then he, but then he encourages me. Go get him, Steve. <laughs> I do. I like the, I like the, uh, the words of encouragement to leave like the call. Passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether to feel bad or. Go get him, fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in the meantime. Good talk, fat ass. See out there. But in the Jeez. meantime, I mean, he lost a friend. He lost his yeah, little buddy. I know. You know? His so, friend died? That's what yeah. he said, right? Yeah. Well, oh, unless, man, unless, that sucks. unless he literally can't find his friend. Because <laughs> he just he disappeared. He said he lost him. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's take it as a little bit serious, and I feel a little bit bad now. But Well, no. that I felt I, We made fun of him. Call, he called in last week. He had troubles on the air. Ping called him a drunk. Uh, he admitted it, then he just hung up. He, he was, he's calling back, and, I, and I, 
I would have not played the voicemail because I felt bad for losing his friend. But then, you know, the fat ass and go get him. <laughs> I was like, but maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm really confused about that. <laughs> Brian, we're sorry to, to do that to you. Uh, I do like your voicemail. Brian, we're really sorry. And don't be a dick. And thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what, yeah. You need to cover your bases there. Great yeah. call, but you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go. Hey guys, Ed calling here. Uh, big fan of the show. Don't get to listen live very often, so I lie on the archives. Uh, first thing this morning, I woke up. I didn't see the lineup. Hopped on the app, see what was going on. Saw what was in store. Uh, wasn't too pleased. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Uh, considered not listening to it, but being the fan that I am, gave it a listen. And you guys hit it out of the park. One of the better shows I've heard in a while. Uh, Brittany was, it was a good addition to just have her back on again. And I uh, want to know if you guys thought about trying to get Dungey's girl on there. Uh, since he won't come on the show, and uh, maybe you could try to backdoor him and get her. Whoa, sure whoa, whoa. But curious to know if he tried. All right, guys, keep up the good work. You think we can backdoor Dungey? What do you say? Uh, Steve? Steve? I'll give it a shot. Give it a try. has been trying for years. <laughs> Never worked. Uh uh, those guests were all Britney's guests. Who uh, who is his girlfriend? A girl named Lindsay. And I mean, she's from his hometown. Oh, okay. In Minnesota. Yeah, oh. she worked at some guy cafe that in his hometown. No way. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> some guy said Swiss Core is an idiot. S W I S S Swiss Core. <laughs> <laughs> is that like Swiss Core or just? Is it like a chocolate? The chocolate, the Swiss core. Yeah. Mm, I like this some Swiss core. All right, let's go. Very have neutral. Hey, Matt is here. It's Matt. Um, so I have a quick question here. Um, do you think that the riders are trying a little too hard and uh, trying to find a perfect setting in the bike um, as far as for Reed, Villapoto, uh, Dungey, and that sort of thing? Um, it doesn't seem like uh, this year the advantage is, trying to find the edge over your opponent. Uh, with Davey Millsaps here, he's kind of just running away with the whole thing, and he's not even getting factory help. Um, do you think the riders need to stop focusing so much on, you know, trying to fix a fork or trying to uh, get the right setting, and they just need to kind of ride the bike? Um, Millsaps doesn't really have the best advantage as far as uh, equipment goes, and he's kind of slowly whistling away here with the points. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think the riders need to do? I think that... If Reed stopped trying to win so much, he could be in a consistency points battle with Millsaps. Um, just let me know. Bye. What do you think? What do you guys think? Is everyone so worried about their bike setup? And meanwhile, but then again, Davy Millsaps is bolted on a set of air forks, and that hasn't changed his performance one bit. So, is there come a point, you two racers? I mean, I do have the titles and I do have the photo, um, but uh, is it come a point, you two racers, where you just need to shut up and ride it? Go, JT. Uh, I'm sure they're trying to shut up and ride it. I really think they are, but, uh, I don't know. I don't, I think he, maybe the trying too hard sometimes happens when you start like getting frustrated and then you, you know, kind of snowballs into got to make it happen now kind of thing. Uh, I was more intrigued by the whistling away with the series. <laughs> whistling away. That was, I never really got past that. So that's really all I got. I mean, I think these guys have to continue to, to develop their motorcycle. You can't just say, well, you're not happy with it, but dang it. Just shut up and ride it. We're well, going to stop trying to make it better for you. I as mean, a former mechanic, I can attest that those conversations happen behind the, at the back of the shop. 
Well, I'm sure they do, but yeah. that's not that's not what a good team does. Oh, you so think you're Mitch, saying I'm not on a good team? Well, I'm just saying. Do you Chad think Reed Mitch ever goes, well, guys, you, you know. You I got that number one plate by by accident on the wall there? Oh, brother. <laughs> brother. You think I won summer cross with attitude? I, I, like am, that? I am surprised, though, that um, all these guys went with this air fork that hasn't been really dialed. Like, why wouldn't you just stick with your old fork? Is it that you had super set up from last year? You loved it. Let everybody else work all, blow all the cobwebs out, and figure out this air fork thing, and then maybe next year try it. Like, why would I'm you? I'm not. I'm not that sure that they that was their call, though. You think who who makes that call? What? Like higher ups. Showa or people at the manufacturers? Yeah, maybe manufacturer like marketing. You know what I mean? I think that's what they're selling. That's what you're running. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, it's a worse I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying no, I know that for a fact. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Yeah. But but you realize how idiotic it is for them to think that you know. And I guess maybe the consumers think, don't know any better. But it's a works fork, even if it's an I air think, fork. I think JT. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's KYB to Showa. Yeah, it's totally uh, not. I not think, apples to apples. I think but. JT's onto something. In the fact that I believe that there isn't a spring fork on Chad Reed's bike because he's simply not allowed to run it. I believe that. If you gave him a choice, he'd go back. At least, at, at least he'd go back in practice sessions or whatever. You know what I mean? And he hasn't, that I know of. He's and he's hinted around it. He's dropped about it. He's talked about it. He's danced around it. Well, why don't you just ask him straight up? You should just ask him this weekend. Hey, why, have you tried to spring fork again? Yeah, I should. The one you were right. freaking Depends on it his, last year with. Depends if he has his hood up or not. Oh yeah, is that a sign? Oh yeah, hood up, no good. <laughs> um. JT can ask him when he has the BTOSports.com VIP tour, and he takes him over there. I can try. Hey, I don't Steve, think that's really going to uh, happen. But. Love the show. This is, I tweet at you from time to time, Jayhawks323 on Twitter. I just wanted to touch on the cunningham Davalos debate. If you drop the gate with them one-on-one and nobody else on the gate, I don't think Cunningham even has a chance. You know, it's not like Martin just, just wads his brains out while he's, you know, running out in first or by himself. You know, it's always in the first turn pile up with, you know, 18, 19, you know, 20 guys. Oh, uh, that's just my, uh, you know, two two cents on that. But uh, love the show. Love the podcast. Uh, love the after-race review, really. That's uh, that's the best. But uh, keep up the good work. Thought, uh, thought the show was going to take a hit without Kenny. But, you know, to be honest, it really just as good. Um, I'll talk to you later. Keep Lame. up your work. Hey, I just want to make a couple of comments. Um, I was waiting for you guys to touch on this last week, but at A3, um, KTM, for their big, huge banner ad, was claiming that they had three Supercross wins at A3. They had Dungey in the 450, Roxon for the 250, and then they were claiming the 50 Supercross Challenge. I realize that they don't have a lot of Supercross wins, but do they really need to claim that? That seems a little embarrassing, but anyway. And uh, last show, Ping said that the last half hour, 20 minutes or so, is the saddest part. That is my favorite. You're done with your segments. You're done with your guests. It's just you, whoever you have in the studio. Pookie comes up, hits us there. Bullshitting. It's super fun. I like it. I feel like 
just a creepy guy in the corner listening to you, but I wouldn't have any other way. Anyway, see ya. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, no, I, I said I was sad that it ends. Like, you know, I'm always yeah. sad the show's over. I, I would always be like, let's just keep talking. Right. But I think you get afraid people are like, gosh, this is dragging on. Well, I get. He, oh, he has, tits has got to go. Yeah, Family man over here. It's my fault. Um, we ought to just let it run. Creep, so beat it, tits. Cre- yeah. Creepy guy in the corner. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm okay with KTM claiming three Supercross wins. That's funny. I thought. I think it's funny too. I mean, right. was it tongue in cheek though? Why? Well, I'm sure they're not like really bragging, claiming that. I don't think they're paying win. the kid a bonus or anything. No. Like, um, X brand goggle rider won it too. By the way, hey, this week in Atlanta, Evan Ferry. Oh, yeah? Racing the KJSC. Is he really? Yeah. Better win. Better do you think, carry on do you his think, dad's uh, tradition of winning Supercrosses. Do you think many parents get mad that, like, Feld is handpicking Deegan's kid and Ferry's kid? I don't know. If they are, Did Deegan's em. kid win? No, no, I got fourth. Fourth. Okay. I mean, honestly, fuck him. It's them Ferry's kid. Like, I don't, you know, I see no, <laughs> I see no problems with this. JT? No, I mean it's they're part of the Supercross family. It's just whatever. I mean it's kind of be to be expected, right? The the amount, the pressure on Evan is huge this week. No, definitely not. <laughs> because when you think Supercross and the oh, the illustrious the, the king of Supercross has a Supercross title, it's Tim Ferry. That's what I think of. Whenever you say king of Supercross, that's who I think of as Tim Ferry. Yeah, yeah everybody does. Thank you. Know. you. <laughs> Tits, you don't think of anyone because you barely know anybody in the sport. Tits, you don't even know what kind of exhaust you have on your bike. Sure, I do. What's the over on how 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 many over under and how many times people are going to use the phrase "hot Lana" this weekend? I hate that. I'll never use it. I, I will not. I want to punch people see, to say "hot Lana." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? One I hate, like a boss. That's so stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. I mean, again. I've been known to overuse some phrases here and there. Yeah. <laughs> if you do something really weird, it's like a Voss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you're a complete nut job, it's like a Voss. Um, yep. I just think like a boss. It's funny back when they did the Saturday Night Live skit like three years ago. I just, I mean, I just, yeah. I don't get it. Like, okay, so you're a boss? Because Jimmy Perry was my boss and he didn't do anything cool. <laughs> you know? You, just sure don't, you actually just don't get it. Like, I'm, I don't think we have any, do you have any bosses that was like, oh, that guy's so rad. Like, or does it just mean you have the authority to do it, I guess? You, you just do? don't care. Of course, I don't know any bosses that do stuff and don't care. So yeah. Well, you don't get to be a boss by not caring. This yeah. isn't nom, tits. It's true. There are rules. There are rules. Yeah, I don't get that phrase. But then again, I'm almost 40. <laughs> and I'm old. And, uh, yeah. So. Wear a lot of khaki. I, wear, I don't wear khaki so much, but cargo. Mathis and Pingree, uh, long-time listener, love the golf show. I just wanted to call and give you guys a shout-out for last week's show with the chicks. Uh, Brittany Chisholm, she did a really good job, I thought. She had me laughing out loud over and over. Um, it was an interesting show. You probably got a lot of haters. That, uh... So I'm guessing this guy isn't the one that wrote the email saying Brittany should shut her pie hole. <laughs> probably not him. Probably not him. He, he could be a waffler like JT, you never know. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. Zing. Z- tits zings JT. <laughs> ah, who, who laughs now, JT? Who's laughing now? What, what happened? Did he say yeah. <laughs> I really don't care. Uh, I thought it was really stupid, but I'm a hardcore moto guy. I've been around a long time, and it was cool to have them on here and uh, hear what they had to say. 
So props to you for uh, doing that, and keep up all the good work. Thanks a lot. See ya. Uh, you know, the all-girls show, bro. Great. I mean, I, yeah, I've had a few people who loved it. A lot of people liked it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't. I thought Ping was really needed, though. I thought Ping was a good addition. Me too. You needed another guy to, like, balance her out a little. Yeah. I'm guessing JT didn't listen. Uh, to the show, I did not. I was in Indy the whole time, so I really had no time to do anything. Right. Hey, Steve, Tits, and uh, whoever else you got video. Uh, question for you. You always say that you get hit up a million times how to get in the industry, uh, how to do your job, how to get connections, but no one ever seems to ask you the important question. Uh, and that is, how much money can you make doing a job like yours? You always ask up the, you always get up the riders for, you know, what they're pulling in, what they made in bonuses, uh, and they've been figured about disclosing it to you. Um, and, uh, you know, about a month or two ago, you mentioned on a show that you'd be happy to answer that question if someone asked you, but you don't have a problem asking yourself. So there it is. What do you pull down um, after all your expenses are out the door, after the huge salary you get paying? Uh, score and everybody else uh, paying for all your, you know, whatever expenses you have with travel. You know, what can somebody like you, who obviously hustles with your website, Rates Direct, uh, your the international stuff you do, all the uh, all in? I'm curious to know what somebody like you would pull down um, after all your expenses are uh, taken care of. Anyway, that's all I got for you. Talk to you later. Have a good day. I've all, I've answered this like three or four times. People like. You need to listen to the archives. I mean, I do ask riders about what they make, and I find it interesting. I think the fans do. I think a lot of the older guys talk about their win bonuses and such and, you know, this and that. I mean, I find it interesting. If they don't want to talk about it, they don't talk about it. I've answered that question three or four times, though. Like, I'm rolling it. I'm huge, huge money. Yeah. Huge dollars. I know. Um, so if you want to listen, you want to hear me say, Tits, have I not said how much money I make per year on this show a three, a three or four times? Yes. Right. You have. So, what I'm asking this caller to do, look through the archives. We'll get the hits from you listening, mm-hmm. and you'll find out your answer. Yeah, but what show? You can make him listen through hundreds of... <laughs> yep. gonna, where does he search this? On the show. It's just search okay. the Paul Bamek show? Just start going through it. Start now. You'll find it by Christmas. We're at 117 <laughs> shows, I believe. So, uh, get busy. I don't say it in show 100. So, I'll give you that one free. You yeah. get a free... 116 uh, shows to go, fella. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, the freelance journalist game is, is tough. Um, Ping, one of the reasons you're become a fireman is because you were doing a journalist gig and you needed more money and you wanted more money, you want to get out of it. Um, it's tough. A lot of guys trying to make a living at it. And my income varies because um, I lose and gain freelance jobs. And, you, you know, I just lost an Italian gig uh, six months ago. That guy decided not to, to, to need any U.S. coverage. So there went $1,000 a month. See you later. But I picked up some gigs along the way. So... Um, to offset that, I'm doing more work with On Track Off Road, and I have AustralianMotoOnline.com. I have a Direct Motocross up in Canada. I have a IMX Magazine in Canada that I do stuff for. Of course, Pulp and, and this show and Racer X is being my big, big one um, that I rely on. So it's it varies with year to year. All I know is Pingree is draining the profits of this show. <laughs> That's all I can speak of. Ping is a burden. Good grief! Just dragging like the you know we're probably going to be. Very much in the black without David Pingree this year. Now we're in the red. I am spending more money on this show 
You spent more money on Kenny Watson. No. Not no, by the end of the year. Not. No, no, no. No, because you know, I know what you paid Kenny. Yeah, I know, but I haven't. You but, still, all the shows I've done to date, you still haven't paid me that much. Of course not, but the year's not over, and it's think, February. I know, but yeah, I know. <laughs> no, exactly, I'm saying, right? thank you. Thank but you. I came on. How many yeah. times have I been on? I don't even know. Four or five. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I've been on more than that. Uh, I got to pay Mike Mason, Tony Berluti, JT's on payroll. Okay, now. whoa, whoa! I'm not, I'm not taking payroll? their money. I'm no, talking about me. What have you paid to me? But I'm saying, I'm saying the costs have been higher for all the co-hosts that I've had to replace. You know. One, can you watch? Love this guy right here. So, um, that's all. That's all. All right. So, freelance journalist gig, dude. Roll the dice. I got to pay all my expenses. Did you guys know that? People think that I'm baller. Somebody asked me that. I thought maybe uh, X brand paid your way to the races because you're servicing goggle guys. They pay me a flat amount, and I hope that that covers my um, uh, travel costs. It does because you and Weaves probably shack up, right? No, not always. No, because he's got Jordan Roberts, a subscription guy, and he's got Chase Uh sometimes and different people. The X brand money is great on the West Coast. I lose money on the East Coast. You know what I mean? It kind of balances itself out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm paying all my hotels, flights, food. I mean, look at me. Right, getting free hot dogs. No, nah, between between Knowles and then the people you know at the races, you're not even buying food. Yeah, I'm doing good. You're right. You're right. Uh, this weekend was uh, where were we? Dallas. Oh yeah, Racer X bought this weekend. Great steakhouse. Mm, it's good. Thank you, Wygant and mm-hmm. Racer X. All right, let's go. Hey, my name is Randy. First time caller. Um, actually, first time listener as of about two weeks ago, and I've been scrambling through all of your archives trying to catch up. It's a great show. Just want to tell you it's awesome. Uh, a couple observations from um, Dallas this week. Actually, Arlington, they call it. Um, first thing on the lights class, how many times do they have to show Zach Bell hitting his head? I probably replayed that thing like six or seven times, and I had to turn my head every time. Uh, regarding the 450 bikes, uh, what's up with Stewart? I mean, they spend millions of dollars on this guy, and his clutch fails on the starting line. Don't they start his bike before they push it down the tunnel and make sure the thing can move around? Um, you would think that that's a common-sense deal. I mean, you were a mechanic, right, Mathis? You used to uh, be a mechanic for some guy. I don't know. You mentioned his name a couple times. Um, Tim something. Anyway, it'll come to me, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, so regarding the 450 main, also, too, in these new stadiums, they're showing the camera view from the top down, looking straight into the stadium. So on the start, they're calling the race, and I'm watching the thing. I have no clue who's uh, leading the race because they're showing it from a mile away on the ceiling of the stadium. And so with this new stadium comes these new camera angles, which is actually worse. And I also want to say thanks for um, uh, the other people have been mentioned. Uh, I noticed that uh, the lights guy, uh, I think it was Canada, or, or one of the guys was in the lead, and uh, he got his uh, uh, mention, the soft hop mentioned, and that was pretty cool. All these sponsors are finally becoming Smart mentioned top. because uh, your show. Anyway, just wanted uh, to say that was a... Uh, uh, a good race, but uh, you know, a few, just a few observations on my end. I love your show. Love the Green Maverick guy, and now you've got me so hooked on this show that I'm actually going through archives to see what it's all about. And um, and I enjoy listening to Pingree uh, because he's over forty like me, and I understand all of his jokes. Anyway, <laughs> take care. Bye bye. Uh, I'm over forty now. That call was horrendous. Uh, what was the Green Mountain Man? What is the soft top? Is that like a muffin top? 
it's smart top. So clearly, I know, but it's not no. smart top. It's not soft top. No, I like how he talks about how you know the sponsors get mentioned, and he doesn't even get <laughs> it correctly. Get it so right. <laughs> clearly, it's not doing well. Uh, what is the green maverick? Yes. Angry's not over forty. Uh, when he gets to the show through the archives about how much I how much I make, let the other guy know. Okay. When he finds it, uh, yeah, whatever. He's a listener. I mean, he couldn't even watch Zach Bell's crash. Really. Couldn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was I gnarly, know. but yeah. Pookie couldn't watch it, but she's a chick. I mean, he's, he's fine. He was on nothing our sh- even happened. He was on our show. I know. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't like it was a you know, <laughs> f you, dude. Train wreck, and someone got decapitated. Yeah, I agree. All right, tits. Anything else? Is that it? Yeah, a little bit more. All right. Hey guys, it's Eric out of Riverside, uh, California. Hey, a couple months ago, you guys did a interview with Mike Healy. And uh, I listened to it. That was a real good interview. Um, just thought uh, there'd be a maybe another interview or a, a touch basis with him and see how he's doing. I just haven't heard anything back about him or you guys even got an interview with him. Uh, I've seen how he was doing. I need, a great work. I need, I need to call Mike Healy. I promised to do a podcast with him, and he called me beginning of Supercross season and said, let's do it. And I said, yeah, and I just haven't done it. And ah, Terrible, terrible human being. I need to do it, though. I want to do it. Mike Healy, good, good start. Did you just call Mike Healy a terrible human being? No, I'm a terrible human being uh, for not doing the podcast. Sinjin. God, you keep me on hold forever. Oh, sorry, bro. Uh, not trying to, <laughs> just trying to do a radio show here, bro. <laughs> okay, well, you really think anyone's listening at 1030 at night? You were. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I listen to all your shit, but okay. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to make a comment real quick. Everyone's saying, like, how good Brittany Chisholm was, like, I've listened to every single one of your shows, everything, all your archives, everything. That's the first show I've ever had to turn off. Like, she is terrible. Now, how you much does... Have, you, you sure what? it's not biased? Yeah, how much did the Obama thing make you not like her? No, listen, listen, hold on. Let me tell you something real quick. Uh, the Obama thing, like, uh, Ping hates Obama. And, like, I love Ping. Like, even though I don't like his politics, he's like, I think he's funny as shit, even though he says shit about my dad. Oh, uh, I didn't um, know about your dad. <laughs> that was an honest mistake. Hello? All right. Drop him. He's mad at me. Hung up again. Yeah, hung up, ah. bro. Hey, uh, Kevin, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. What's, uh, thanks for listening. What's going on? Uh, just for Sinjin's information, it's one thirty on the East Coast. I'm still listening. Yeah, suck it, <laughs> Sinjin. Um, you must not I have a job. Yeah, do, do, do you have a job, first, though? I gotta... Wait, wait. Do you have a job? You have to get up 4 in the morning? I have a job. I'm, I'm a truck driver. I'm working right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it doesn't really count, but that's cool. <laughs> Thanks. No, um, I mean, no, I mean, as far as like, my, it's one thirty in the morning. But for you, this is normal, regular hours. That's all I meant. Like, it's yeah, no, it's no I'm gonna deal. be working until eight a.m. So yeah, I guess you're right. But whatever, still listening. Yeah, no, thank um, you, and thank you. I appreciate it. JT's barely listening, and he's on the show. <laughs> I listen sometimes. Um, I had a question about Andrew Short, and I I wasn't able to call in when he was on, but uh, uh, just to get your guys' opinion. Do you think he's going to be a little bit, not afraid of that bike, but kind of have a bad taste in his mouth since that's the one that he crashed on in 2011 and broke a bunch of shit? Um, JT, you answer this. What do you think? I don't think so. That was, like, early in its production. So Yeah, I'm, um, I'm sure it's different. But... Yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of a freak deal. I and mean, those are more accidents you see when products are kind of brand new and they don't have the reliability right. issues kind of worked out. So. I mean, it's right, possible, I but I, I don't foresee that. The dude yeah, that, these guys are so mental. It, you know. Well, 
Yeah, I get it. They are mental. I mean, Ping was one, known as one of the more mental guys out there uh, when he raced, but uh, I don't believe so. I think, um, you know, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I think, I think that's a good question, but uh, Shorty, yeah, I don't think it'll matter. All right, uh, I got a a funny story about Michael Essie. If you guys want to hear it, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I was uh, in El Paso, Texas, and I was at a truck stop, and I ran into a lady that drives. Uh, Merck's truck for the Supercross and the Nationals, and she was telling me that she had a run-in with Michael Essie. I'm sure that's surprising, but um, I guess he was up at 5 a.m. Uh, warming his bike up right outside of her uh, truck while she was sleeping. So she got pissed off, started swearing at him, told him to go away, and Mike acted like he didn't know what he did wrong. And then I guess she said the next weekend, Tony Alessi came up and confronted her about threatening his son, which at that point I just lost my shit because that's exactly what you'd expect to go, mm-hmm. like, expect to go down with, this with is the at, Alessis. But, this is at a national, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. she said it was like two or three years ago. But uh, she says now every single weekend Mike Alessi comes up and asks her how she is. <laughs> and, and, I mean, hey, if if I could totally believe that, I've heard them rev the shit out of Mike's bike here and there, and yeah, you know, Mike goes and puts his helmet on and does like full blown starts out in the back forty. I think he knows every place, <laughs> every nationals tracks furthest back part where he could actually do real practice starts. Yeah, I just thought that was funny because she she told me that she doesn't even like like she doesn't even like the racing, which made me laugh a little bit, but. Of course, she had a run-in with Michael Essie. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's true. All right, man. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, guys. You're doing a good job. Oh, thank you. Thanks. You miss Kenny? Yep. You miss Kenny? Uh, you know what? Kenny was awesome, but as long as you have somebody in there like Ping or JT, Berluti's great, too. You know, all those guys, they pull their weight, and it's still entertaining. I'm still going to listen to every show. All right. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Uh, Sinjin, you're back. Hey, boys. Creepy, Sinjin. Hello? Creepy. Yeah. You like that? Um, oh, well, okay, so what I was saying, oh, yeah, you guys just need to have like someone like Georgia on, you know, like someone good like that. You know what I'm saying? So not ju- biased at all, right? Yeah. Or, like, or, like, or you know, maybe call him Jimmy. You know, even those Canadian guys, like uh, Noof and, and uh, I love Dong. Okay. Or, like even those guys. like Just not uh, Brittany Chisholm. Anyone not named Brittany Chisholm. Yeah, and you know, I think that's gonna make Donk not happy because isn't Donk cool with them? Because he works yeah. on Chisholm's. Yeah, I like Donk and I like uh, Noof. Like those guys seem pretty funny. You should uh, get them, even though they're Canadian and Canadians suck balls. Like, what if we had Mitt Romney cool. on? Oh, dude, I love Mitt. Mitt and I, we go way back. <laughs> Mitt's the man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you just need to get one of them. You know, like keep paying. But the show's still not the same without Kenny. I, I don't I don't know I just don't get that vibe anymore that good vibe. Okay. Oh, do you guys well, speak or, or do you just fucking wait in awkward pauses? I mean <laughs> I don't know Sinjin. Like Sin- what are you you're all what? over the map, bro? Uh, you don't like Britney, you like Donk, you hate Canadians, but some Canadians are good. And Dude, I'm I'm I'm, I'm more positive than ever. I don't come in cussing. I'm more positive than ever. I, right. I just don't like Britney and. Well, everyone knows Canadians suck balls, but I still like a couple of them. All right. Dude, okay. I, dude I used to play ice hockey when I was younger. Travel ice hockey. I'm all about that Canadian-ness. Okay. 
Okay, all right. Have a good show. Ping, I, I still love you. Everyone else, I still love you. Jason, everyone, I still love you. Goodbye. Bye. Sinjin, all what, over the What map do we know about that guy? What do we know? Yeah. He used to work at Jersey Mike's, uh, got fired, worked at Subway, got fired. <laughs> once served, once served uh, Subway sandwiches when he put his ass, his hand in, in his ass crack. Yeah, I remember him telling me that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good friends with Jimmy Albertson. Sp- uh, work, uh, uh, sponsored by BTOsports.com. He is? Yeah. Oh, he races. Yeah, he rides. Yeah. Yeah. Bought an Atlas neck brace. Huh. <laughs> what are you laughing You're at? You're reaching now. All right. Once bought an Atlas neck brace. He I... also once bought a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to the Paul Bamek Show. Who's this? Hello? Hello? How you doing? Domino's? All right. Come on, guy. All right. Hand off. I mean, dude, what do you want me to do? It's a standoff. When you don't tell me who it is, Tits. <laughs> Someone you, make a move. This person you, asked me not to say who it was. Well, that's fine, but then this person. I, I, I can't speak for his performance. Right, right. Can we not do that to the show host, please? Thank right. you. Thank you very much. I was hoping that. I mean, if I knew who it was, caller... I would draw them out and we would wait. <laughs> I would draw them into the shores like Jaws and wait. But I can't. I'm sorry. Who was it? It was our former co-host. Paul Lindsay. Paul Lindsay. Hello? That is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull. <laughs> Kenny Watson, what's going on? How are you? Nothing. I'm just uh, chilling at home, and I've been getting these texts from everyone going, "Dude, you got fired. Mark Johnson took your job." And I'm like, "Really?" You know, that's what they're saying on the pulpit next show. And I'm like, did we... "Oh, really? Is, did you? Did, is that in vital too?" Did we ever <laughs> say that on the show, Pingree? No, I wasn't. I do not. Come on, Steve. We you hired Mark, you hired Mark Johnson though, um, and how's that working I, out? Whoa, 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 dude! I was on the line when I was listening to Shinjin. Yep. Uh, and all I got to say is, I never thought that I would say this, but I support Shinjin because, <laughs> and I made the show. That was about all I agreed with him on. Right, right. And I'm going to give you a little update. Shinjin's uncle is Chris Heiser. And JT probably doesn't even know who Chris Heiser is, but that's that's where his moto background's from, Chris Heiser. Yeah, Chris Heiser, former top 125 driver actually raced his own motorcycle that him and his dad built in the late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Yeah. No, so anyways, not, not ringing any yeah, bells. Yeah, I just want to get the story straight. Mark Johnson has come aboard. He's kind of a behind-the-scenes guy. He is going to be doing it. He's working. His title is race director. So he is handling working with Kyle Bentley on all of our technical technical side of things, um, with uh, just getting us all caught up with more data and doing a bunch of other stuff that we do not know what we're doing. And for us to be a legit team and be at a factory level, we kind of need to start taking the ball um, in our own hands and in, in going for it instead of depending on other people. So that's what we're doing. And Mark Johnson certainly has a background for that. Factory Cowie, uh, team manager, team green manager. Yeah, a lot years. of people don't know about Mark's deal. Mark, Mark was in motocross for uh, years. I mean, he, is a, he used to race, and then he started He started the team green program back in the day. He was Factory Cowie, team manager. He worked for uh, Motorsport Outlet for a long time. You know, got that whole team up and going, which is the Rockstar team now, if a lot of people don't know that. Went away, went to IndyCar for a long time. And, you know, just the knowledge that he has uh, about racing, um, I don't care if you're racing lawnmowers or you're racing, you know, 
freaking doom buggies. He knows about racing on the back end, and that's where our team needs to help, and that's what he's doing. Uh, people in the chat room want to know if you're in a trailer with a flashlight and a bucket again, because <laughs> you don't sound the clearest, uh, whatever you're talking on. Uh, no, I'm in my garage, but oh, close. That, that sounds better. Close. Yeah, that's There's awesome. a flashlight and a bucket really close. <laughs> hey, Rhino, hang up. We had Rhino on. He said he hung it up after his crash. Done riding. Glad to hear it. I bet you all those vet guys at Mammoth are freaking wiping their eyebrows, because last time I seen Rhino race Mammoth, and David could tell you this, the same thing. McGrath told me, he's like, man, that guy was going for blood, and we're not, I'm out here racing for fun, and I got a family at home I got to go home to, man. He goes, I beat him when it counted. He could have this race. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, typical Rhino. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear Rhino's all right this year, for real, dude. Like, yeah, he's gonna be fine. Know, yeah. You know, I like Rhino. He's you know kind of a controversial guy, but you know what? I don't wish that on anybody. You know, these guys. I mean, once you retire, I think you retire, and it'd be pretty sad to see some guy get injured like that at the you know when he's retired. Yeah. But, uh, yeah absolutely. Glad to hear. He, I'm glad to hear he's okay. Hey, so let me ask you a question. Um, I know that uh, I kind of had a little outburst because I thought you and Wygan were ganging up on me in the press box up mm-hmm. there. You called us the um, two. You called us the two biggest fucking idiots in motocross. <laughs> just to be clear, at that point, at that point in time, you were because you two clowns think you know everything, right? And I, I'm claiming that the kid was I knocked out. Everything. Maybe he wasn't. Whatever happened? What's the story? Was he knocked out? Wasn't he knocked out? Is he okay? Was he okay to race? What was the verdict? I haven't heard anything about it, Doctor Pingree. <laughs> Uh, according to Doc Bodner and the Astros staff, he was not unconscious when they got to him. Um, he was talking to him coherently, wasn't, you know, saying weird things, wasn't repeating himself. No indication of a, a concussion. He Why passed. the hell would they red flag a race? If it was anybody, they've never red flagged a race because the guy was not unconscious and he was laying there talking to him. If they're saying, all right, dude, get off the track, why were they – throwing up and why they red flag it because John Gallagher's red flag happy or do you think that uh, the asterisk guy said hey red flag this race is that a good is that a good question hey I wasn't there I'm just telling you what the asterisk guy said Doc Bodner and Eddie and those guys were straight shooters they're not going to like lie or fudge stuff Um, hey Ping I I was there but I didn't have a red asterisk shirt on that's what Steve and and, uh and Wygan said, what, were you, were you, do you have a red asterisk shirt on? Do your guys no. have red shirts on? Do they know what was going on? They were ganging up on me, dude. I felt really violated. Well, that, <laughs> that old lady that was next to Wygan really was upset with the yelling and screaming we were both doing to you. And, and you. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Right. Well, I hope she, I hope she comes back again because that's what makes the sport awesome, <laughs> controversy. I hope she had a good time. The people in the press box yelling at each other. Uh, JT, um, what are your thoughts on Zach Bell? Uh, great starter. Um, <laughs> got a bright future ahead of him if he can stay off the ground. Right. Uh, hey, I got I got stump. I got I got to stump the quits test uh, question. You got a what? <laughs> <laughs> you got a what? Stump the tits question. I think you said stump the quits. <laughs> no, I did not. Stump <laughs> the quits question. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Check the tape. No, no, I didn't. That's a sound drop. If it is, but I, 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 I guarantee like that. you did. Hey, ask Tits what Zach Bell and Ricky Carmichael have in common. Well, you can, he heard you. He's got his headphones on. He will um, be stumped because he's fucking clueless when it comes to this shit. 
Well, they're you, both short. You people. are right. I'm sure they have a lot in common, but I don't oh, know, I know exactly I know what, what you're talking I know, I know about. What, it is. what is it? Steve, of course you know, because you know everything. Right, right. No. I know everything. Same amateur uh, rookie number. Same rookie pro number, 167. There you go. Good call there, Mathis. Wow. You don't, I mean, were you surprised? He actually said <laughs> that on the, on the broadcast. Who picks these questions? <laughs> hey, I thought JT. it was going to be they both live in Tallahassee. Hey, Steve. Uh, did you see JT's uh, Instagram picture that he took of that woman's breast this weekend? No. no. Oh, Her my God. Moves. The best Instagram picture of all time ever. <laughs> JT has been on fire with his Instagram. Wow. I, gotta, I don't know if I follow him because I don't get his tiny Oh, ping. If anyone would love it, you would more than anyone it, I know in my life. You it, would fucking be giggling your ass off still for right now. It's yeah, at, I, I gotta at, find him. At LCQ King. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it's no, not. It's oh. not. What is it, JT? Jason66 Thomas. Hey, to the guy in the chat room that says that uh, Mike Healy, that I said he went MIA and, and now I'm lying, uh, Mike Healy did go MIA for a little, reason, for a little while, uh, and then he called me out of the blue so i was correct in saying he went mi because he was not responding to texts but hey he i'll get your back. back on this he i did talk to healy through text a while ago mm-hmm. uh maybe two or three weeks ago and he did say he went off the map and that steve was hitting him up to do the show and to do an interview with him and he just didn't get back to him so steve is 100 percent correct and you know how i do not like to get his back and agree with him but he is right on that one yeah so so the dude in the chat room suck it Right, exactly. Eat shit. Um. <laughs> hey, and so you know, um, and uh, Lips knows, and Pookie knows, I'm a man of my word, and everything I said, it might have took me a little bit of time, but I sent out your boy, Lips, oh, your thank, listener, thank a, little, a little package so you can get off my nuts and your nuts. Yes. And I did take care of Pookie for her concert, like I said I would do six months ago. Yes, you did. You got she, she came on the show and... and- Said that earlier. Yes. Thank oh, you. Oh, she did? Yeah. Yes. Good for her. I'm glad she had a good time. She had a great time. Hey, she said your girl came out and said, <laughs> yeah, you, hello, Phoenix. Hello, Phoenix. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Well, she, she Pink played Phoenix last night or the night before Fe- Vegas. And so in Vegas, she came out and said, hello, Phoenix. Everyone was like, huh? <laughs> uh, she, yeah, that's like being on a Southwest flight and you land in L.A. and they go, welcome to, welcome to Phoenix. She hey. probably did that. Uh, Every time I'm in Vegas, I have no idea where I am either. So yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, yeah Kenny, I, could, I could vouch for that. I'm supposed to ask you. <laughs> I'm supposed to ask you how the ribs were. Is that Jordan? They're barbecued. I was in Texas this weekend. Of course, they're barbecued. Right, ribs. they're good. Yeah. Uh, that, that Did was... you hear me and Jordan are going to start Motor Triple X again? Because it's never. It's he doesn't understand why it died. He's just like you know. Hey, right. I said Jordan. You know how it died. You know that was 20 years ago when kids 20 years old listened to Strung Out and. No effects and lag wagon and all those bands. I said, now a kid, you can walk through the pits and everyone know who you are. Now you just look like another dude walking through the pits. Mm-hmm. It's over, Jordan. It's over. The dream is dead. I love Motor Triple X, but the dream is over. Dream another dream, as the great Sammy Hagar said. This dream is over. Hey, Jordan's really, really balled up though that he's not involved in the sport anymore. Oh, dude, you're telling me? He, he, I talk to him all the time how he can get back in and. He wants to start it up again, yeah. and I said, with what? I still got the box truck. I get the box, man. <laughs> Fuck, Watson. You're hiring all these people. Hire Jordan. To do what? Hand Sing out CDs. Hand what out, the fuck? Hand out CDs and shirts. 
He could play Johnny Cash tribute. Yeah, game changer, bro. <laughs> a game changer on the drums. <laughs> want to hear a funny story about Jordan? You know how Jordan's always wants to get in the mix, right? I love Jordan to death. He's always like, a couple years ago, he was at Anaheim, and I, and I go, hey, Jordan, you should go talk to Alicia. She fired her drummer. She's looking for a new drummer. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the press box, and he, I mean, we're in our, the, the little suite, and he's sitting below us, and I see him talking to her, and she's like, what are you talking about? And she's all, uh, George's all, Kenny told me that you fired your drummer, and you might be looking at a new drummer, and I'm interested. <laughs> she looked at me, and she goes, you are such a fucking dick. You are such an asshole, and Jordan was so embarrassed. I felt bad for the dude, but that's what he gets. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how's your team? How's everything going? Uh, our team is, uh, we're getting there, dude. It's, uh, it's been a rough road. I mean, uh, you know, expectations are about where I thought they were. Everyone was expecting to overachieve and, you know, uh, Brock is, you know, doing what he's doing. He, I think he should be doing a little bit better myself, but, um, you know, we, we, when we hired him, there was no one better that we could hire that was, that's beating him. I mean, I get a little fired up when uh, the BTO guy beats him because I think he should be beating him. But, dude, that guy gets great starts every week. And, dude, he's riding really, really good. You know, i just like, man, that guy beats you. And I get really frustrated. But, you know, we're working on it. And, you know, don't take anything away from him. And, you know, the BTO team, is I'm stoked for those guys. You know, bring Shorty on over there. That's awesome. Yeah. Even oh. though they cost all of us some money this weekend because I talked to someone and they're all, he's going to Rockstar, stamp it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And we made a bet with someone, and they were right, and we should, were wrong. Should have asked so. me, because you know, you know, I know. Yeah, I know. But oh. I, I, I talked to someone on his team, and that's what they told him that he has a contract from them. Mm. And I was like, "What?" Then I, I didn't process it. I should have thought about the whole BTO gear. Right. Yeah, like how you, he can't go to that team and wear one, one industry gear. You know, J- they're not going to let him do that. JT so. had a big hand in it behind the scenes. Of course, he did. Yeah. I think Short's going to bring a lot to that team. I really do. I think, you know, you know, like for our team, there's a lot of, you know, technical support, and I think Short's going to come to them. And, and you know, I know Forrest does an awesome job with what, he's, what he has done, but, you know, I think, you know, KTM has the resources behind him, and I hope they share them over there. But I think, you know, Andrew's really going to bring a lot of credibility to that team to help them, you know, get better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think behind, you know, after – you know, having a team like we had, and then all of a sudden we get factory support. Well, you have to be able to do something with all that support. You just can't go back and, and do what you do and wait for those people to make a move. You still need to try to develop and get better on your own, and then go back to them and, and get more help. But right. I think that's what I think that's what Andrew's going to bring to that team. Well, right now, right, well, right now, buddy, Forrest and J Bone probably are ahead of you in Manager of the Year awarding. If you were, yeah, right now, no, for for sure, for sure. For sure they are because they're beating me in results. You don't win manager of the year unless you uh, unless you win races. Yeah. Force has already Force has already won it anyways. Has he? Yeah, two thousand. You know everything, dude. Come on. Uh, I forgot. Force right. Butler, dude. He's a bad dude. Dude, right. they do. Dude, I got nothing bad to say about that whole team, man. I dude, I used to think you know that you know they were kind of a you know whatever team, but dude, they're they're top notch, man. They're top shelf. If, I got nothing but respect for what those guys do over there. JT, if you were Riding like okay, let's face it. Twenty twelve was not your best year, not a very good year for you. But if you were riding at your twenty eleven levels, let's say it's twenty eleven. Let's go back in time. Why not? If you're hey, let's go back. Let's go back in the time machine, as someone would say it. Yeah, JT. So you're twenty eleven. You're riding 
Forrest Butler is going to get factory KTM support. Um, do you stay on the team? Does he let you? Does he have to let you go? Can you step in on a on a factory KTM? Yeah, why not? Okay, let's check it. Yeah, Wes was on a factory bike. Yeah, but he's only a fill-in, you know. So, uh, do you want me to tell you right now who's in the front runner of team manager of the year? In my eyes, who? Dave Gallon. I agree. Former roller Dave Gallon. Dave Gallon and that team is doing a fucking phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Um. And also, too, former rollerball mechanic, Rollerball Peterson. I don't know about all that bullshit, but... No, he was. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give about him what he's doing now. I don't live in the past. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Jesus, that's deep, Watson. That's deep. <laughs> fuck uh, it. I bring it hard, bud. I bring it hard. All right, buddy. Uh, we're going to wrap this show up. So uh, yeah, That's fine, but don't ever call me buddy. Okay, yeah, right. Good, good point. Um, thanks for calling in, Watson. And see you in Atlanta. Bye, buddy. Oh, just that's it. Just hung up. Uh, man, he just talks and talks and talks, and then just like, yeah, poof. Man, it's Kenny, it's a mystery wrapped in a riddle, bro. Yeah. Uh, JT, thank you for coming on, bro. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, see you in ATL, right? You you will yeah. be there this weekend. Hot Atlanta, bro. Hot Atlanta, like a boss. There <laughs> you go. See you. See you, JT. All right. Uh, BTOsports.com, X brand goggles, Fly Racing, Race Tech suspension. Atlas neck braces, NFAB Jeep and truck parts, showy helmets, free gun underwear, works connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bars, 810 Solutions, Tits. What's up with the uh, Andrew Short Butt Patch Contest? Are we extending that thing? Did we decide on it? We didn't talk about it. I'm throwing you for a curve. Yeah. Um, the we're, whole, we're, we're going to extend it. The whole illustrator thing yeah. uh, causes issues. Yes. Let's, let's make it – you just have to submit a drawing, whether it be a picture of something, oh, okay. an idea. But you have to actually do a drawing. You can't just send us a text file or something saying, hey, do this. Pulp you need to do something. Publicshow at gmail.com. Correct. Pingree, pedigree. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming in tonight. Uh, going to see you in a few weeks maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe longer. We'll see what see what your schedule looks like. But uh, you've done a hell of a job the last two weeks. Really took one for the team, backdoored yep. it and everything. Like just, whoa, just <laughs> fantastic. Let's, I don't know about that. It's been fun though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, might be a few weeks till I get back. Uh, Zach Bell, John Bodner, Ryan Hughes, and Andrew Short. Thank you for everybody. Tits, thank you. You're welcome. We're coming back next week with a bigger mm. and better show, especially now that Pingree's not going to be here. Yep. You know how good it's going to be. Time to really step <sighs> our time, game time up. Time to really put a good show out. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing for the Evolution gear. Thanks to Race Tech Suspension. Gave away a suspension Bible. X-Brand Goggles. Sinjin won them. Yep. Chanceability of them getting shipped 50-50 because it's Sinjin. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. It's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. You could hear me if it got into your brain somehow that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.